Hey, so good to see you. It's, uh, are you ready to do some shopping pretty soon? Yeah, um, what's the occasion? Well, the, the, the occasion is either the, uh, I don't know, is it the, the soon, the coming to up, uh, upcoming Super Bowl Sunday or the recently passed Super Bowl Sunday? It's that occasion, whichever it may be. Is I have some super sandwiches, one of which was named accidentally. The, the, I call it the Lich, L-I-C-H, which is kind of a play. And I think that's a career. I guess maybe you don't want to think about it. Too. Like, I think that's a name from uh, that would be in a, like they would talk about at an inn. But I thought we'd cook up two sandwiches and something to drink. Because I, I don't know if you do you listen to my podcast sometimes. Oof. We're friend you really sometimes. Well, I'm sorry. I did. I did. I, I, I didn't mean to make it. You can't. It's, I, I know you didn't mean to hurt. It, it's, it doesn't hurt. No, no, it doesn't hurt. It just looks like it on my face and my body language. That it hurts. I mean, I, I do know I put out three episodes a week. I do. I don't expect you to listen. I just like it. Like I guess like uh. I'm sorry, that's a lot of pressure. It, it just, uh, it, because you're a construct, like, I, I thought you'd listen to every episode for some reason. You don't have to, I know. I'll get over this. Yeah, it's a gr- this is a grow. I guess this is a grow. This, that's the pain you see on my face, a growing pain. Uh, growing used to that my friend doesn't listen to every podcast episode. I know, they're not, every episode isn't for everybody. Any, do, but, oh, do, do you listen to the intro that just took place? That was my question. Because they said if I was in an inn, in a fantasy tale, no, 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 like, I uh, don't know, that word has too, for me it has too many meanings, but uh, in a, um, in a, like in a Dragonlance style story, uh, or Dragonlance is sometimes a little too bright, I think, I don't know, if, it, but, but in a, you know what I mean? In a D and D game, if I was in an inn, I don't know what I would order to drink. So I thought we'd make a drink that has a kind of certain connotation for me. And then, in honor of Super Bowl Sunday, you know, it's it's pending or posting. I thought we'd make two sandwiches uh, that I affiliate. I did make it once for Super Bowl Sunday. One of the sandwiches, and then one I just invented, the Lich, L-I-C-H, I think, the Lich sandwich I just invented. It's a riff. It's more of a riff than an invention And this other sandwich. So are you ready to go? Is there anything you should know about Trader Joe? You know, no, since the last we talked, um, nothing new at Trader Joe's. I mean, I guess I say, geez, like, uh, is it, am I growing? Like last episode I said, can I be attracted with like without a crush, and I say yes because that's what's still happening. I say, well, that person is attractive, and then can I feel attractive? Let's just not go. Can we just not go there, please? I'd rather not talk about that. I know we have to talk about something awkward. It just makes the time fly by for you. I know, but I don't have a crush. Not even in a, like, a, okay, there's one thing, but it, it'll be when we're in the meat section. Yes, I believe something. Yes, it's embarrassing. Of course. Of course it is. It's, it's, well, do you want me to spoil it? I guess I don't need to spoil it because I'm involved, so you already know how to. Let's, let's, buy, let's fly by the Magic Podcast to Trader Joe's.
Oh, before we go in, um, let's see. I got a list of things. So, like this time, I tried to write it down. Uh, we need some iced tea, lemons, limes, sugar, iced tea, pretzel bagels, paper towels, eggs, cheddar, Swiss, pastrami, mayo, coleslaw, pumpernickel, bacon, and bank potato pan, bacon ends, potato pancakes, hash browns. I think that's everything. Something tells me we should buy some coleslaw, but I don't know why. Oh, no, that's what that says, coleslaw on the list. That's why the list. I was thinking of uh, sauerkraut, though. So let's grab a cart and take a right. And, oh, you want to get to the embarrassing stuff right away? No, no, no. We could tease it out. We could tease it out. It, it doesn't work as good when we just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, the, we do need to use the, the magic of podcasting to make some coleslaw up here, you know, a traditional coleslaw. And I know you can make coleslaw, and there's, like, all these new style slaws, which I do like, uh, the idea of, like, a broccoli slaw. Uh, but for this particular recipe, we, we do kind of need uh, the mayo-based, old-fashioned carrot and cabbage slaw which is right there because I've actually never seen a Trader Joe's, but look at, that must be the, uh, the spirit of slaw just made that. So, so grab that. And then I don't even know if we need anything else healthy. Uh, you just coleslaw, coleslaw, which I think is uh, faux healthy. And then we're going to go here and right up here on the right is their luncheon. Do they still call these luncheon meats or deli meat? I think they, when did it become deli meat? And, yeah, this is one thing I wouldn't normally buy here at Trader Joe's. I mean, other than lunch, turkey turkey for lunch. But this we're going to get this pastrami here. And, no, I haven't had it. And, and yes, it is like a, like I do, like I'm, I am a fan of Trader Joe's, but I am not a Pollyanna. I don't know what Pollyanna means. I just know what how to use it in a sentence. I would assume Pollyanna is like someone that loves everything. Uh, but anyway, it's not like, uh, you're pretty sure I am a Pollyanna for Trader Joe's? No, no, no. Cause I, I don't, I would only, like if I had my druthers, I would only buy boar's head, like luncheon meats or pastrami. I prefer to buy it from someplace, you know, that's making the pastrami that day. But, you know, this will be masked by many, so many layers of things. Okay, so we're going to get the pastrami. Then right here are the cheeses. I decided we'd get, we're going to get the slices of ch sharp cheddar. Oh, yeah. And then Swiss. No, don't get the light Swiss. I don't know what the difference is, but I want full Swiss. Okay, so we have all that. And then the, the meat section's coming up. I know I told you. Uh, I don't, I'll meet you back. Yeah, <laughs> meet you back at the meat. You grab those bacon ends, the Trader Joe's bacon ends. And it's a roll of the dice. The last thing of bacon ends I got was like a like a ten out of ten. It must have been some sort of smoked uh, high end bacon that they 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 chopped the ends off of. I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna just go across the way here and get pretzel bagels. Yes, I love pretzel bagels. I do. I do. You're right. And then I'll tell you the story because it happened right here at the meat section. Again, what happened? I guess like. Oh. We got to talk about it now. 
Okay, this just, it just happened within the last, since I last saw you, right here. Yes, I did. I so like so. This this was I, I did. This one I blew a big time. I blew it. Uh, so I was standing here. Well, first, no, no, no. I I did one of those ones where I came in, and I, I said they had an eye contact situation. Maybe first, like a glance situation where I said, "Hmm, oh, holy ponytail." And then there was an eye contact situation and, you know, a brief assessment. And then, like, you know, I did have, like, I did say that this is a healthy attraction I'm feeling. And then, then I said, like, then I, yes, I did snuff out. I blew out the, the candle of attractive hope or whatever you want to call it, whatever. I don't know, whatever, which metaphor you want to use. And I said, well, that's good. That's That was nice. Let's just blow that out. You're correct. And then I got over here to the meat and I stood like, uh, maybe the, 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 I think maybe it was like, uh, I don't want it to, I, why do we have to talk about this in meat? Cause it's too metaphor rich. Okay. Well, we were, we, we, there was a brief side by side meat inspection and I was looking at this pork roast and uh, then she had it off, but then it was a rethinking. I, I, well, I knew it was like I was frozen. Okay. Then, yeah, she came back to the meat thing, looked at the meat in my hand. I know that's all, I, but this is true. This is what happened. Looked at me and then maybe looked at the look on my, like it looked at my, like the, looked at the, the, the roast I was holding looked at me, waiting for me to say something, waiting uncomfortably long. It then saw the look of, you probably misread the look of, like the, the frozen look in my face, my slack jaw, uh, the, the different, you know, flying things, flying in and out, the, you know, the, the like, uh, you know, all my feelings, of course. So the, but, I, you know, I don't, I'm not self-conscious about that, but just with my slack jaw, and then even, like, then futzed around with some of them, like, it was still one more chance say, okay, I'll give you one more chance to talk to me. No, I didn't say anything. I, I did say, like, I did uh, contemplate asking a question about what I was holding in my hand. I don't know what happened. I, like, I guess, I guess scared. Uh, total, like, total, like, uncomfortably long. Like, uh, the only thing missing was, are you going to talk to me? But that, the, the, the look said every, um, I mean, I think I had one more chance in the frozen food, uh, but then it gets, then it's just like, so that's when, you know, then it's like uncomfortable, awkward where I probably reproject something onto her, onto her. And then she says, well, this, this person's, you know, I don't know what that, their, their problem was. So yeah, totally blew it. I was holding the roast in my hand. I even had it was a bacon wrapped roast. I could have, I could have, I could easily talked about it or asked questions. I guess there was like, a, yeah, there was a turning. It went from facing the meat to turning to me and facing my roast. How was I holding the roast? Was I holding it? No, I don't know where I was holding it. Probably at waist level and for maybe a chest level for protection. No, I probably never again. I mean, 
uh, like it wasn't a crush though. No, not even like a post crush, I guess. Cause yeah, it was totally, I know. I mean, I guess it not even, it wasn't burned in my mind. I mean, other like the embarrassed, you know, the, the, now that we're recapping it, um, my inability, I don't know what this happens to me where you say, well, geez, you got a podcast. You could talk boring for hours. Can't you talk about something interesting for one second? No, can't do it. So that was that situation. So we got that out of the way. Thanks. So we have pretzel bagels. We have bacon ends. Now we're going to grab a dozen eggs. You might want two dozen if you're having a Super Bowl party. And we're going to need this dark rye over here, pumpernickel. Now, it's, again, I would buy this from somewhere else, but under the circumstances, this is what we're going to use. I don't know. I would prefer my pumpernickel or rye to be a little bit fresher and a little bit thicker. And, like, we'd probably get at the same place of we'd get the pastrami. And, you know, the, the Bay Area, you'd probably have to drive, I think, to, to Kosher or Deli in Oakland, maybe, or to some other place that specializes in pastrami. I can't think of, like, I uh, can't think of any place that's making their own pastrami in a real way on a daily basis or, you know, corned beef, yeah. Okay, so we have the eggs and the cheddar. And we don't really need anything. Oh boy, we got we. Yep, I messed up. We got to go back and get some lemons and limes. Now you're going to notice here. I don't know if this is a universal thing. Lemons cost three times as much as limes. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, no offense to the lemon. And maybe it was because we did. I didn't eat a lot of limes as a kid. But lime feels. Uh, we're going to buy. Uh, you know, buy six of each. Yeah, great. In the bag of lemons, you're, you're swift. They are cheaper. Okay, then we're going to head down this aisle. Grab those paper towels. We definitely need paper towels. Unfortunately, we're going to waste paper. Not too much, but we will. And then we're going to grab sugar here. We're going to grab the refined sugar. The, yeah, you can grab the other kinds, but in this case, uh, I mean, I would go on the assumption you have super refined sugar at home from a regular supermarket. We'll buy some here because it's still good sugar to have around. Just a little price, a little spendy to get refined sugar here when you're not getting a, like a full pound. I don't know. Maybe that is pound. I don't know. Doesn't, or maybe you get two and a half pounds at a grocery store. I don't. I don't know. It is cane sugar. That's nice. And then down here we'll grab some mayo. And I realize mayo is a divisive thing. Holy cow, we forgot the most important ingredients back at the frozen food aisle. Good thing I made a list. I'll have to start doing this every single time. Uh, so we grab the mayo, and I realize mayo's uh, divisive, like I was saying. Yeah, but you need it. You'd like, I guess, and I don't know if it's from eating breakfast sandwiches in New York City. Did they have mayo? I think they did. You know, an egg and cheese sandwich, but uh, I don't. I, I like having mayo on my breakfast sandwich, and I know that's not for everybody, so that's why you buy it, and then you don't have to put it on. You know, I and I think I've told you this. Like, yeah, I didn't have mayo till I was like a twenty, somewhere between twenty and twenty-two. I think in Florida, it was first Dijonese was my first foray which I think was like mayonnaise and Dijon mustard combined into a spread. It was in Florida. It was with my friend Pat and Marnie, Rick, and Chris. 
think that was everybody that was there. Maybe a couple other people, but uh, maybe my friend Charlie. But yeah, we uh, we we ate a lot of turkey sandwiches that we were we were all crashing somewhere, and that's what we subsisted on. And uh, yeah, so what do you call it? The, the Dijonese. So that's when. And then I said, "Wow, I like mayonnaise now." Yeah, maybe that was hype. I, mean, I don't. I guess okay. So we have mayonnaise. Now we got to go back to frozen foods. Now these are our our uh, our primary uh, flashy ingredients for our two different sandwiches. And these are both a refinement on the sandwiches we're going to make, and we're going to get a thing of the, those hash browns, the frozen hash browns, just like you get at the Mickey Days. Yeah, those like uh, those square like ovular ones, exactly. And then much, I mean, no offense to those; those are great. But this is this is the piece de resistance, as they say. And I don't know how to pronounce but potato pancakes, which play a big role in my life. Uh, and these are, you know, there's different types of potato pancakes. These are latkes, I think you call them. And I'm probably saying that wrong, but uh, we're going to grab those. Those are the PAs, whatever. These, those, this is the, the ingredient that's going to make all the difference, but you're going to have a hash brown option. What are we making? We're making two sandwiches. We're making a lich sandwich, which I just uh, like invented, and then we're making a paninis style sandwich. Let's get in the checkout. I'll tell you more. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. What do you, what is it? I don't know. I don't think I saw her in the checkout. It was over. I had my chance and well, may I may well, I did have a chance to start a conversation with another human being. Now, I guess one way to look at it is I'm not starting any, I don't start conversations with people I'm attracted to or, or not attracted to. So there's, I mean, that's a positive spin on it. It's like, uh, anyone else in the meat section, I'm not going to talk to them either. Unless they're commenting on my singing, yeah, but then that's not a conversation usually. Like, then I, I, what I do is if I'm singing, they'll say, oh, are you singing? And then they'll say, no, no, I don't say anything like that. I usually pause, and then I repeat. So let's say I was singing, uh, like, Deck the Halls. Like, usually, it will usually be pop music now, I think. So then I, if it's 24 karat magic in the air, like they'd say, oh, and then I'd say, then I'd pause and then two beats. And then I'd repeat the, even if I, no matter where I was in the song, I'd go back to the, the, the hook and make eye contact with them and then move, leave, like leave them on the hook and then sing and drift off. Well, what would I say? Here's my meat roast, 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 meat roast and some pork. Like, no, that wouldn't work. Because it'd be okay. I just don't talk to people. Like, straight, it doesn't matter. Like, so I guess I shouldn't feel embarrassed that I can't talk to anybody. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was some uh, inner special, whatever. We're the same species, but, you know, like there was a... Uh, we had a yin and yang going or whatever, and I didn't say anything, and there was a, maybe there was an opportunity. I don't want to fixate on this. I know. Okay, so we're here. Okay, so we're checking out. Oh, we're back to the same. So one of these sandwiches is based on Panini's uh, restaurant in Cleveland, Ohio. And I've spent, a lot of, I've spent a lot of time in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where Sophia's mom, Natalie's from. And so we spent a lot of time there. And we had a lot of good sandwiches at Panini's. 
And it's usually like a bar with a, like a sandwich uh, shop, but it's usually best uh, like late at night. And they have a version. Of, I think the the I think it's called a Pittsburgh. I think these originated in Pix, Pittsburgh, but I'm not positive because there's Giordano Brothers in the Bay Area, and they make the same sandwich. Uh, but it's like a heavily piled sandwich. Now at those places, I think it's bread, and you get to choose your bread, your meat, and your cheese. I believe. Uh, but it's usually bread, like ideally a rye or a pumpernickel, in my opinion, and then a cheese, then a luncheon meat, and then an egg, and then fries, French fries, coleslaw, and cheese. I think I said cheese, and all that together, and it is delicious. And there are these giant messy sandwiches, you know, that at one, two, three in the morning you wolf down, and they probably help you uh, keep, you know, absorb everything in your stomach, and it feels good to eat it. And it's just a good way to cap the night off, uh, or at least in my opinion. I loved uh, loved going there. And it's been a while since I've been to Giordano Brothers in the Bay Area. I could, like, uh, I don't know if I'd go back. I can make them at home now, and then because I associate it, yeah. I don't know if at lunchtime what a sandwich was like this would be. Pretty intense. Oh, look at that. We're back in my apartment without even checking. The miracle of podcasting, the magic of podcasting. We're here at home. And it didn't cost me anything but $100 of my dignity. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Well, it's just that you know it really happened, but most people think that I'm joking, that that, 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 that these type of things don't really happen to me. And that it doesn't have, yeah, but, but yeah, it's fine. It, it happened. Well, that's the thing. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I can't learn. Like you say, live and learn. And people say, oh, that's okay. Next time you'll, you'll get them chipper, you know, chin up. Uh, you know, next time you're holding a meaty roast and uh, they say, no, 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 next time I won't. I just, uh, well, I, I get, can we, anyway, we have a lot of cooking to do. I'm glad you care about me. Yes, I, I uh, it's not self-esteem based. It's just, uh, it's, I think it's some sort of visceral reaction. Well, no, maybe it's, it brings me some pleasure. Oh, it's so pleasurable, yes. And look at the material I get out of it, you know, to be able to, you know, solidify our friendship. And for the audience to think that that didn't really, like the worstress are saying, worst, that one they don't think it was real either. And I'm sure they'll say, pork roast. It's holding it, yeah. Just so, anyway, not important. I don't think the person would ever listen to the podcast, and I, I don't think so. Anyway, so we we're, we're, so we got a lot to do. So the first thing we're going to do is open those bacon bits and start pulling them apart. I'm going to heat the uh, cast iron, uh, bit, that pot, whatever this thing's called, uh, pan, you know, big, it's a pot pan. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, this is the one I use. It's a loge. It's a Dutch oven. Like, you can use this big pot, and then you can put the, the skillet on top as the thing. So it's two pans that become one. But in this case, we're just using the deep one to cook the bacon in. And because this is like a Super Bowl party, we are going to, we're going to do some prep. So we're going to cook the bacon, and I want you to take the pretzel bagels and cut them all in half, and then reassemble them because we don't want to separate them like they're socks or something. Okay, so great job on the pretzel bagels. Now, the next thing I need you to do is start juicing uh, or squeeze, you know, not not a juicer, but squeezing. Yeah, I got the, the, the AXO squeezer. 
Yeah, I don't know. I like that. I've always, I think I broke one of these ones. I did. I think I did send it back. I think they're one of those companies that say, just send it to us and we'll send you a new one. I don't, I, I know I did that with something once. But so juice those until we have a cup of, uh, like just juice a lime then juice a lemon until we have a cup of uh, lime and lemon juice. And then what are we going to do? So we're going to take, I'm going to take this cup and I'm going to measure two cups of sugar, like loosely. I usually go a little bit over. Yeah, because this is a cup. So I just, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go under a cup, but I'm not going to go massively over a cup either. And I'm going to put them in this spot and then I'm going to put a cup of water in there. Yeah, we're making a lemon lime symbol syrup. Okay, so then you're going to put a little lime juice. Now I want you to uh, shave some, like, see the, the, I don't have a microplaner because I, I still, I have the cheese grater has a, you just on the thin side of the cheese grater, start grating a little uh, lime and uh, lemon peel. You know, we're going to throw that in there. Great job. And then we're going to set that uh, to slowly boil. And I remember that whole slotted spoon thing versus a spoon with the holes in it. Yeah, use that to stir it as it cooks up. Uh, yeah, we're going to liquidate the sugar, whatever they call it. And the bacon is cooking too. And then, yeah, just take the top off the coleslaw, put a spoon in there. And then, yeah, open the pastrami and put it nearby. Uh, we're going to use that at some point. And if you want to preheat the oven for me, that would be wonderful. Well, yeah, I don't have a toaster, so we're going to toast in the broiler in my oven. So that's why we're heating it up, yeah. And then we won't toast the bread. We'll toast the bagels because we're going to make two different style sandwiches. And then, yeah, if you want to open up the potato pancakes and the hash browns, they should stay frozen, but we're going to use them soon enough that they'll they'll be nice and frozen when we use them. Uh, but let's keep an eye on this bacon here. Let's keep turning the bacon. You, you're, you're so good at that. Yeah, you are good at the turning of the bacon. Like, yeah, like a bacon-wrapped roast. I feel like a bacon-wrapped roast right about now. And so, let's see, so we got our bagels, we got our bread, we coleslaw, we got our, like, potato starch thingamajig, uh, we got our pastrami ready to go, and then we have the eggs ready to go. Okay, it looks like that's just a, the sugar or citrus thing is just the simple, simple syrup uh, is starting to boil. So just turn that down a little. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I just always read the first three steps of an ingredient, never a recipe. They call those recipes, huh? Yeah, so stir that. What we're going to make is, like, did we buy iced tea? We didn't. I knew we missed something on my list. That's okay. I keep a iced tea in the cupboard here. Now we're going to make a little drink called the Ice Teaser uh, in, we're going to need the miracle of podcasting anyway to make it, but... uh. I, tra- I think I talked about it. Trader Joe's has two iced teas that I mix together because I can't take either one. Unsweetened, nor- normally unsweetened iced tea, yeah. Yeah, they have this mint, in, like I think it has a hint of a mint, a hint of a mint with green tea and white tea. And then they have that tea java or whatever they call it, uh, black iced tea. And so in my uh, my water bottle or whatever, drink, drinking thermos type bottle for work, 
I do half black tea and then half of the green white tea. Yeah, that's what I drink. Yeah. I guess I don't know if it affects my sleep. I was talking about, I think as long as I don't drink it after two o'clock. I don't know. It's, I don't know if my water bottle is 64 ounces or 32, but I drink it all for most of the time. Yeah, so now that that's boiling, we're going to move that uh, this simple syrup to the side and let it cool. And then once it's cool, we'll put it into a jar. And But by the miracle of podcasting, I have the exact same jar of simple syrup in my fridge. Uh, so, yes, I cheated. I guess I cheated, yeah. I mean, you could call me Rachel Ray. I, I, she's from Buffalo, I think. So she 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 would eat these sandwiches. She would promote them. I don't think it, like it has nice alliteration, but uh, I don't think I don't think I'm a Rachel. Not a good or a bad thing. Just I just don't see myself as a Rachel. Yeah, she would talk to somebody in the meat. So she seems much more. But anyway, we got to focus because we got so that bacon. Okay, we're gonna put it on paper towels on my skillet here. Uh, why on the skillet? I guess it's a griddle. You're right. It's a griddle. It's a cast iron griddle. Um, because it's going to like, what's going to happen is some of the bacon drippings are going to leak through the paper towel onto the griddle. Then we don't have to oil the griddle. Yeah. So we're wasting paper towels, but we're saving oil. Thank goodness. Correct. Right. Okay. So what was I saying? I don't know what I was talking about. Um, um, okay. So yeah, let's get the bacon spread out on there. And we're going to keep the oil. Now, this is a tough one. Oil's a t- it's tough business, right? And the nice thing is the oven's on. So put a cookie sheet in the oven. Yeah, that, the only cookie sheet I have. And then we're going to do, let's do the hash browns first because they're a little bit thicker. And you got to watch the temperature, but it's tough. To, I guess I could take the temperature. I wouldn't know what temperature it should be, though. Uh, but we're going to cook the hash browns. I know we don't want to overcrowd it because we don't want to bring the temperature down too much of the oil. So just two hash browns at a time. And then, again, then just we'll cook them, then you flip them, and then we'll put them in the oven, and then we'll do two of the potato pancakes. Okay, yeah, we are looking good. And then um, the, uh, I'm going to start frying some eggs on here. And the bait, like I'm going to squeeze out a little bit of oil, and then I'm going to rub the paper towel right on here. And then I'm going to start frying eggs. Yeah, so I'm going to fry these eggs here, correct, yeah. And uh, we're going to get, I mean, I always prefer, I think you could, like most people would probably prefer their egg with a little bit of a run in the, in the I think, yeah, I think most people would prefer their egg with a little bit of a runniness in, in, the, in the yolk. But yeah, we're going to fry those. Yeah, you just keep, you take care of the potatoes. I'll take care of the eggs in the pastrami. I'm going to fry a little bit. And then we're also going to start toasting the bag, you know, toasting the bagels. And then we're going to melt the cheese on the bagels too. So, to, to, yeah. Uh, for the pastrami ones, what we'll do, I think what they did at Panini somehow is like when they were frying the egg and the meat, they stacked it all with the cheese. I, I think they're a restaurant, but we'll figure, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. And then, yeah, we'll make an ice teaser, which the ice teaser is just, uh, we're going to take a, the iced tea, we're going to put it in a cup, we're going to put a splash of our simple syrup in there, and these are shaker cups, so then you're going to shake it up and uh, and taste it. It tastes like a lemon, it's a, yeah, it's like a, whatever, a Nelson Palmer, whatever they call that. 
they used to serve it at the New York State Fair, and I never could, when I was a kid, I don't think I could afford it. It was like Arnold Palmer, yeah, but but it was like three or four dollars. And as a kid, I think I got to go to the fair if I had like ten or twenty dollars to my name. And it was full of ice, so it was like, and you didn't get a free refill. And I drink beverages like there's nothing. So I remember the one time I paid for it, I was very unhappy. It did come with half. It does come with half a lemon in there. But yeah, that's our ice teaser. And you put it with, we'll, we'll serve it with ice. Yeah, it, uh, that makes me sense. You're right. Otherwise, it would be ice. It's still ice teaser because it's iced tea and it's teasing you because it's so good. I should have said that in the meat section. Well, I wish it the meat. Let's not say, okay. And okay, so things are looking good here. Our potatoes. Now, I got to tell you about these uh, potato pancakes have onion in them. So these are more of a lack or whatever than a potato pancake where they have extra, you know, they, they, it adds so much. I mean, I don't want to, again, shame the hash browns. Your hash browns are great. This just has an extra oomph, you know, zazoom. Couldn't have said that either. Don't worry about what I should have said. Believe me, I say that every, that's the story of my life. Okay, so we're going to start assembling these things. Uh, do we have guests coming? We may, but let's get the sandwiches ready. for. Uh, no, because I don't know who did, did, did the Super Bowl shuffle. That uh, I mean, we could do the Super Bowl shuffle, but uh, no, I didn't invite anybody from the Super Bowl shuffle. Uh, I invited Bronson Pinchot, but I, I, I think I said, and then, but I don't know if I said his name correctly. And I said, can you bring Larry? I said, do you keep in touch with cousin Larry? And, you know, most people don't think it's funny when I, they think I'm doing it on purpose when I forget people's names. So they're not coming. So Emo Phillips is coming instead. Uh, yeah, Emo Phillips, uh, a great comedian from my childhood. Yeah, and Rich Hall, everybody from not necessarily the news, uh, uh, Stuart Pankin, Rich Hall. Ian Ian Bloom, Lucy Webb. You know, you don't know what not necessarily the news is. Well, you, you, maybe you weren't watching adult shows when you were in second grade like I was. Anyway, it's not, it's not important. They're wonderful people, and they love sandwiches. So, like, uh, let's just concentrate on the sandwiches. What do they feel about roasts? I don't know. I didn't Like, I never, I always tell people... You see, if you have dietary restrictions, like that's another, that's why it can only get certain guests to come by and eat with me. Yes, I did have to apologize to Stuart Pankin for saying something that he, that I, all I said was I saw him in an infomercial. I, anyway, I think, okay, I just got a text. Rich Hall's the only one coming now. Great job. Uh, like, hey, like that means Helen, St. Thomas, and Frosty aren't coming because with uh, Bob Charles or whatever would he say, uh, Stuart Pankin is something. Yeah, that's fine. It's not really fine. Oh, there, there, wait, Rich Hall's with Conan O'Brien, Greg Daniels, and Hindi Richter. Wow. Rich, Rich Hall is so cool looking. Rich Hall, you are, can I call it, do, do, do you go by Rich Hall or Rich? Hey, Hey, you're one of my childhood heroes. Uh, anyway, oh, holy cow, such a power in this room. 
Andy, Andy, no offense to everybody else. I think I retweet you're the most retweeted person, the person I retweet the most. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple other people too. Well, it's great to see everybody. Do you love sandwiches? Uh, do you do you love? Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, go out, have yourself. A, you know, Rich Hall's going to recreate Sniglets for that. Yeah, can you do your routine? Yeah, Rich Hall, you get do just do your do it about this ice teaser lemonade. Rich, do some Sniglets for everybody outside. I can't believe Greg Daniels, Conan O'Brien, and and Rich Hall, of course. Uh, yeah, better than a day. Better than meeting me. Better than conquering my fears. Yeah, imagine having great imaginary guests. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice, cousin Larry, if I could remember. I could, but I blew that not knowing his name. You're right. Okay, so let's finish this out. So let's do the. Uh, so here's what we would like. Let's get the. Um, bagels ready so we're gonna put uh the bacon on here then the potato pancakes then the egg you know then we'll serve them open face so that if people want to add mayo they can oh thanks andy Andy. i knew i knew you were andy's gonna carry the plates out So, so these are the lich sandwiches so let me make sure I have everything before you take them out. Egg, potato pancake, bacon, cheddar is melted on there. And, okay, Rich Hall's making, okay, well, I'll make Rich Hall's own, I'll make, it's a cross cut off, okay. Anyway, uh, so there, it's the Lich sandwich, and then we're going to make the panini style one next, okay. So the panini one. You want to watch Andy? Okay, so the panini one—it's a panini sandwich. You, oh, you're familiar, Ben? Great. Uh, so we're gonna take the pumpernickel and then, like, uh, Andy, can you find out if anybody doesn't eat mayo? Child doesn't eat mayo. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna put the mayo on of everyone's except for his. And then, um, yeah, the like. I guess I don't know. I haven't put like. Uh, let's go with the cheese, and then we'll we'll. Uh, I forgot to melt the cheese, but we could do that in the broiler. And, oh, there's ones in there, Miracle Podcast. And then we'll put the egg and the pastrami and then the hash browns and then coleslaw. So I guess that didn't need mayo. I overdid that. And I think that's everything. Eggs, uh, cheese, uh, yeah, and then put the top on. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead and take a bite, Andy. Holy moly, that is, yeah. It, it, the, the crunch of the, the coleslaw does make it. You're right. And the hash brown. Yeah. And, and, um, and normally they would have fries, but you know, a human, a human house, it's tough to make fries that are at that level. And yeah, there would the ice teaser. This one's just a bit, bit, my take on a panini sandwich, just easier to do. The hash brown is more con, like in a, in a home environment versus trying to make home French fries. And then I guess I'm going to make, uh, like, rich uh, PBP, pumpernickel, peanut butter, and jelly, PP, PPJ or whatever. You know, Do you have a snagglet for that, Rich? Okay, tell it to Greg and Conan. That'd be great. Just tell them all about that. Oh, you brought a, Did you bring me a collection of snagglets? You brought all the books for sale. Oh, I'm just kidding, Rich. I'm just doing material about you on the podcast. I know. I'm just, I was making you seem like you were hard, hard to deal with. Why? 
Um, because it's a low, because I really look up to you. I'm intimidated. Uh, like, uh, honestly, when I was like, like, not necessarily the news changed my life. I, I think I could say that. I mean, later in life, discovering Andy and Conan and Greg's shows, you know, had a great impact in, on my life. Uh, in I derived pleasure. But when I was watching you, Rich, I was in second grade. In third grade, and and uh, change, like uh, it was my first taste of adult comedy, I, I think, uh, between you and the rest of the not necessarily the news team. So I really have so much to thank you for. Also, I I may I, I probably did need to take somebody else down because I just told a story about. Oh, you already heard it's already out on the internet. Yeah, hit the meat section. Yes, yeah, holding a roast. Was it dripping the roast? Probably. My mouth was open, though, wide open. Yeah, you could see my feelings. So, yeah, that's why. I'm sorry. It was a little passive-aggressive of me. I'm, I apologize, Rich. So, anyway, those are our sandwiches the super, for Super Bowl Sunday. What could be more super than sandwiches that are super stuffed with stuff and some lemonade with iced teaser and lemonade? So, thanks. Thanks for coming by. Uh, thanks for the inspiration, everybody, and not necessarily the news. And Greg Daniels, Conan O'Brien, Andy Richter for the inspiration. And that's it. Uh, good night. Uh, hey, welcome. Oh, good to see you. Good to be have you over here. So it's, I know I realize it's, uh, you know, this, this is the season when cooking. I know Thanksgiving already passed, but this I, I, I decided to invite you over. Uh, for, I guess it would be a side dish party. Um, because I said, well, I, I, I thought I would teach you these two different things you could cook for side dishes for either Thanksgiving or Christmas or or for meals of their own. And you know, I thought we'd have a little bit of fun. So uh, what do you say we get in the car here and uh, uh, head out to Trader Joe's, as we always do, and get a shopping. And one is going to have a decent amount of ingredients, and the other one is going to not have a lot of ingredients. Uh, so uh, here we go. All right, so here we are at uh, Trader Joe's. Of course, I know you're going to ask if we, before we go in. And no, I don't have a, I actually have been, I mean, like, a, what's what's lighter than a crush? Is that that's what being attracted to someone is? Correct? Is because I'm you know you know how I'm not a, I'm not able to interact with you know I'm I have issues being a human. You're laughing again. Well, that's I mean that's true. Well, I guess I'll be honest with you. There's a, like I'm attracted, like I I feel attraction. Maybe that's maybe that's a sign I'm growing as a person. I don't need the protection of a crush. Is, do you think that's an improvement or do you think I'm retrograding or whatever? Is that what they call it? Am I retrograding or am I, uh, am I, uh, because I, I just say, well, geez, am I, is it devolving? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It's it, whether it's attraction or crush, you know, I keep, keep it to myself. Just like Nana would say, uh, oh, oh boy, you know, so I just don't worry about it. I don't worry. Uh, you're not, you. You're worried the other way. Well, no, I'll, I'll be fine. You know, I, I'll be fine. I'm, I, uh, I don't need, uh, to be embarrassed. You know, I don't need any more embarrassment. I've got that taken care. Anyway, we're here to cook, uh, believe it or not. And here we go right into the entrance of Trader Joe's, not to speak of this again. 
uh, because we got here right on the right side is our, uh, pro, you know, our this section, this particular tree. Now, they have done some moving around here. They've expanded their frozen foods a little bit. And uh, David, but so here in the first section here, the um, spoilables, I don't know what they, what a, what a grocery store is called. I call it the, I would say the spoilables. Uh, we've got our stuff. So we got to get, uh, well, somebody should get a shopping list. Why don't you go get, let's start easy to get a bag of potatoes. I think they're called russet potatoes, but you know, the potatoes, we're going to make mashed potatoes. And these are going to be very traditional foods. So go grab some mashed potatoes. Great. And while I think of the other things that we need, okay, celery. We need, we're going to make stuffing. Yeah. Oh, good. That was fast with the potatoes. So we need celery. We need sage. We need uh, parsley. Yep. Right there. This, we're in the herb section. Uh, two, two yellow onions. Well, I think majorum. I don't know if we need majorum or the other one. We want it time or majorum. I mean, I need time. Believe me. I don't know. So let's just get both and then we can freeze whatever we don't use. And cross my fingers not to forget. We also need an herb that comes in a tube that's special to Trader Joe's. That's going to add a little delish to this. And two yellow onions, great. And we have garlic at home, so we don't need, we won't need an extra garlic, but we could get it. You're right. You could do. Did I ever teach you that? Putting roasted garlic and mashed potatoes. These ones we won't. These are going to be the most unhealthy mashed potatoes ever made. Why? Because they're going to be good. That's why. They only have a few ingredients. Uh, I think that's it for, 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 uh, so we have celery, onions, chop, chop, and chop, chop. And then the herbs and the garlic. I think that's all we need. I may be forgetting something. And then grab some eggs. We're going to need some eggs right over there, right? Yeah, attraction. No, 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 it's not. It's attraction. Yes, you're catching attraction, but that's not, a, that's different than a crush. What's the difference between attraction and crush? Attraction, uh, crush, you think about the person maybe once in a while. You say, hmm. Where attraction, you say, whoa, I, I did, my insides just said, I'm happy to see you, but I hadn't thought about you since the last time. Okay, maybe I do need help. I told you I need help shopping uh, for ingredients because now we need, we're going to get two different kinds of bread. That's one of the secrets of this stuffing. Thanks to Trader Giotto, in all their wisdom, they finally started stacking a dark rye bread, a pumpernickel style. So see that down there? Grab that. And then we're going to grab a sourdough wheat. Uh, you could grab like a regular sourdough next time, but that'll give us a little bit of, you know, I don't think there's any way we could make this healthy, but uh, you could pretend. Now we're going to get two. Okay, great, great. So we have two things of bread. And I'll tell you what, this might sound crazy, but I also have these same things of bread at home. But if you were going to do it, if we were going to really use this bread, what we do is just rip these bread bags open a little bit. And we're going to get the bread exposed to supermarket air. Probably not the best idea, but this is just for, you know, this is just the magic of podcasts anyway. 
So those are expressed to the air now. Now we're going to get two two entire boxes of butter, whatever the heck they come in a pound. I don't know. Just two of those unsalted butters. Thank you. Great. And now in, in certain world, you know, in, in the world of non-convenience, we'd get heavy cream, but then we would need to, you know, then I'm not comfortable if we don't use all the heavy cream. So we'll just get milk. Uh, but heavy cream we could use, uh, but we won't get, I, I don't know, you, you surprise me. All right, so let me take a look. So we have butter, potatoes, and milk uh, for the potatoes. And then let's see, we have bread, celery, oh, broth. Okay, so let's go down this aisle here. I mean, we could go back down the frozen aisle. Uh, no, don't have any. It would do. No, we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. I think we did. Like, if I was going to, that would be the dessert section would be where I would, if I was, if I had any charm in me and I ran into anyone in the frozen food section, that's where I would want my charm to turn on. Yeah, my, my charm is frozen. You're right. You're right. Well, I just think desserts are just a like, uh, they show a meal has been completed. So that means things are going well. Uh, what dessert are we going to have for tonight? I don't know. I, I, I believe it or not, I have an idea at home about dessert, a non-consumption dessert. Or we could just drink eggnog. That's lately what I've been doing for dessert is having a half gallon of eggnog. No, I'm not kidding. No, don't laugh because it's not funny. Okay. Yeah, we'll do, eggnog doesn't have alcohol in it usually. I mean, when I would drink alcohol, I couldn't, I never... By the time someone would drink eggnog, I, I even would buy the ingredients, but then I'd say, well, I already got my drink. I don't need any friggin' eggnog. That's got a lot of junk in it. Clog me up. Um, but so, but yeah, like, so I, I drink a lot of eggnog during the holidays. Yeah, no, it's terrible for you. No, not light eggnog. I mean, why would you, I mean... I know it sounds judgmental, but it's like uh, if you're going to drink eggnog, you might as well go all the way. Um, okay, so where were we? We were talking about eggnog, milk. I was trying to, oh, broth. We need to, we could get turkey broth or chicken broth. Uh, I would say just get chicken broth. Uh, if we, If they did have bone broth, that would be great. I mean, I think most of your bone broths are better. Well, I guess a chicken bone broth would be good, or a turkey bone broth. What about just poultry, poultry bone broth? That's why is that so hard for me to say? Poultry bone broth doesn't it sound a bit like one word, like supercalifragilistic? Poultry bone broth. It sounds like something like uh, the Country Time Lemonade. Like, I mean, that definitely doesn't mix with lemonade, but say Country Bone Broth. Like, calm down and relax. Doesn't it? And that's what Country Bone Broth would do. Maybe that could be our company, like, by men. And you say, get all your Country Bone Broth. That would be like our little tagline. Country Bone Broth. You're right, I shouldn't make that whistling noise at the end. But, yeah, come get our broth, the best bone broth. There is here at Country Bone Broth. You like that? It it ring. It's a bit like a Tibetan bowl. You're right, but not. How about a Tibetan bowl of Country Bone Broth? 
Yeah, so delicious. But just let's look at turkey broth. Get two things because they'll last. I'd never, I'm not good at calculating ingredient amounts and stuff anyway. And then let's just, since we're here, let's get a, the, the, the iced tea. Let's get four things of uh, this, that, this kind of German mineral water I like. And then some country bone broth, some coconut water and coconut aloe water just for the podcast. You know, just, I might as well stack up while we're here. And yeah, I think we're all set. It doesn't really matter what aisle we check out in because I'm not, I'm not bluffing. No, I'm not bluffing. Uh, not bluffing. I don't have a current current crush. I, like I said, there's people I'm attracted to. That's called the world. It's normal. Oh, did I just say that too loud? Great. That didn't sound weird anyway. That's totally normal to be attracted to people that work at stores or other places. And just to keep it to yourself, of course. Okay, so let's just get checked out. Why don't you check out, and I'll check it, you know, because I'm blushing now. You realize I have to shop here all the time. Okay, let's go. Okay, and by the magic power of a podcast, I'll meet you at home. Well, hey, great, great to see you. So here we go. I got back with the groceries while you were still checking out. That's podcast magic. And we're going to need to get right to work. Uh, so what I need you to do is I already washed uh, some of the uh, celery. So I need you to cut the cell, you know, cut the ends off and then, you know, the tops off. And then cut them in half, you know, down the lengthwise in half and then chop them. How much celery? I, I don't, you know, I don't operate with those kind of numbers. I would say uh, this thing is four cups. So let's say, um, I don't know, an equal amount of it to the onions, maybe three cups of celery, we'll say. And then we're going to chop. There you go. You chop, you chop fast. And then, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to cook a lot of butter. So I'm melting butter in here, a whole thing and a half. Uh, so I don't know what that is, a quarter, three quarters of a cup or something. Yeah, a stick and a half of butter's in there. Yes, it's terrible. You'd wait till you see the potatoes. You've seen nothing. So that is melting in there, butter. And now you're going to chop that whole yellow onion. I don't know why I got two. We only need one. But you can never have enough onions. Come on. And yeah, see that? Let's measure that. It's about three and a half cups of whole onion. Well, by close. Okay, we're going to put all that in there, and I just need you to, we're going to slowly, oh, you want to stir. Okay, and then grab some sage. Oh, rosemary, that was what we forgot, but that's okay. I have a rosemary bush, in there, so we're covered. So I'll grab, okay, you'll grab the, okay, so sage, okay, I, I, I'm getting excited, you're right. So sage, I'd say a tablespoon, like just a one handful of sage leaves, great. And then about the same of rosemary. I would say maybe a little bit and a half more of rosemary. Chop those up, right? And then chop up the thyme, maybe the majority of the thyme, maybe a teaspoon, a teaspoon each, not a huge amount. Yeah. And then uh, as far as parsley goes, let's see, one, two, three. Let's do three tablespoons of parsley. That's... uh, yeah, a lot of parsley. Well, no, don't worry. Don't worry. 
And, you know, I prefer this curve, you know, I, I don't know why, it, what it was. Sometimes the, the flat leaf parsley tastes oily to me. So that's why I prefer this other, uh, this kind of parsley. But I, I, I mean, I got nothing against it. And they're slowly starting to brown. The, the onions are, get translucent right now in the um, celery. This is like a roux. A roux would have uh, roux, 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 sweet pickles. A roux would have carrots, I think, and uh, then we'd add flour. So we're not making a roux right this moment, no. Okay, great. And then all the herbs are chopped. Okay, and then I'm going to put some garlic. Yeah, about four or five cloves of garlic. Just chop those up. Separate them from the herbs because garlic's going to go in as soon as it's chopped. Great. And then I have a cube of frozen basil or basil or whatever, and then maybe just a tiny bit of oregano. We don't want to over-herb it, but we don't want to under-herb it, you know. Okay, put the garlic in. Yeah, that smells good. Oh, boy. And we're going to keep stirring. Look at all that butter in there. Oh, boy, is that good. Oh, what's that other smell? That's the bread. I did before you got here. We got about nine to ten cups of bread. 50-50 50-50 of the uh, wheat bread, sourdough wheat, and the pumpernickel, or the dark rye. You know, it's baking in the oven, cubed up, I guess. So I, t- I did do that without you. It's incredibly boring, even for a sleep podcast, to cube bread. And I actually have a cubing song, so I can't sing on the podcast. Uh, a song I wrote for cubing the bread. It just goes, it's more of a chant, cubing the bread, cubing the bread. I'm cubing the bread. It's a chant. I guess it's not a song. Yeah, you could check the oven. Just see. Go ahead and squeeze a couple of things of bread and see if they're hard. Not yet. Right. Not yet. Okay, let's get all these herbs in here with in the pot, and we're going to keep stirring. Just keep stirring. And we got this uh, big bowl here. Uh, so what we're going to do, we don't want to overcook the herbs for sure. Uh, but yeah, keep stirring it, keep stirring. Okay, that's good. Pull it, pull it off, pull it off, and uh, pour it all into that bowl. All everything out of it. Now you don't, you don't have to clean it. it Get a little. This is where we save, save, saving of labor here. So get everything, all the herbs and butter in there, ninety percent. Yeah, very good. You got it empty, but there's still stuff stuck in the sides and about. Now fill up that pot with water, almost, you know, and put it on the stove. Don't turn it on, though, and then cube all, cube all the potatoes while this cools, this uh, herb and butter mix. And as you cube the potatoes, I'll check the bread. The bread's pretty much there. So I'm pull the bread out of the oven for us and put it up here. And the bread's going to cool off. And you're, yeah, yeah, that's how I usually do the potatoes. I like to cut them in half lengthwise. And I guess technically we'll do smashed potatoes. I wash the potatoes, but I don't take the skins off. It's just too much. I don't see why, actually. I don't see, like, I guess if this is, so then, okay, we're going to put all potatoes and we're going to turn the pot on high here. Yeah, so the pot's on high, and you you can put a top on it. It'll take a while for that to go to a boil. And so while we wait for that to boil, we're going to take the bread, and we're going to put it in the bowl with the mix, the herb mix, okay, and just start coating it. Yep, just spin, stir, stir, stir. 
Yeah, I do have a slotted spoon. That's why it's not a slotted spoon, though. It's a hold spoon. It's a spoon with holes. I don't know what a slotted spoon is. What's the spoon that has the like uh, things that make it look like it has spikes? Is that a slotted spoon? I don't know. This spoon has holes. I call it a slotted spoon because it's good for mixing bread and herbs. Keep going. Really toss. I mean, toss it without tossing anything. Want to get all the bread soaking up that butter and stuff. Keep going. I'm going to prepare uh, some chicken, some broth here. How much broth? A cup and a quarter of broth is how much broth I'm going to prepare for this. And then we won't be done with the broth, so we're not going to put it away. Okay, how's your time? Okay, so now take the broth and pour the broth over the bread and keep stirring it and let the bread soak it up, soak up that broth with all the other stuff. Keep going. Okay, great. Now keep this by the window here so it stay, it keeps cooling. Why? Well, we need it to cool because what we're going to do now, you know, Amy Cool, K-U-L-E, she's the uh, producer of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Bet you didn't know, you do know that because you listen to the podcast. Great. Okay, so in this bowl here that I have in front of you, we are going to take a quarter and a cup, a cup and a quarter or a quarter and a cup of broth about, again, this is not a bake. I mean, we're baking, but not baker. You know, we're not making cookies. Well, it's pretty important because you don't want it to be too saggy or too wet. But it, dude, believe me, believe me or not, I know when it comes to this kind of stuff, I kind of know what I'm doing, barely. So, yeah, about a cup and a quarter. And then crack, you're going to mix these two, you're going to whip these two eggs in there. You just mix it up, mix it up. This is our binder. And, uh, yeah, keep keep mixing. Now, I pre- preheated the oven to 350, and but also magical 350. So we, uh, we can discuss that in a little while. But so in that, uh, the, the bread mixture actually cooled magically, too. So we're, we're going to do is uh, as the potatoes start to come to a boil. First, let's get this done. They're not boiling yet. Uh, what we're going to do is, um, you know, mix that, uh, pour that in with the, uh, pour the egg and broth mixture in with the, and just, yeah, just keep mixing with that slotted spoon. Good thing I've, I've, I've allotted the, the spoon of slotted for you because you're doing a great job mixing that up. You are. Yeah, so just keep mixing. I'm going to have this pan here, and you can buy a foil pan, or you could use like a baker, you know, oven safe dish like this. You just get butter, you know, butter it up. Uh, I'm using the Trader Joe's butter spray. Oh my goodness, you're right. We forgot an ingredient from Trader Joe's. Luckily, I have it here. You're so right. I told you to cross your fingers and you forgot. It's this unami paste. Uh, thank goodness we remember before we put it in the oven proof dish while you're still tossing. So we're going to take a tablespoon of tsunami paste. I don't know how well, let's do a tea, teaspoon. I mean, yeah, and you're right, not a tablespoon, but we'll do two teaspoons of the tsunami paste into the stuffing. It gives it, it has extra ingredients. It just will give, it, hopefully it'll give like a t- tiny undetectable extra layer of mouthfeel. Or just like a little bit of unami pungency, but barely detectable at two two teaspoons, and just mix that in. You can taste it; it does taste. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. Well, if you look at the ingredients, then you might you're gonna overthink it when you eat it. 
I don't know, fermented stuff. I, I think maybe like uh, fermented, you know, fermented things and non-fermented things are in there in a good way. Oh, what is in, what is it exactly? And they're fermented unami slugs. That's what makes the unami paste from the planted unami. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That's more charming than my dessert material. So I, sh- I guess I should hang around the unami paste then. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe I tried hanging around the ginger paste and then. They said, please don't stand by the pastes anymore, sir. And I said, okay, I'll just paste around these pastes, you know. Uh, the tastes of these pastes, you know, is why I walk with haste. That's not charming. I realize, anyway, we, we're in the middle of, so, so that's ready. So let's get it in the dish. And just start swooning in the dish. Now, I prefer, this is, I think, a decision whether you fall on the, a drier stuffing or a denser, more bread pudding stuffing or an even denser, more liquidy stuffing. I prefer just a plop like that. And then there's like a, the density will come from the settling. And you can see we got a nice liquid mixture and the bread doesn't look like it's totally, it's absorbed everything, but not over absorbed where it's, so, yeah, I, I prefer my stuffing dense, but not too dense. And, uh, light, like, it was, you know, I, I don't, but, but it doesn't matter. No one's going to care. It's, you know, I mean, I guess this one it will be because I guess this is the main course. Uh, but just, okay, cover it up with foil and we're going to stick it in the oven. It's great that you did perfect. Wonderful. Okay, now we're going to check the the potatoes are boiling, so we're going to lower the temperature, leave the cover on, and we'll simmer those for like about 10 minutes. Oh, how long is the stuffing going to stay in the oven? Well, in in a normal human oven, 40 minutes. But ours, it's, uh, you know, I, I did the movies thing where I put, uh, I, 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 there was already some stuffing in there. I know it's real-time recipes, but it's not real. Like, uh, can you imagine a real-time turkey recipe? Come on. Even the real-time. It's real-time. Like, we're really. Okay, this is my podcast. I don't need you. There's two stuffings in the oven, so it doesn't matter. Okay, so 40 minutes. It goes in the oven for about 40 minutes. Oh, you want to check it to make sure, yeah, it's cooked, but I don't know the temperature. I could, this is just a, this is a, you know, fictional recipe. They could be non-fictionalized, but at your own risk. I don't know. You want you do want to make sure it's cooked that the that's totally cooked. What I like to do is at forty minutes, just take the foil off and see if the stuffing's starting to develop. And if not, you can leave the cover off. Uh, you know, and you can see what your liquid, like how dry it is versus how dry you like your stuffing. So it could take a couple generations of stuffing. To say, well, this is this is the best stuffing I've ever made. Okay, and and to get our potatoes ready, it's pretty simple. We're gonna get a, a colander here in the sink, over a bowl. That that other bowl will, will rinse out the one that had the. Uh, well, we got you're right. We got to wash it out because it had eggs in it. So wa- we'll wash that out. We're gonna wash, wash, wash that bowl. Wash it right out of my hair. So we'll have that ready, and then we're going to put a stick of butter into this big bowl. 
that will also wash out first. You're right. I guess, yeah, because it had eggs too. You're right. Yeah, so we'll wash that out. And, um, yeah, so those bowls are washed and the butter is in there. So we'll melt this butter. That's just one stick of butter. We will be using many, many sticks of butter, but in a certain manner that I like to release my butter. So let's melt that. And then we have, we got a few minutes. So I had an idea I'd run by you. Oh, so what are we going to do today? We'll see what I have here. If you close your eyes, I have a surprise. The year was 2014, and my intention was to buy something and follow through on it, Which, and then the year was 2015, and my intention was to use the thing I bought in 2014, and maybe at an ironic date, like the 4th of July, and then it became the 2015 winter. And I purchased another one of these, and then it became then. It, so, so I have two gingerbread kits uh, from Trader Joe's. Well, that's why we didn't buy one this time. Uh, no, yeah, I'm not kidding. I wish I was. This one is from 2014, and this one is from 2015. They look identical, except that I did open the 2014 partially. And then I couldn't find the will to say, well, she's got to clear off a whole table for this. And so we'll make we'll make one of these. And maybe our guests, if we have some guests come, they can make the 2015 one. Oh, well, what, what, which one? You can't possibly, you don't eat a gingerbread house anyway, do you? We can make one of them could be a gingerbread fairy house. Well, it could make the animals sick, you're right, but it could make them happy. They'd say, you know, we could be creating uh, the woman from Hansel and Gretel on a smaller scale. We'll give her a gingerbread home. Well, what you could just take it home as a party favor instead of leaving it outside. How's that sound? Great. Okay, so here's a big Ziploc bag. We'll use that as our icing thing. And here's the box with the icing, and you just mix, say, have lemons, and you just mix, uh, mix up one egg white here. And then, Koa, good news, Koa, you get an egg yolk, so we'll fry this egg yolk for Koa. And then, yeah, if we have guests, we'll make another batch. So, Koa, you will get two egg yolks, good news. So, yeah, just mix that up in there. And, uh, yeah, the, the, so that'll be, that's your icing pack. And then I don't know what guests we have coming, to be honest, because you, you didn't invite any Trader Joe's workers. You invited two. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, well, who, which, which two? Oh, you invited more than two. Oh, boy, they're, hey, hey hi. Oh, yeah, I, I do. You do. I, I have seen you before. Yeah. Hi. Oh, hello. Yeah, you're good. I guess you're in charge of the samples, I noticed. You were doing a great job with the tapioca with the uh, cinnamon in there. I loved that. Well, yeah, this is my friend. I hate to spring a Trader Joe's. You might be Trader joe out, but these are actually vintage. One of these is from 2014 and one of these is from 2015. Oh, how do I know which one's from 2015? Yeah, you're right. The boxes are identical, which doesn't exactly give me great. But I guess gingerbread material, as long as it's sealed, can last forever, huh? 
And plus, you don't need it. So, yeah, this is the twin. And then you could, why don't we break up into teams? Everyone can go out, out in the back there. And I'll lay out, because I'm cooking co with these. Oh, you're going to stay and help me. Oh, that's a beautiful name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do spend a lot of time in the produce section. Okay, well, my friend, okay, so we're going to have a little contest. Yeah, because they have little gummies. And what are those, like, fake M&Ms? Are those mint, those mints? Okay, and then little sprinkles. Those are cool. And little people. Are those made from marzipan? Marz, a marzipan family. Maybe that, that, that I like the, how that sounds, a marzipan family. You're laughing. You think I'm funny, huh? Yeah. Do do you do you find do you find people more charming near the pastes or the desserts? Right, the desserts. How do you feel about unami? No, no, not tsunami. Unami, unami. Oh, that sounds like it. You've said that before. Unami. See, maybe we don't have the, oh, we do have the oven on. Okay, so the, let me check here on the potatoes. Yes, we're making mashed potatoes. Yeah, they they about five more minutes. On, and then stuffing. Yeah, we're having uh, stuffing and mashed potatoes for dinner. Turkey gravy. Did you bring turkey gravy? You did. Oh, that's great. And ginger, the, the ginger, the ones with the pop, the, the pop top ginger sodas. Awesome. Well, I just realized this kit comes with its own uh, icing thing. I didn't realize, even though we made our own. Well, yeah, it's an interesting marzipan family. So there's a dog. The dog's name is Rolf. And then there's a Helga. That's what this person's name is. Yeah, they're the older. That's why they have a cane and a hat. They're older and wise. And neutral. They don't know. They're, they're, it's just Helga. And then these two are the Gorf twins. You had Gorf, G-O-R-F, the Gorf twins. These two marzipan children are the Gorf twins. They live with Helga. You haven't heard the adventures of Helga and the Gorf twins? It's a very famous gingerbread press. Uh, uh, 2029 gingerbread press, uh, Helga and the Gorf twins. It's a new... Like, once people forget about Cam Jansen and Geronimo Stilton, and then they start to have those kids, those adults that forgot about them, and then they have children. That'll be around 2029, I think. Maybe not. Yeah, I guess so. And that's when I'll start my series, uh, Helga and the Gorf Twins. It'll be, well, maybe I'll just buy up the, do you think, when does the uh, things expire on, um, uh, Geronimo Stilson and Cam Jansen or Encyclopedia Brown. I mean, they could write my own. I mean, Helga and the Gorf twins, that writes them. They could just have candy-based mystery, the candy mysteries. Does anybody do that already? You don't know. Oh, why are you you're leaning against me as a... Okay, I don't know what to say. Helga and the Gorf twins. Oh, that's what I was talking about, yeah. Oh, what's Gingerbread Press? It is my fictional imprint. Yeah, it's the publishing arm of a fictional part of my brain that doesn't exist. It's an imprint, like a publishing house for fiction? No, no, no. Close. Very close. It's a fictional printer of fiction. And some nonfiction, actually. 
Yeah, it's an imprint from a fictional. I don't know what the publisher would be, but it's an imprint, Gingerbread Press. Uh, it's my publishing, fictional publishing arm. Like I said, it publishes fiction and nonfiction. Oh, don't I mean imaginary? Well, I guess you could mean, I could mean imaginary. Um, But I prefer fictional. But, but yeah, the, the, so that's where, that, that'll be the publisher of Helga and the Gorf Twins. Yeah, I'd like it. I do. Uh, and I guess like the secret they'll all hold is that by solving the mysteries, they're really saving themselves by saving each other and solving the mysteries. You know, one of those ones where they're feeding some deeper needs, but we don't need to know that that'd be subtextual ideally. Uh, why did I choose gingerbread press? I don't remember it, to be honest, it was probably uh, probably the uh, tons of gingerbread I have around here, you know, in store because I was storing gingerbread. Like, you know, do I? Uh, how did you know I was writing erotic knock fiction? Well, I don't know if I ever need any help. You, you're pretty fun. I think I, I'll be honest. I'm. Uh, you're very. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I. Oh. Everybody's coming in with their gingerbread houses now. Great job. Oh, boy. Is that a gingerbread yurt? That is nice. So we have a gingerbread yurt, and what is that? That is a gingerbread a gingerbread commune. I like it. I like it. A gingerbread yurt should be on a gingerbread commune. And what is yours? Oh, gingerbread. That's a gingerbread tower. Yeah, Tower of Commerce. That's great. So very contrasting. Oh no, who wins? There's so everyone wins when you, uh, as long as you don't eat eat the gingerbread house. Because again, they're from 24. I wasn't kidding when I said they're 2014, 2015 models. Oh, we seem to be getting along good in here. We we are. I mean, so so the potatoes are ready. So so um. So just everybody knows, don't eat the gingerbread again. I can't be, don't, don't do that. Those we could, I guess you could, uh, yeah, I guess I'm getting a bit heady here. So, so we're going to, um, mash the potatoes here. I didn't realize it would be such a, like an audience event, but it is an, this is an event to behold. So gather ye round. Oh, was I, uh, Helga and the Gorp Twins, uh, once upon a time, this is who I learned this, uh, how to churn uh, butter, mashed butter potatoes. I don't know what else they call it. So, yeah, we're going to strain the potatoes, and then we're going to strain into the bowl so we just have a little bit of potato water if we need it. Now, my lady, if you could have another stick of butter at the ready, even cut it in half if you wish. And then have another stick of butter at the ready after that. Oh, yeah, three sticks of butter minimum. Okay, so drain, good draining. So then we're going to put them in this bowl with the butter. And then I just, I don't have a potato masher. I just have this giant fork, and it's very, a very stiff, big fork for, like, salad or something. It's great for mashing. And, yeah, just start crushing everything. Yeah, and right now it, it's not very. So just crush it into the butter, and mash and mash and mash and mash, and the butter's getting absorbed. And just keep mashing. Yeah, you're breaking up. See, we cooked it the right amount. See, there's no, 
uh, uncooked potato in there. So that's good. And yeah, there's a little bit of the herbs left, a tiny, tiny bit from the first cook we did. You know, take out your papers in your trash. Uh, but, but, hey, potatoes, we're about to mash. Okay, let's put that other stick of butter in there because the potatoes are still hot. We could switch it up. Yeah, it does get tiring. I'll do a little mashing. Oh, you're going to mash. Oh, boy. Mash away. Mash. No, 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 don't do, do gentle mashing. Yeah, gentle mashing. No. And yeah, just start folding, and that butter's going to melt pretty fast. And I don't know, if how's everybody feel? Like, what's your comfort level with, uh, like, communal eating? Because I, I do like to start to taste right out of the thing. But normally no one would see me, and, and then they wouldn't tell them. They would just eat it. But I can do something fancy, you know, like, okay, that, that's, good. that's good that you're honest. I'll just take a spoon and eat, eat off the spoon and then wash the spoon. Is that com- comfortable for you? Great. So glad we have this atmosphere of honesty. Do you, you must live in a gingerbread yurt. Maybe that's what, where Helga would live. You know, if I had a podcasting studio, I could do a yurt. It wouldn't, what's the difference between a yurt? Uh, like, I guess, like, is a yurt cheaper? Well, I guess I don't have anywhere to put a yurt anyway. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, good mashing. Okay, so, uh, no, I I think let's do another half stick of butter before we add any milk. Uh, yeah, because, see, the potatoes are still, like, yeah, they're not going to get whipped yet, but they're getting more and more buttery. And just keep mashing and mashing. That, that stick of butter. And now I'm going to add some milk. I don't know how much a quarter cup, just to start. And keep it. Yeah, now you'll do a little bit more whipping as we get to start to get to this uh, better consistency. We're still a ways away, believe it or not. Uh, still a ways away. But you are good. Okay, I think we're probably using another quarter of milk here, but not yet. Let's do. I'm going to do two finger fills of salt, so just two pinches of salt. And then I'm going to take my first taste. Oh, boy. You want to put a spoon? Wow, I don't think it's ever gone this well for me. The guests just come over. We've ever hit it off like this. I'm going to spoon mashed potatoes right into your mouth. It might be too weird. Anyway, it's how. what do you think? Good? Let me taste. Uh, it's, um... It's getting there. It's getting there. And that definitely needs some milk. It's tough to... I mean, we, heavy cream would give it a richer flavor, but we're going to do that by butter. And then remember, we're going to get a salty... Oh, good. Thanks for putting that uh, turkey gravy on the stove. Yeah, we're going to get a salt kick from the gravy, too. So we will... we got to be careful about our salting, but we don't want to under-season, but we don't want to over-season. Okay, so the second thing is, so we've got about a half cup of milk. Let's put that next thing of butter in and just keep mashing. Now I'm going to put some uh, pepper in, black pepper. Yeah, I would use white pepper from time to time. Maybe not on mashed potatoes just because actually the uh, black pepper actually gives it, uh, you know, visual. Uh, that looks nice. It gives a little bit more light, you know, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's not mashed potatoes, it's a sleep podcast. You know, what can I what can I say? What I overthink is not. Yeah, twice a year it's useful, and the stuffing is looking good. I just checked the stuffing; it is looking good, looking good. No, looking good, looking good. Later, 
Wow, you're very forward. Um, so okay, so let's so we now we let's see we should be very buttery. Um, let me get another taste. You know, I would go with another half stick of butter. Just keep whipping it. Keep whipping it. We still have the temperature. And why don't you pull out the uh, stuffing because, you know, they, they timed that stuffing, the second stuffing to be done. And just see how this, see how the steam's coming off? That's good. That's a good sign. And we have a little bit of crust on the top, but it's not, yeah, oh boy, we are in business. And that gravy's going yippee as uh, John McClain would say. And yeah, let me taste it. Why don't you taste it and tell me, does it... It's strange. Okay, that's good. So it's strange, almost like there's butter infused into the potatoes. Yeah, it's about, we may be at a 50-50 ratio now, so that's where we want to be. So just keep whipping it, and then we'll go straight into serving. So we're going to serve, everybody's going to get a plate of stuffing, and a a scoop of stuffing, a scoop of mash, a fork of mash. And then, yeah, let's make a little pocket in there. And that's the thing, we don't have to add butter. The butter's all in there, so we'll just make another reservoir for gravy. And you could go, yeah, there you go. Oh, boy, thanks for the teamwork grinding that pepper right on there. And so here we go. We all have our plates of stuffing and potatoes, thankful. Then now, see how hard, easy that was, too, uh, and we could make it again. And these are two traditional styles. You know, you can always whip up, you can add apples or any amount of different things to the stuffing to mix it up. And then the potatoes, you can also, uh, I find this to be anti, you know, this is a simple, it's not healthy, but but because of the amount of butter. But I think this is preferable. I mean, sometimes a Parmesan or even a little blue cheese or roasted garlic or, or other things added to the potatoes are good. But in some cases, this traditional butter style, I think it, it, it gives it a richness uh, and it plays off the flavor. Oh, boy, everybody's digging in now. And I'm thankful for my new friends. Uh, maybe this new friend here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, no, you don't have to feed me. That will uh, kill you. Yeah, that'll kill it fast. Thanks. I don't like to be fed. I don't know why that is. But, and I'm glad that people felt comfortable enough to tell me not to eat off of their food. That's great. And I'm just glad everybody's having, I hope everybody out there, you know, the holidays are a tough time of year. And to remember that uh, you can make something like this. And also that, yeah, we repurposed these ancient, I like these gingerbread houses. You did great on these. But, uh, yeah, let's just remember to put, put one, you know, sometimes keep it simple. Just butter, some salt, some milk, and some potatoes. And other times, you know, you bring together all these different flavors and ingredients and, you know, stir them and let them rest and then stir it some more and let them all come together um, and eat with friends. That's, I think, the moment is... Uh, uh, so I'm glad to thank so much for taking me to Trader Joe's and inviting these people over that you decided to invite over. 
And they do, oh, you're asking, do I have any 80s people coming? Do, yeah, usually when we cook, we have people from the 80s. We do. They think they're just running late. They're coming together. Do you hear that noise? It's like a motorcycle pulling up. Does it not sound right? I think I know why. Yeah, that is a man on another man's shoulders coming down the driveway. That's Michael Winslow pretending to be a motorcycle. And that's Bronson Pinchot on, on the back of Michael Winslow. Yep. Hey, what's up, guys? Come on in. Well, Bronson, man. Oof. It's so, such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for taking Michael. Robot. Okay. Just spare change. There you go. Is my kitchen is a little bit small for sound effects. I'll be honest, Michael. You're great. You're great. Oh, just okay. Yeah. If you could turn, does he turn it off, Bronson? It's good to see you, though. Uh, not only are you a perfect strange, per- perfectly not a stranger anymore, but what are we having? We're having stuffing and potatoes uh, with gravy. Uh, so, yeah, let me say goodnight to everybody. So that's goodnight, everybody. We've got Bronson and uh, Michael here with our new friends. And I hope that, you know, if you need a recipe for the holidays, uh, those are a couple of easy ones. Uh, and I'm thankful for all of you. On this long winter's night. Good night. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, good to see you. Um, here, let me just tell you up front, I don't have any uh, food plans. Uh, won't be doing any cooking, but I'm glad you came over because uh, I've, uh, I've been stressed here. I, got, I bought a, I bought a um, bed frame uh, for, for, like, uh, and I got to put it together. And I'm, usually I'm pretty good at putting stuff together, but I thought it, it says you need three people. And it took all all my will to, to ask you to come over and give me some help with this. You know, because it's, not, it's in not my bed. It's my da- for my daughter, so I don't want to. Well, it's actually a mixed-use bed. I'll be, 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 be honest with you for guessing things, but I was going to do it by myself. And I did it, do it by myself, and then I had one of those ones where my dyslexia kicked in, and I had a couple pieces you know, I mean, I, you know me. I mean, I'm I'm like one of the great uh, furniture putter togethers in the world, and uh, you know, especially you know, affordable entry level of furniture. I guess, and yeah, I'm, I'm not a craftsman. I'm an assembler, just like the podcast. You see, is, it, is Sleep with Me podcast is that a thing of craft? And yeah, more like an assembly of mismatch. You know, mismatched assembly. I think assemblage. And it's like I can assemble anything. So I got this bed. So thanks so much for coming by. I have some drinks here. I have, uh, believe it or not, I have two. Like, uh, this is how crazy I am. So I don't, like I said, I don't, you know, I can't keep anything in the house uh, that isn't sparkling. Uh, well, that's not true. I have milk in there. And I have actually two kinds of uh non-dairy milk one of which she was rejected i drank it it's a uh, coconut i don't know some sort of it's like soy milk or rice milk but it says it's coconut I, I don't, i'm not sure what it really is but it's vanilla flavored uh then i have a chocolate alternative beverage uh but then let me tell you about these uh waters i've been you know so i have the water machine so i can i can sparkle on on location here which I do, and I'm, I'm, you know, I spark, you know, thank you. You're sparkling. Your smile is as sparkling as your, uh, 
is a star, you know, but let me tell you, let's talk about water instead of sparkle in your eye. So at some point I said, like I used to think that, uh, what are these called? These are called mineral waters. I thought these were for snobs, uh, to be honest. And so, uh, you know, maybe you needed to, uh, you might have to lose me as a friend because I started buying mineral water, sparkling mineral water. Now, I'll tell you what, for the price, when you compare it around it to soda, uh, and the thing is, you know, I have to, I drink a lot of stuff because I can't drink. So I have to drink a lot of stuff that doesn't, you know, because otherwise, if I'm not always drinking something, I'm thinking about drinking almost, you know, not really, not, but, but so I have these two, so TJs, you know, where we go, always go. Uh, they have these two different ones. One is, I think that's a German word. I don't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. That's the clear bottle. Then the green bottle, that's the stand, you know, the, the, the standard everybody buys. That's the one I always thought was snobby. But it turns out they're both, they taste different. And, and that's why I have both. So is this too much information about a drink you're going to have? Uh, also, I have lemon and lime. I have um, fr- fresh or not fresh, and then I have frozen ones. But yeah, so the German one, I think, I, I guess if you had to ask me if I prefer one, the German one has a little bit stronger mineral flavor. No sulfur action on either one, uh, but, it, but it has a little more flavor. Uh, and you say, what is it? And I say, mineral, it's got a, you know, a hint of mineral. Now, I don't know anything about the minerals that are in there. I've looked at the label, and I, I said I Googled it once or twice, and then I think I got on some list. Uh, but supposedly it's perfectly good for you, these two waters. So I have those two. Then I have homemade sparkling water, which I can make. It's double filtered, if I remember to filter it, which is only... So there's like a 20% chance it's been filtered once, and there's a 20% chance it's been filtered twice. 40 and 60% chance that it's just tap water. Oh, why do I filter it twice? Well, that whole Flint thing, I bought one that hooks onto the the uh, water thing here. And that one supposedly gets let out. And then you have the pitcher-based one that everybody has. That doesn't get let out. It gets other stuff out. I don't know. Uh, one out of five times, I say, well, I have a cold pitcher of water in the fridge. And then the other, you know, what is that? So it leaves this, I say, just use the tap water. Do I talk to myself? Of course, while I'm doing that, unless I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah, my kitchen is still mostly 99% invisible and criminal only for podcasts. I'm trying to think if I've listened to anything else. No, those are the only two I listen to in the kitchen. just makes it easier. If I'm not listening to those, I'm watching football, soccer. I'm watching soccer on the iPad. Yeah, it's a, what a life I live, right? Oh, boy. But so, okay, I'm, I'm not even through the beverages yet. And no canned beverages right now. Uh, just because I guess, I don't know why. There was a couple of decent ones, but it's, it's, sometimes my car gets so full. I guess these mineral bottles, they're so darn heavy. And then I also changed to, like, actually the great soda vacation. I'll tell you what I, my, how I adjusted it. So then I have regular, so I have homemade sparkling water, which we could put lemon or lime in. I don't know if I have any ice cubes. I washed my ice cube thing maybe three months ago and it's still on the drying rack. Again, that's some sort of emotional issue. 
that I can't get it from the drying rack filled with water and into the freezer. And I don't know what it is. Emotional block, I guess. Uh, so that's that. But I also have, uh, like, not mineral water. I guess it's sp- spring water uh, or something. American Americanized water with a flavoring. So I have some mixed berry and some lime. Okay, you're laughing. Okay, then we have a iced tea situation, but it's uh, you know it's it's a uh, it's a little late in the day for iced tea. It's like after two because so I have uh, yeah I have a I have a, I, now at lunch ever since so you know you know the great soda vacation where I drank all that soda and I probably became chemically dependent on soda and caffeinated soda. So I said, well, boy, I gotta cut the soda when I get back from vacation. And I do like tea and iced tea. So I said, okay. And I have that big, like, 40-ounce insulated thing. So I have, uh, TJ's has, uh, they have this brand of iced tea that comes in a glass. That's just regular black tea, black iced tea. But then they also have this green and white tea with a little mint that comes in a jug. See that jug? That's that jug. It's They're both, so I do a tri-tea. Yeah, so I fill it half with black tea. Then I put uh, uh, some honey honey in there. And then I put the white and the green tea and then frozen lemon or lime. Yeah, you know, like I said, this is this is the, uh, the, the you know, is this snobby? No, no, it's, it's, it's the opposite. Of, it's far uh, for the course for me. Exactly. So those are, so really you can't drink the tea because that's just for lunch at work. And, uh, like that way I can keep getting caffeine until about one, one thirty. There's a little sugar in there. So it doesn't keep me from thinking about drinking soda. Um, but for the most part, plus I, I've been having issues, you know, I always have issues with dollar bills. You know, I, I, like the end of it, paper money can't come soon enough for me. Uh, so that's, those are, I probably have some other, oh, you're not thirsty. Okay. Did you just have me go through the beverage menu for your own entertainment? Okay, that's great. You know what, another, let me just, let me just pitch you on a mocktail. Uh, it's the weakest mocktail you'll ever have. But another thing I obsessively consume only in a contextual situation is this, uh, uh, well, there's coconut water and then there's aloe coconut water. Oh, you can't wait to hear my theories on this. I don't really have any theories on them. You know, at some point I decided, and again, this is not scientifically based research, that the aloe coconut water at TJ's, at Trader Joe's, uh, is the beverage that makes my mouth the least noisy when I'm recording a podcast. Uh, so that is the context that I drink that water in, and I like to have it at room temperature, but the problem is it spoils. Uh, you're laughing. Yeah, you could sit down and laugh at me. It's no problem. This is serious business. This is my life's calling, this podcast. So uh, this water consumption. So the so the aloe coconut water, like I have a little cup that has a top. So uh, like if it's a day, like usually I always record in back-to-back nights anyway. So for night one, I fill the cup that, and then I put the rest in the fridge because you can't leave it out. It goes bad within hours. It's amazing. 
And then I drink that. And now more recently, I said it, they were out of the aloe. So then I bought the regular coconut water. And then I liked, I said, this tastes pretty good. And then I did, did recorded a show and I didn't hear any mouse noises. So I said, well, maybe that's psychosomatic, you know. That, so now I just buy, like, I alternate. Okay, go ahead and laugh. That's fine. I guess I alternate. Yeah, no, fastidiously. So I'll go through one jug or one tetra pack of coconut water. And that'll get me through two recording sessions. And then I'll go through one tetra pack of, uh, it's not a tetra pack, though, because it's a regular, tetra pack to me is square or like a, whatever you call an elongated square container, rectangle. No, well, I guess it is a rectangle. You're right. I wish I'd paid attention to three, three-dimensional geometry. I, I, they lost me at two dimensions. But the, 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 the you know, the, the, mil, the, the, anyway, so I do alternate. Then the next day, and, and then day three, I'll be back to aloe and coconut water. But just today, I forgot to buy either one at the store, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I have enough to make it through three or four more recordings, but we'll see, after that, I don't know, because since I don't have a car, yeah, it, 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 you know, these it's, it's, it's tough times, trying times, correct. But so, what was, oh, so the mocktail is going to pitch you on, but I do, so I only drink the coconut water in the aloe coconut water when I'm recording a podcast. Normally it's, I, I hear it's electro, I don't, I'm not, I'm not drinking it for the electrolytes. I'm drinking it for the mouth noises and because it tastes, uh, it doesn't have bubbles so I don't burp because I burp a lot, you know, and I can't do that during the podcast. Uh, when I say burp, it's cute. Well, I belch, I don't burp, <laughs> you know. I make these bellowing noises like, a, you know, like a macho man would, like, you know. Okay, now, yeah, I'm, I'm on a roll. Like, we're not going to Trader Joe's, so maybe I'm more relaxed because I don't have to worry about facing anyone I have a crush on. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, so, but so what I did discover is if you, uh, there's a, uh, pineapple juice, if you have a half cup of pineapple juice and a half cup of uh, coconut water, it tastes pretty good. And that's, that's a mocktail. Like I said, it's pretty weak. T- t- taste isn't weak, though. Taste is, uh, it tastes like, uh, uh, like I said, geez, I imagine I'm on a tropical beach when I'm just sitting in my kitchen. You have trouble believing that. Well, I just, I do. And I say, well, I don't, I can't handle having a drink on a tropical beach. But I can drink pineapple juice and coconut water in my kitchen. And do you understand? Okay, good. So anyway, now that we've been through the beverages, let's talk about this bed we've got to assemble. Yeah, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk theory. Do you want to talk theory first? Uh, so it's a it's a wall bed. I think at some point they were called Murphy beds. I never looked up why, but I've always thought. Uh, that I should own one because, like, I don't think I'm ever moving out of this apartment. My rent just went. Did your rent go up? My rent just went up. Uh, yeah, it went up. It, it didn't go up, uh, like a crushing. It went up enough to hurt, but not enough to make me work. Like, because uh, I'm pretty sure it can't go up again. Like, they haven't passed rent control, but it's on the ballots. And if it passes, then it'll just be a once a year thing. And, uh, 
So yeah, I can make it. But yeah, it's uh, you know how it is here. So this apartment is probably where I'll be for at least a few more years. I mean, or for forever. And since it's only one bedroom, and uh, like uh, I have the living room split in half, and that's my room, the back side of the living room, and this is her room. I said, for my daughter, I'd like to have a wall bed because even the bedroom's not that huge. So it'd be cool to have more space to play. And since she's only here for half the time, you know, the bed would be up. And then if one day we did move, uh, you know, then you say, oh, cool. You got a wall bed, which uh, I guess, you, I don't know, I guess I... I didn't totally think it out. I just said, well, that'd be great. I've been thinking about it for at least a, year, a couple of years and pricing them and seeing Costco and looking over at the Ikea hack websites and thinking, geez, should I just do an Ikea hack or check in Craigslist a lot? And so I said, well, if this is going to be her room and like it's a, it'll be like a upgrade for her bed. If there's guests, they could stay in this bed because uh, it has a little more room. And there's just more floor space. I mean, because what, what, what do I want to do more than anything is play dolls on the floor with her. And so this, you, you, what could go, you know, how could that be a bad thing to have more space to play with dolls? Yeah, I know. Um, so... I decided at some point, and then I undecided. You know, for the past six months, I said, okay, I'm going to get one of those wall beds. And they said, no, I'm not going to get a wall bed. And they said, no. And, they, and, and you know, I did come up with a new theory about these things, which is like when I have double the money to buy it, then I buy it. If I can't decide, I say, okay, if it's, let's just say there's 400 bucks, if it, then when I've saved 800 bucks, I'll buy the $400 thing. Because I said, I don't know what that doesn't mean. No, that's not based on any. Well, I'm terrible with money, so I just figured that like this is more guilt based. I feel less, you know, less ashamed and guilt, uh, guilt ridden from spending money because uh, I saved twice as much money. It just makes my internal critic shame me less, I think. So, yeah, once I saved the money, then it kind of became like it's like the money was there, and I said, well. Okay, let me let me look into it. and then I compare, you know. But you never know if any. But but I found like a couple manufacturers. I trust. I guess the thing that comes down to is that Costco. I, if my understanding is they vet everybody, and since I don't have a car, I'm not a member there, so I didn't buy it from them. But I priced it around, and I said, okay, there's their price, and I, and I found a deal, and I thought I bought it from this up and coming company, you know, that uh, like. Uh, and that didn't go well either. Like the buying, you know, they're taking my money process worked. I guess I got a vent here. Like in this day and age, I can't understand how you could have a shipping problem. I, I don't know. And especially if a customer is paying more than $100, I just don't understand how there could be a shipping issue. But this thing, because it was furniture, it couldn't go through one of the delivery companies. So I had to go through another company and they had to set a time to deliver it. And I know this is going to sound like a, you know, FW, what is the first, FWAP or whatever. But they they said, okay, we'll be here between this time and this time. 
So I had to work extra so I could get off and, and then like, uh, anyway, like, of course, and, and then I had to be somewhere like they, it was between two and six and I had to be somewhere at seven, uh, podcasting thing for the other podcasters in the Bay area, like Harold and Carol and Blake and Aaron uh, Dom and Jen, a bunch of, but, but all the love of Steve, all these lovely people. Uh, tons of, you'll, you'll hear more about them. Yeah. It may letting them get to know me, but you know, like, uh, yeah. So anyway, so they, they said they, they would come. They didn't come. They didn't call, which that made me crazy. And then I called, I, I was, I had this, they were supposed to be here between two and six. And at five, I called, and then it was like, uh, oh, yeah, you're fr- it was automatic. You put in your, you know, a number, and it says, okay, your furniture can be there between two and six today. Uh, they didn't call, and they didn't, uh, you know, show up. And so then I sent the company I bought it from an email. I said, well, geez, and I paid an extra $50 in positive of this. The company still claims I didn't. Yeah, for them to bring it in the front door because they didn't know what, what what was coming as. But then, so then the next day, between two and six, uh, the poor delivery driver calls me. I mean, he literally, he's calling up a you know madman. He says, hey, I'm at your house. And I said, well, you're supposed to be there yesterday. I know it's not your fault. And actually he said, oh, yeah, right here. It says on the invoice, yesterday between two and six. And he goes, yeah, they gave it to me today. And then he said something like, like he said, well, so me and the delivery driver had to work it out between the two of us, you know, but between the two of us, you know, meanwhile, these mega corporations. But so that's still unresolved because I think, you know, with the big A company, Amazon, you know, you could say a lot about them, but they know how to get stuff delivered. And if you call them and you have trouble. They know how to say, oh, of course, sir, you're totally, you know, where other companies, they still treat me like I'm a pariah. And this person, they said something, but I didn't, I don't think they were being honest with me. So it's still unresolved that. So, yeah, sorry, I had to get that out. Sorry about that. You can see how I'd be frustrated. You should work at the call center for the thing, but you, you can't just say that. That makes it feel trite. You guys say, sir, what can I do? What can I do? Uh, I don't know what you could do with me. You'd say, oh, totally. You could, we totally messed it up, buddy. Um, and then, you know, I don't know. I, the one time I did call Amazon with problem, they said, okay, let's fix this. Let's fix that. So it, it can be done. I, I can be pleased. It's possible. It's not easy. Uh, but anyway, we got to get to work on this bed. But actually, first we got to go. Uh, to this hardware store. Um, so let's, uh, by the magic of podcasting, let's get over it. Yep, so we're going into this hardware store. It's probably called Pagano's. It's the local hardware store. Now they have two stores. I think it was a, a family business. I don't know if it still is a family business. And, yeah, they had left their location that they were at for years, which was like an old-school hardware store. With the low ceilings and the packed, uh, packed uh, aisleways, and uh, but they, now they have uh, this one that we're going to. What are we going to get? Well, uh, long screw, like screws to anchor into studs, 
Yeah. You can't make any stud jokes anymore. It's just not funny. Like, uh, actually, I'm not buying a stud finder either. Uh, one, because, yeah. And, and it just because I feel like they, I think they've been disproven. And we'll, we'll make do without a stud finder. What are we going to do? Well, it's a rental. You know, it's a rental apartment I'm never leaving, probably. So we'll figure it out. I, I'm not too worried about it, but we're going to get anchor screw, screws to anchor into the studs and some shims. Why shims? Because uh, we, we're going to shim some. I think we might need to do some shimming. And I just love it, you know, shim, like, what if I was, a, like, uh, Dick Van Dyke, shim, shiminy, shim, shiminy. No, yeah, it's not funny. It's just way funnier than stud finder jokes, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so those are the only things we need. Should I ask anyone for help about what? Well, I, no, I should, should I? No, 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 not a, not a human being. I could ask you, why would I ask a human being when I could just ask Google? And I don't have to worry about a dis. They say, uh, "Really, you're going to do that?" Uh, did they ever tell you about the time we were, we were going to go? Uh, it was my friend Pat, my friend Chris, and my friend Marnie. And we were trying to. We didn't have a lot of money, the four of us, but we wanted to. We we'd always dreamed of skiing in Vermont. Uh, that was like the thing. And so we found, I think, not, and I didn't have anything to do with this part, but either Chris or Marnie, they found this super cheap uh, way we could go if we drove up there. And so we did, but, but we didn't have, like, I didn't have a car. So we had to use Chris's car, which was one of those Jeeps, those Wrangler-type Jeeps. And he, where are you going to put four sets of skis, right, uh, and so I remember we were trying to figure out a way to do it and whatever solution we were trying to figure out the cheaper, you know, cause we didn't have any money. So we said, uh, we figured out the solution with duct tape and stuff. And we, we ran it by the guy, like some sort of mechanic or something. And he said, the wiser man would not do that. And so I think if I ask for help here, that's what they'll say to me. That's usually, or their look will say that. The wiser man would not do that. And I'd say, it's 2016, buddy. It's a wiser person, okay? And they'd say, anyone with any wisdom wouldn't do that. i say, well, thank you for rephrasing it. Uh, so that's it. Oh, oh, any crushes at the screw? No, I only go to the store like once. Uh, so there's the bolt anchor bolts there, or wood, you know, screw those. Uh, yeah, those ones. Yeah, those those ones look tough, and that's when we need tough. And then uh, the shims. Uh, I could ask where shims are if we can't find them. But let's walk around the entire store twice before I ask an employee for help. Uh, do I have a crush on any worker here? No, not that I know of. Uh, no, I mean, I don't come here often. Enough, but believe me, with the amount of time I get out of my place, I was hoping, you know, they say, oh, you're here for shim shit. And then I could use the shim, like I could say, hey, hang back. And I'd say, uh, well, shimmy shim shim sheree. Uh, you check it. I said, are you a plastic shimmer or a wooden shimmer? Uh, as your your eyes glimmer, uh, you know my thoughts grow dimmer. There's no, you're here to buy shims as well. Are you gonna be shimming? 
I just love, I'm sorry, it's like Worcestershire sauce. I love saying uh, shim. Yeah. Well, it's a pleased to meet you. Uh, your plastic shim, well, sorry, I was going to ask you how, but see how charming I can be if if, if I'm, you know, if I'm uh, removed from any situation, I need to be charming. You want to hear that line again? I'll, I'll use it. I'll use it uh, here with you, but I can't use it in public. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't date people that use plastic shims. So it's, I was going to ask you uh, if, uh, you know, well, we could uh, have our shims meet each other. Well, I don't know. These wooden shims, you know, they've been, you know, they've been scrapped. They've been through a lot where plastic shims, I don't know. You know, these were once a mighty tree. Then they get processed into some sort of, you know, lumber product. And now they're shims where your plastic shims. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you, you love plastic shims. Well, I'll say, well, well, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I could, uh, I could leave my shims at home. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's my, that's all I've got though. But I would never use that, uh, except, uh, you, you'd never, I would never need to use that. Oh, well, I'll say. Well, I guess you, you romance died with the uh, plastic shim. I'll tell you that much. I know that for a fact. So, okay, so we're all set here. I'm not going to ask for any help. No, let's just get out of here and let's go. Okay, we're back at my place by the uh, magic of podcasting. But anyway, let's go inside. This is one of my, my best here. The actual, sim- most of, I mean, mostly the assembly process. One, one more wrinkle in the plane. We won't be able to finish. I don't think we'll be able to finish it because like uh, the one time that I did, uh, is I was just bragging on this company I did buy because uh, I thought I had a drill, uh, a cordless drill, and then I bought one because uh, I couldn't. I said, oh, I guess I don't. I, last one I remember, I loaned to somebody and they melted at their house on into the rug uh, while they were charging it. So that was the end of that one. Uh, so I got a new one and then it, it, from the company that always delivers everything on time. And then I looked and it was supposed to be here, but it, it, never, it didn't get shipped, I guess, because they must have been out of stock or something. Uh, so we won't be able to do it, but we're, so we're going to start here. So we need it. Here's what we, here's our tools. So we have, uh, we have a screwdriver with the bits in and with the hex bits. And I've talked to you about this before off air about, uh, IKEA furniture assembly, and, and, and it's just it's just good to have your own hex bits if you're going to be doing this. And if you have a, you know, a nice screwdriver like this one where you can change the bits out. And this screwdriver's not even that great. No offense, screwdriver, but you, you know you you're missing that uh, some part of you. Oh, I'm missing it. Yeah, well, don't you see the one person with the screwdriver that talks back to him. But yeah, if you have a cordless drill, it can save you. But but if you you can also do damage with it, you need to be careful. You got it. But we don't have one, so that's not a problem. Uh, but that's all we need right now. I think is the hammer, the screwdriver. We might need some stubby screwdrivers, but I I don't see that need right now. So we're gonna start with uh, forty one bar forty one, which looks like it's the top. It's a big uh, rectangle. And then we need three of these EQ980s. Those are L braces or something. I don't know what they're technically called, but they look like L braces or something. Okay, you get those. 
Yeah, I don't know which one of these is 41 because it says some of them have it stamped, some of them have stickers. So it's going to take me a minute. Can you get 12 KI 932Hs? Yeah, that's a three quarter, 18 millimeter something. No, it looks like it's just a, it's an insert. So I think what we're going to do is hammer that in to the holes. And then that has threading that the, the screw will go into. And the screws we need are, we need 12 of those and we need 12 KI 9321s. Those are five, eight inches, 15 millimeters. What does that mean? I don't know. It just means look, look at the picture. See, you'll find them. I, I, I'm going to look. And then we need 87. So I found 41. That's this big. It's bigger than I thought. So I'm going to lie it on the floor here. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to lie it on the floor. Because look, at, we got to hammer these. Those are the KI 932s. So we're going to hammer those into the bottom, see. Okay, so two, four, six, seven. I'm going to do the, you know, magical hammering here. Hammer, hammer, hammering. And then I'm going to flip this back over. So six are into there. And then the the L bracket is going to go over the holes that are on the opposite side. Yeah, we got some sawdust. That's fine. And then we're going to screw the KI. And why don't you do the KI? Wait, I got to find 87. Oh, you know what? I just noticed that 87 is shorter than the length of 41, so that'll help me. And, yeah, you just uh, screw those six in. Now, don't tighten them because you want to make sure. Okay, great job. This is 87. Do you want to do some hammering? Not yet. Okay, well, I don't. I can't, I can't promise you there'll be any hammering left, but, yeah, I'm going to hammer the rest of these six in. And then you want to screw these KI 9321s in. Great. Oh, look, unfinished surface. Good. So we're doing it the right way. Uh, surface non fine. Superficie sin acabado. Oh, whoops. I didn't. Place boxes un, uh, under parts to assembly, dam, avoid damage. I didn't do that, but that's fine. Okay, you keep tightening. I hear you, but don't over-tighten. Don't over-tighten because you don't want to strip anything. You know, that could be something. Uh, if I would have gotten a date with that imaginary shim woman, the shim lover, maybe I could. Maybe that could be another book I write, uh, the shim lover. You say, what do you do? Well, I go to hardware stores and I use a shim. I'm a shim pickup artist. So far... I used it once, and and I was banned from that store. But it was that was just a test. Uh, but I, you see, well, what would you do if you got a date? We'd play strip assembly. We'd you know assemble furniture and strip uh, each time a screw is stripped. Oh boy, is it getting hot in here? Is it the furniture assembly? Okay, I'm just kidding. So now we need thirty and thirty-one. And these look to be the structural sides because you can see these brackets. That's going to be what holds the bottom of the bed in. So those are equal size. Those are, and those are against this wall here. So let's just start with uh, this one, which is thirty. Excellent. And then we're going to need the bracket for it, which is either KI nine eighty five C or KI nine eighty five K. Yeah, those brackets. Yeah. And then in that same box are little short stubby ones. That's KI-985M. 
Those are the bolts. We don't have any millimeter inches. They're, they're squat fat bolts. It comes with a hex wrench. We don't need that. Then there's the adjustable feet for the entire unit. Those are PA 844s. And then we need some RO994s. Those four, those are washers. That's simple. And then I think this is a return to uh, to, to, to where we started, KI9321s and KI932Hs. Right, so we're in business. You are really fast at getting these uh, parts ready. I'll be honest, this is probably one of the more complicated parts here. Um, so let's see. So we'll do the uh, KI932Hs. Let's hammer those in, and then we'll flip it over. Yeah, now watch your fingers and toes. And then let's put the feet in the bottom there. And those, let's just tap that with the hammer. Very nice. And now this is where I can mess stuff up. Now we see where the thing is headed. It's facing this, like, uh, this thing looks like an upside down P, this bracket. And yeah, these are, these bolts are just going to screw right into the wood, believe it or not. And then the uh, ones with the washers, yeah, we'll secure that one first with the washer. Good old KI-930, 9321. Yeah, woof. And you know what, while you do that, I'll just get started on 31 right next to you. And what I'll do is I'll finger tighten and you can, you see, this is like uh this is the high romance of the shim lover. I'll finger tighten, and then you screw them in for me, all right? Okay, well, you finish that up. Okay, you finish 31. And then we're pretty, we're, we're looking good. We, I'm going to go get 40. I'm going to get two 70s, which are all spanning the width. Or did we do, oh, and that goes with 41. Oh, boy. I don't remember. Oh, I see. That attaches right to the bottom of 41. And then we need an 83. So I'm gathering two 40s. I got, oh, no, 140. Okay, then a 70, and then another 70. And the holes go down, they say. Uh-huh, okay. And then with this, we need 14 dowels, which they've painted teal for some reason. That's interesting. Those are Go Go 796s, but they're just wooden, they're the only dowels that I see. And this long virile uh, wood screw here is a VC. That's funny. It's VC 204. It's a two inch 50 millimeter. 16 of those. And yeah, for this, we'll be we, we want to watch your fingers and your toes here. So we're gonna put put 31 up against the wall here on the left. That's big and heavy. And we're going to lean it, and then we're going to lean 30 against the uh, mattress on this side, on the right side. Now we're going to take 40, and that's a big rectangle, and that is the, uh, it looks like the bottom piece. And yeah, we're going to have, very good, and then put the, you just tap those dowels into 31. Perfect. And then I'm going to insert the dowels into 40. Yes, I am. When would we strip? Well, he'll simply like, uh, uh, whenever we needed a shim. I don't know when you, when you do, you actually would, because you wouldn't want to strip while you're actually putting together furniture. It's a terrible idea unless you're going to stop, but we couldn't, we can't stop now because we're, so let's not talk about it. 
because uh, now I'm going to finger tighten these VCs in these VC204s, and then I'm going to need you, we're going to switch, I'm going to hold it like this, yeah, to one hand on 31, one hand on 40, and you come around here and just barely tighten these VCs, just like half, halfway in, right, excellent, excellent, and I'm going to go over to the 30 side, I'll meet you over there, yeah, and you come over, tap those dials in, and then we're going to put our VC204s into 40. No, we want as much play as possible. We just don't want it to fall on our feet. Okay, now this next stage, I'm going to need you to get some muscles. I need you to sit on the floor and put your knees up. We're going to balance this 70 on your knees and your hands. I think this is where part of the bed run. Yeah. So then uh, this has like an L-shaped piece of wood. So the dials, that's 83. And if you hold it with your knees, I'm going to do, 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 oh, I can hold it while you do it. Okay. Yeah. And you put the do VCs on each side and the dowels. And I'll just hold it up here for you. Okay. Excellent. And just start, screw, screw, just start screwing those in there. Great. Very good. But leave it, yeah, don't, don't, you know, don't get it. We, we need a lot of play. Why? Because this next part up here. Trust me, because we may we may be doing this wrong. We might have to, oh, okay. And now we're going to do the same thing up here. Remember old 41? Oh, so this is actually the back of the unit that I'm standing above. And then 70. We're going to put 70 in and then 41 to the top. So I'll hold 70 here, right? And you put 41 there. Uh, well, you tighten everything. There's one problem is that... Uh, um, it can't find my level, so we might have to not finish this because uh, I know I have a level somewhere in this part, but I remember cleaning and saying, well, should I get rid of the level or not? And then I had that debate for a while, and then I think I decided, well, let's put it in this obscure place I never look uh, in case I ever need it. I'll totally remember where it is, which I didn't, I don't, I think it's in the apartment somewhere. I can't find it. Okay, you're all, is everything tight? Because I'm going to lift this, I'm going to, like, it's, it's not too heavy for me. Believe me, I'm a beast of burden. No, don't worry about my back. Uh, my back has been, uh, so yeah, see? Because you just walk these up. It, it, it's heavy, but it, it, we're going to use, um, yeah. See, now it's standing. A lot bigger than it looked. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be hearing that uh, in another situation for sure, but... uh so then we're going to put it against the wall here. That's where it's going to go. I actually have it marked out, kind of. But we need to level the feet, but I don't have a level. So we'll we'll, we'll skip that stage. Uh, because also we'd have to, we have to uh, put put the, uh, um, what do you call it, into the wall anyway. So it's like, uh, yeah, so like uh, I have to anchor it too. Well, we're going to almost finish. Yeah, don't worry. No guts, no glory here. We're, we're, we're having a great time. We're going to put the bed part together next. Yeah, so see these giant things. That One of these is KI-985A and one is KI-985B. We're going to lay them upside down. Yeah, this is the bed where the mattress goes on, the bed fat platform or whatever you want to call it. And then we have KI-985F. There's two of those. Those are like the locking bars. 
And these giant uh, phallic things are KI-985N and KI-985O. And they say, you, yeah, this is a quick one. <laughs> uh, holy subtext. So we're going to take that bar, push the bed together, yeah. So, yeah, it looks like two twins or whatever they call these or two half twins, whatever. But it's coming together. And, yeah, this bar at the head and the foot hold the, hold the two frames together. Yeah, I do wonder about that, if that middle bar is going to be, we'll find out, I guess, or... Uh, I don't think so, though, because look at how, because uh, look at how raised up it is in the middle. Yeah. So uh, let's see. So, uh, so yeah. Then we're just getting, and then we down the middle. We put in those three KI eighty fives. Yep, that's it. That bed frame. Now we can flip it over. Now this is heavy, so we got to be careful. And then I'll lie it down. Yeah, and the mattress goes right on here. Yeah, now would be the time to get out my shims if I could. But no, now what we need to do is put these uh, these spring tension bars in with a warning sign. Even I don't know what this means. Well, screw the two ends of the cylinders. I don't know what that means, but it seems to be in this picture. So yeah, we're gonna put those on K eighty five J's on the left and the right, and then this warning sticker. Put the feet down. That's all that says. And then these next steps we cannot do, believe it or not. So that's it. We're done. Uh, like putting it together. Yeah, because like uh, if I had a, had, a, had a level and a drill, we could have put those against, like I would have had to anchor that, level it, and then anchor it. Yeah, that was what the shims were for, for when we were anchoring it to the wall. Yeah, so to make sure it's flush against the wall. But yeah, we could, we'll put the mattress down there. Probably, you're laughing because, yeah, probably this will be the state of the bed for, you know, six months maybe. It'll be a mattress on the floor, but it'll be on a frame on the floor. And then this, uh, what could be one day a wall bed. Yeah, like six months, maybe six months it'll take me to get the emotional, uh, what do you call that, momentum to to finish this. But we've started it, so thank you. I wish we, you know, had had it like, uh, I wish there was like a shim, like a bar where you could, we could go out and use this shim material. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this bed looks good at one point. So that, well, let me just show you, like, uh, it'll lift in there. And then there, on the bottom of the bed, I assume will be something like a faux something. So then it'll just look like a strange, you know, uh, like a giant armoire. And then you could say, well, and then you say, well, is that an armoire to a world with a lion and and, and all those uh, wonderful creatures of ventures? No, it's my, uh, that's where I put my shim, so, but to keep it flush with the wall. So thanks. And yeah, I think I'm going to take, let's see, want to take a nap. Yeah, like uh, a plutonic nap time. Yeah, let's lie down here. Yeah, this is this is this is that is a this is a great mattress Casper mattress. Believe it or not, it's pretty nice. And uh, you close your eyes, and we'll drift in. As you feel that, it's perfect spring here. As you drift off, and I drift off to to dreamland. Good night. Hey, what's up? It's good to see you. I got I got to tell you, I got a little warning for you. 
you know, I invited you for, over for dinner tonight to make dinner. And, you know, as seasons change, as that song goes, people change. I mean, but the fact we're cooking together, that doesn't change. But I got to tell you, this is probably the most unhealthy thing we've ever cooked together. I mean, maybe that it's similar to that tortellini cheese, that tortellini dish. But probably, but might be more so. And I, I know, I know you have a lot of friends that are intolerant to almost everything we're going to be cooking tonight. And I'm sorry. I know. But this is a winner. This is just a recipe that it makes your, it makes your, it, when we cook it, the house will smell good for days. But it makes a smell that you say, well, geez, what is it? Oh, boy, what is it? Is that a winter cooking? Have you been doing some winter? Oh, I have. Hardy. I don't know. This actually isn't, might not meet the standards for rich. This is rich. That's what we'd say. Uh, so it's good to see you. It's good to see you. You look great. And uh, you can tell, you could probably smell now. I'm gonna, we, we did a prep optional abortion for uh, for dinner tonight. That I don't, I, I don't, I don't even want to create the, uh, you know, I want you to know it's somebody else's recipe, uh, what you're smelling now, which is bread. And uh, there's two options to go with. And there's a recipe I use, which is Jim Leahy's No Need Pizza Dough. Yes, we made bread from it. And I know Cook's Illustrated uh, or whatever, they have a show. It's not called Cook's Illustrated, though. And I'm blanking on what it's called. They have a podcast. Wonderful. It's like a wonderful guy in the red apron. They say, I love that guy. And they show, it might come to me. But, you know, the people that bring you Cooks Illustrated may may or may not bring you this wonderful show. And you see my fun drives. And they say, I love that guy. Oh, say, what is it? oh it's a tote bag. So anyway, we're going to be, so what you smell is no need, I guess it's dough bread, pizza dough bread. So last night I made, I made Jim Lay's no need pizza dough, which you could find as, you know, it's his recipe. It's a simple ingredients that you would get at Trader Joe's, but we would have needed to get them a day or two ago. So it's just flour, water, which we have here, yeast and salt. And then you follow Mr. Leahy's instructions. Now, I personally uh, have it. So I could tell you I use five. I, uh, this is the only thing I use the kitchen scale for. But I have it. it the, the recipe you'll see that Mr. Leahy has for 1,000 grams of flour. I use 500 grams of flour. And then I use half the grams of water, which is 300-something. I can't think of it. But what I've done is in an attempt, which would turned out to be a botched attempt, but it won't matter. I said, what if we make little uh, bowls or whatever they call those things, little mini bowls, bread bowls, for tonight's recipe. And the successful part was I made the, like, just like I make, I make this pizza dough every Friday, Mr. Leahy's Pizza Dough. And I'm just realizing maybe his name's Sullivan, maybe it's Jimson, maybe, but that's our buddy Sully. Maybe they're related. I think it is Leahy, though. But, you know, I see Jim Sullivan. I know a few Jims. Oh, that's my, my dad had a friend, Jim Sullivan, too. So, Jim Sullivan, this bread's for you.
And Mr. Leahy, thank you for enabling me to break this bread. But what I do is when I follow the having of a thousand gram recipe, when I'm, when I, after you make it, you leave it out for the night. I come in the next day from work, yesterday in this case, and I broke the 500 grams into six little balls, dull balls. And then you leave those, and then I would make them into pizza crusts or pizzas. But in this case, they took three of them, and I put them in my cast iron skillet, which had been left in as hot as my oven will go, which for some reason, of course, they give me an oven without a governor. So it goes higher than 500 because that's as high as my little thermometer I have in there goes. And then I have the Dutch oven that goes on top of the skillet. And then I put those three little, uh, just I let them rise again after I balled them. And I just put them in there and they rise. And I, I parabrake, as they old say, para, parabraked them, parabaked them based on only my own judgment. So you'll have to Google all that. And then I just put them in now to uh, to crust them up, and I didn't put them in the cast iron or anything. But you could see they they they're perfect roll size or big roll. You say that's a hell of a roll. Uh, but I don't know if we'll be able. We we could say they'd be bread bowls for like a soup tasting. I guess if it was a, a mousse bouche, is that a mousse bouche? A mousse bouche. But, you know, if we were doing something really fancy, but then you say, well, then I got to eat all this bread so that debouches the amuse. It takes it, you just got the bush with no amuse. And I would say, well, this podcast is an amuse bush, like the mighty bush, you know, but not as amusing. So an almost amused bush. Anyway, so. Hey, how are you? We have not talked in forever. And as I said, seasons change, people change. So let's get let's get over to Trader Joe's, and I'll meet you there because I'm going to use. I got to rethink this bushing. While you get over there, I'll meet you there in a, a few seconds. by podcast magic. Well, hey, we're out for a Trader Joe's now. I know I can see you looking and I can see you smiling because you can tell I'm extra nervous. And I'll just be straight with you. We have a mega crush situation. I don't know if it's a mega. Well, yes, it is a mega crush situation. And I'll just go through it with you right now because we don't have that much to get here. I, I stopped at Safeway and got some whoosh. whoosh. Well, this will come up, the Worcester sauce or whatever they call it. Now, I do have a super crush in the person that works here. And to show how the effect of crushes have on me, I'll give you, I'll give you the whole breakdown. So she's worked here a while, but I, for some reason I didn't, it was like, I, did, I said, I don't know how I didn't notice her. But a while ago, before, pre-crush, I had checked out in her line and she was wearing a little pendant, and I was honestly curious about the pendant. I didn't. It was pre-crush, so I was so at ease. And I said, "I said," and I didn't even realize this till now when I'm frozen with fear. But I said, "Oh," she said, and I said, "What is that? What does that say there?" And she said, "Well, it says my name." And and I think she was laughing. And then she said her name, and I said, "Oh, no, no, the pendant is that some sort of." And then I then then I said, Well, okay, but adios, bye bye.
I gotta get these groceries home. So the, 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 that was probably the most at ease. That was my A game. So, you know, it was downhill from there. But then some time passed, and I said, wait a second, you know, it, like my brain, you know, I think that was trapped in the gobbledygook. And then I said, uh, I said, wowza, you know, my heart was in. And since then, it's been straight avoidance, you know, eye contact, then run until two weeks ago when I, when they were having a problem with the new chips, you know, they have those new cards with the chips. And apparently, at least at this Trader Joe's, they created a whole... Now, the poor Trader Joe's workers and the customers, it was very peaceful. But there was a humongous lines. Because not only was it busy, but it was the first weekend they were doing the chips. And she was there. And I couldn't avoid her. Because she said, just so you know, if you want to come back. And I think I said, wake up, where was I? And then I turned my card around to run for it. I said, well, there it I might as well get out of here then. And then I realized, well, geez, I don't own a car. I'm just using the city car share car for the next hour. And this is my only window to go grocery shopping. So I got to go back in there. And I extended this to the city car share. You can just extend it if it's available. It was. So I said, okay, well, I can sit in line. But then I had to go by her again. So I said, Rick Weissnobu. And she said, what? And I said, I said, I got to go. And she said, you have a gozer. She didn't say that, though. But I think she gave me a look like like Rick Moranis was getting from women in those days. In the movies. I'm sure in real life he was getting. I mean, Rick Moranis is, you know, Rick Moranis. He's a god. But in the movies, he would get a look like, oh, boy. And then so that didn't. And then last week. In anticipation of this recipe, I went shopping for our ingredients. And I said, gosh darn it, this is never, uh, why, why are you so, just, you know. And they said, forget it, I'm never talking to her, leave me alone, brain. Luckily, I did not say any of that out loud. I just mumbled it to a, a, a you know, a fresh pack of grapes. They looked, I think I was looked a little bit like a Hamlet there. But with grapes, you know, instead of uh, whatever he, you know, the thing he was holding. But then I was running down my list. I said this Worcester, Worcester, sauce. And then she was happened to be standing there. I said, "Excuse me." And then, I, of course, I'd said that. I said, "Do you guys have this whoosh whoosh?" And I don't think I had my chart. I think I was so freaked out that I didn't have it. And she said, "No, no, no, we don't have that here." You know, we have a lot of stuff. She gave me the whole Trader Joe's rundown, really shining on the company. But then she said, no, we don't, we don't have that here. And I said, okay, thank you, goodbye. But then I said, okay, so some part of me said, come on, Scooter. Come on, man. Do it. Say words. And then I said, how do you pronounce that again? Which, but unfortunately, I was serious. Instead of being charming, I was serious. And she said, whoosh. But then I think I, she, she may have thought I was making fun of her. And then I said, 17, whoosh, sir, whoosh, sir, whoosh, And then she said, do I need to call a Catholic priest? Is there some sort of demon in you? And I said, thank you so much for your help. You've been wonderful. And then I went on my way. So that's the crush situation. It is a mega crush, so... Probably 
this is the greatest crush in the history of the Trader Joe's for me. Maybe that other one from the first time we cooked together. But probably not. This one is just like, I'm like, oh, goodness. So we have that to avoid, but we have a list. So are you ready to go in? Because I'd rather just, luckily, we don't have much to get. So I have Worcester, I think they call it, like there's Worcester Mass, right? That's what they say, Worcester. Worcester, that's what she said to me, Worcester. And then I think that's when I said, Worcester, Worcester, wine, Worcester, sauce. And then she said, I'm not religious, but I wish I am, was now. So anyway, okay, so we, we have a pretty easy, we're going to hang her right here. Normally she's in the produce section, so just, uh, oh, there's, she's in the cereal section. Okay, so we're going to get here on the right, uh, carrots and celery, one pack of each. And I always, you know, I wish, I always wish when we get to the celery section, I had one material and two knowledge. Because I'd say, does anybody have, you know, I'd say stuff like, does anybody have a celery heart? Have a celery heart. Or should which one should we purchase, a hole or the hearts? And then, you know, some joke in there, have a celery heart. Well, why don't you have the whole thing? But so we get, we, we want to get some celery. I just get the whole thing because then it, but then I say, you put it in, you can put the rest in the salad, you know? So we need the celery, we need the carrots. Let me just think, give me a second here. Now, chives, I think we've had this conversation a million times. What the hell is the difference between, is a green onion a chive or not? And I, I can never figure this out. And then what the hell are the little tiny skinny things, you know, those are chives, right? And then green onions are something totally different. Or is there something, oh, scallions, you know, those are the, are those the onion, are those, what are the onion-garlic combination? Oh, yeah, wait, green onions are scallions, and then chives are chives. And then those other things are not called either one. The thing that's like, those are for real fancy food. You say, give me... Make sure you put some of those in there. And they say, what, those things that are like an onion garlic? It's the ones you just buy a little onion, a little garlic. And they say, I, I'll probably think of what those are called. Oh, she's watching me muttering. I, hopefully she's, okay, or maybe she, oh, you're saying she's not watching. Oh, yeah, she's waving to her coworker about me probably, right? No, I'm being, well, I'm not saying she likes me. I'm just, yeah, okay, it's another form of egoism. Okay, I know. I'm working on becoming egoless, uh, which is tough when you have, you know, you say, Jesus, I spent my whole life destroying my self-esteem. And then I'm supposed to delineate, discern between a self-esteem and an ego. You see, how much, you know, how many lifetimes do I have to figure all this out? Because I'm just becoming aware of these things. And then most of the time it just irritates me. So, but anyway, we need some green onions here. Or if you prefer a green onion and an, or green onions, I say green onions, I meant a red onion. It was all that chive talk was making me nutty. So we need a red onion and I would say white onion. You could get two red onions, you could get a yellow. I prefer, you know, I'm an onion, you know, I like a little pop. I'm an onion man. Yes, I did say that a little lot on purpose. I don't know why. 
but he said, okay, so we got our onions. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I'm totally nutty tonight, I know. So we have, okay, so let's go over the cheese section here. Now, this is some place where you got to use, like, Trader Joe's has a lot of cheeses. Now we're sticking with cheddar here. And this is where you got to work with your audience here because you want to, um, I like an extra sharp. Now they have some American, they have some New Zealand, Australian, some English, and they, and then they have a mild over here. So we're going to want to buy two packs of either, you know, different. You choose the cheese, just get cheddar. You choose the cheese, just get cheddar. Cheddar. Sponsor of Sleep With Me Podcast. Uh, Scooter Cheddar's been proven to do Oh, it, ha- it doesn't help sleep, really. Thanks, Bob just stopped in to tell me. Cheddar makes it better from Bob and me. What did I say first? Because that was better. Choose the cheddar, make it better. And, you know, one day I'll wear a cheddar sweater. Because uh, C is my favorite cheese letter. C for cheddar. Is what's for dinner, really. So, okay, you get two things to chat. I'm going to meet you over here at the Bacon Bits and try to race by her, you know, avoid. Oh, boy, she's coming over here. Oh, she's stay by the cheddar. Oh, dear, was I, was I yelling about it? Was there a problem with the onions? No, miss. Miss, miss, missus, or miss, miss. It was a, so, yeah, no, there wasn't a problem with the onions. I was just saying, have you ever been faced with the dilemma of, you know, like, okay, let me, I'm, I'm making a recipe tonight with my friend there, my platonic friend. Not that that's important. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you say, it says I'm doubling the recipe, okay? And it calls for one red onion. And I say to myself, well, do I want, you know, why, you know, why limit my options? Not that I'm, poly, I mean, I'm not a poly onion, but I guess in the situation I am poly onion. Not that it reflect you. Why are you grinning? But anyway, so I said, I, my, my dilemma was two red onions, uh, one red onion, one white onion, one red onion, one yellow onion, one red onion, one sweet onion, two red onions. Yes, I do think about onions a lot. Well, I usually just get uncomfortable. But now when cooking, believe it or not, I'm not like this when I cook. You should come. Yes, I make it because, excuse me, I'm just going to get some bait. You know, you do, you do, oh, someone to, you got to go. Yeah, someone tipped over the uh, puffin cereal. Okay. Oh, boy. Hey, yeah, the, she was asking me about the onions. You you were listening, huh? Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I never had, I've never had it happen like that before. Well, that did not go great, but it didn't go, it could have gone worse. I could have screamed or something or yelled, you know. But anyway, we got some terribly unhealthy stuff to cook. So let's grab these seeds. Now, this is another thing I love about it. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, this is my friend here. And this is, we're getting some of the, I was just saying to my friend how good these bacon end pieces are. What a value. What a value. These bacon ends are. I'm so proud to be purchasing these. I'm going to buy these. I'm going to put my cart here. 
But what are we, we, we making? Well, see, yeah, he's, uh, it's a little bit of a surprise, but you like surprises. <laughs> see, 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 see. Yeah, so we're making it. It's going to be, I'll tell you the ingredients. How about that? Yeah, the, the, the cheese, bacon, carrots, onions, celery. Can you go grab some garlic? My friend's going to grab some garlic. Well, and then some sort of cream or milk, uh, bacon. Did I say bacon? And uh, remember Worcester sauce. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Something happened to me there. I don't know what it was. Um, and then uh, we say, oh, chicken stock, uh, cream, milk or cream type stuff. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, it's so easy. So you chop everything up, you cook it, and then. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't know what that noise was. It did sound like a pup, but you have a you. So I gotta go. Do you, do you like be eating terribly unhealthy food? You don't look like you do. Yeah. Well, I'll have to tell you about it. You got to go. Okay, I'll tell you all about it next time I see you. If I, you know, bye. Uh, why didn't I say anything? Hi, good to see you back. Uh, because remember last time when I asked someone that I had a thousand other mega crush or super crush? I don't know which is bigger, but I asked her and then she came with her boyfriend. So. And she's, 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 she's just being polite, you know. So it, it was just not, can we not harp on it? We need to get moving. Okay, so we have uh, flour at home. We would get flour and then we would get whole milk if we were like some sort of, you know, bovine consumers. But I have 2% milk at home, so let's get some heavy cream. And then we'll just make our own whole milk. It won't be, it'll be even less healthy probably. And then we're going to shoot down this out. No, we won't see her again unless my luck is horrible and she's at the checkout. Uh, but we're going to get chicken stock. And they have these nice, what are these called, terra packs or whatever, chicken stock. And I think that's it. We have salt and pepper at home. And you could put beer in this recipe, but we can't. I just can't do it. Even I was thinking we could do near beer. But I can't handle that. Is that okay? Yeah, I know. Yeah, believe me, I could use about 500 beers right now, but I know it's not good. You know, that didn't help me back then talk to anybody. So, well, no, I'm not down. I'm just a little, you know, this is being recorded. So, and I, I feel like, well, I just did my best, right? It was, I can't do any more than that. But there is, I mean, I'm being honest with myself. There is a point where you miss a charming boat, and that's what happened there. So maybe I'll just re-listen to this and then I say, okay, back at the name tag. That was before we were recording, though, months and months ago. I missed the Charming Boat. Charming Boat came back into port. Rarely does it happen. But it came back for the Worcester sauce. But it was only a port for a split second, and I happened to you know, tie, take the anchor and, you know, it damaged the boat irrecoverably, irrecover, 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 you know, badly. 
And then maybe they said, what the heck? The boat came back. It was repaired, kind of. And it came back maybe even twice in the same portage. But, it, you know, and then I said, I don't know. Maybe, you know, let's just cook. I don't know. We got to get in line. We got everything we need. And what I'm going to have you do is check out. I really need to recover here. And I'll go home. I'm going to start cooking the bacon. I'll meet you at home. Okay. Hey, thank you. No, I'll be, I'm fine. I swear I'm fine. I just, uh, it's just, I just want to change environments, subject matter. You know, if you listen to the 99% invisible, uh, fountain drinks. So I'm going to go put that on. That'll cheer me up for sure. And, uh, you know, and then I'll start cooking some bacon. I'll meet you at home. No, just okay. Bye. Okay, yeah, hey, you can see. So I chopped up all this bacon because we're doubling the recipe, which only calls, you know, I think it calls for less than this, but I use this whole pack. It's a pound of bacon. I, I can't even remember what the original recipe called for, but definitely not even a pound doubled. But I can't remember. I don't know. I just remember I used more bacon. So we chopped it up here, and it's in the pot. I love this Dutch oven. Cast iron by Lowe's or Lodge or whatever. And yeah, they're, this is Song Exploder. It's on the tail end of the 99% Invisible episode. Did you, are you ready for your coin check? Good. If not, I think you just go to like Radiotopia or something. Dot org or dot FM. Just Google it. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, what was I saying? Uh, sh- yeah, I'm just trying to distract myself. Um... But so you just, we're going to wilt the bacon or, you know, cook it and get it close. And that's where it is already. And now I've chopped up a, a ton of uh, heap. Now, you, 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 it is warm in here. No, it's not just me. It's hot in here. I'll to explain that to you in one minute. But so I chopped up the two onions and then approximately, but probably more than a cup of carrots and, and celery, nicely chopped up. You see all that, and it doesn't that smell good. And I'm going to push all that in there with the bacon. So we got two onions and about two cups of vegetables, and we're going to stir that. You just keep stirring that. Now, the other smell that's hitting you is I took some garlic that I had here, a little bit older, but not rotting or anything, maybe turning a little green. Some of it wasn't. Three heads of bulbs of garlic. You cut off their tips and you roast them in the oven. I put them in foil, and the oven's still hot from the bread. And from my face, my face, my red face is, you know, heated the oven externally. So the oven, you just drizzle them with olive oil, make a little, just cook. I just throw the foil around them and I throw them in the oven. And I don't even pay attention. You know, just don't overcook it, but I don't know if you can. So they've been in there and it just, yeah, it makes an aromatic city. And yeah, you just keep wilting those vegetables. Great job on that. Holy moly. Is that wonderful to smell? Does, Does this smell like winter cooking in here? Does it smell like winter cooking? Or winter, yeah, well, I feel like a winter cooking now with you, you, you know. I mean, I can't believe you've been here supporting the podcast and listening for as long as you have. For all those episodes you've listened, 
as many as you have. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here cooking with you and be able to trust you, you know, with, you know, not to tell any of the other listeners any of that stuff about, you know, my mishap. My, you know, they say, Jesus, scooters stutter on purpose or is it? And I say, well, Jesus, traction increases stutters by 47 or, you know, 470%. So, no. Okay, so we're getting that, and you just, we just want to keep an eye out for translucency and crisping of bacon. But it's so wet in there, you know. It's yeah, and yeah, it's a deep Dutch oven. We got it where we got it, and yeah, keep stirring that. Now, as you stir that, I'm going to measure out about uh, uh three three or four cups of chicken stock and about. I'm going to use this whole thing of heavy cream and then milk to about two cups, maybe three cups. So we have, we'll, we'll split liquid. So we have six cups of liquid. We might not use it all though, okay? And then I chopped up all the cheese and it's in this nice bowl. I shredded it. I didn't chop it. Believe me, that's the first thing I did when I got home. Chop some bacon, chop some vegetables, shred some cheese. You know, to get my, you know, to say, okay, get it out, Scooter. No, I did not do that because I was too, like, you know, I'm like a dog who's been shamed. But anyway, so we have about, uh, we get about two pounds of cheese here. So like I said, this is so unhealthy. But, you know, we're cooking it ourselves. If it was at a restaurant, it'd be even more unhealthy and expensive. But as you're wilting that, uh, now I'm not sure. I've heard this term bandied about before in cooking circles, roux, R-O-U-X. And I don't know if we're making a roux here or not. I think there's usually butter in roux and not bacon fat. And there might be other stuff, but I like to say I'm making a roux right now, even though I'm not. I don't know if I am or not, because I, this is the only time I've ever done this. But as you're stirring that, we're getting, I'd say we're getting pretty limp, you know. We're getting, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's looking soft in there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to take about four tablespoons of flour. Now, like I said, I might throw five. I might throw four. I might throw six. One. It keeps stirring. It's going to get a little more intense there. For, and just be careful. Yeah, to keep stirring. We don't want it to, it's going to coagulate in the bottom a little. And yeah, see how it's gumming up there? It's getting a little gummy. And yeah, it just keeps stirring. It keeps stirring. And it keeps stirring. Yeah, and it's just, oh, should I stir? It would probably be helpful. We want to stir for a few minutes here. Get this roux or whatever. I like to call it. Let's just call it a roux. Can we agree to agree? I roux. This day, I rue. What if? Well, has any movie ever had that as a a thing? I rue instead of you know, and then you could even do it. Ry rue. Yes, Scooby Scooby Doo's been married a few times, I'm sure, on the show Undercover. Ry rue, Raggy. But I rue. I I you know. Well, I rue. I rue fear. Maybe we could do this, yes. I rue pain. I rue hatred. Here, you do it a couple of times. Oh, you rue misogyny. That's great. What else you rule? You rule, oh, for sure. Oh, you rule 
fear too. Yeah, oh, y'all brain bots. Oh boy, you're you rue dirty sex. Well, okay, this is an interesting thing to rue. Germs, that's a good ruing. Oh, let me finish up. Rue Spolton. Yes, I rue you. Rue Spolton. I still rue you. Rue Spolton. I rue you. And I rue Ramsey. Raven Roar. Okay, so we're good now. You keep stirring this, okay? And I'm going to start liquefying this with my uh, full, whole milk, full milk, I'd call it. It's uh, 2% mixed with heavy cream. Uh, 2% mixed with heavy cream. So I'm going to add about a cup, and you just keep stirring it. And we just want to, I don't know what they say, don't scald it, but I, I don't want it to burn the bottom. That's my main concern. Okay, and then we're going to add another cup there. So we got two cups in there. Yeah, and now make sure, stir slowly, make sure there's no flour lumps or anything. And now I'm going to start adding some chicken broth to try to cut down on the total, you know, poison. The chicken broth at least is neutral, you know. And I'm going to add a cup here. You keep, you know, you really know how to slowly stirring, yeah. Yeah, this is like a bottomless Dutch oven. And then another cup, so, okay, we're looking pretty good. I don't want it to be, I want it to be liquidy, but not. Yeah, let's add some more, another cup of this cream. And then maybe a half cup, okay. And we probably could use more, but we'll wait. Okay, so we got our thing. Now, uh, yeah, just bring it up. I'm going to turn up the heat for a second here while you stir. And then I'm going to get my skillet here and put it on there, and I'm going to drop it down to a simmer. And we're going to pop out the, the garlic here from the oven while that simmers. Yeah, we're going to pop it out. And what we're going to do is I'm going to get this warm. This is like, yeah, it's an orange glove. Yeah, but it's it's, it's heat-proof because I'm going to squeeze the garlic no, this will be good for me. Very cathartic. But you see, I take the bulb out, the garlic bulb out of the foil, and then I'm going to squish it. See, and then it comes out like a little jelly. Yeah, you just squeeze in, squeeze. Now, you got to be careful of the skins, you know, your garlic skins. They call it an onion skin, but it's a garlic. You know, who? I don't know the uh, voices in my head. But yeah, so we're squeezing, we're going to push it over here and do the other two onions, just squeeze it. It's like onion paste a little bit, and it so, smells so good. And this will give you a more subtle uh, roasted garlic, they call this, I think, uh, in the old garlic business. But for people that don't like garlic, this will give a more subtle flavor, and we're going to chop it up too. But it's kind of smushy, so we don't really need to see how easy that is. We're just going to keep it here. And we're going to de-skinify this chopping board. And then we have our cheese ready. And we're going to simmer that for a little while. Now let's see, let's see our bread bowl situation. Um, yeah, let's see. Do you think it, it would be about uh, an eighth of a cup? Or, or we could just... Oh, you think it would be cute to do it? Oh, you promised bread bowl. Is there a car coming down the driveway? Or do I have a surprise guest? Or do I have a repeat surprise guest? 
Or do I have a guest that I temporarily mixed up with another previous guest? Uh, yes, I do, because look who it is. Uh, yes, yes, it is who you think it is. It is. Wait, well, they're not getting out of the car. There's two people in the, Wait, there's someone in the back, too. Okay, yeah, so, okay, and now they're getting out. Wait, wait is, is there three three people? There's someone in the back. But yeah, look who it is. Come back of 2015, and that is his sister. And I don't know who that guy, that other guy, I don't think he's related to them, but, oh, you know, I figured out. Okay, hey, oh, hey what's up, man? Yeah, I, I can't say enough. I know I already told you how much is uh, Christian Slater. Christian is my friend, my 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 close personal podcast friend here. And this is Helen Slater, my dear. You look amazingly ravaging, ravishing, or ravaging, ravenous. Your hunger's ravenous. What smells so good? Dinner does. And you, 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 you if you don't mind me saying. The uh, Slater, the Slater, because this is you, you, Kelly Slater, right? You're not related to them. Uh, professional surfer Kelly Slater is with Christian and Helen Slater. What? It's a, sl- a slate of Slaters. We should get you guys on the slate somewhere. Remember when you played that jerky congressman? That was one of your comebacks. Uh, I was rooting for you then, and I've rooted for you every day since then. And, be, uh, you know... Okay, yeah, you look great. Kelly, I only hear good things about you. You are, is your middle name strapping? Because holy mackerel, man. Uh, excuse me, my friend, my podcast friend. You guys have a seat. Yeah, those are bread bowls, mini bread bowls. They bowl you, they call them something, bowl use or something, mini, MBs we call them. And yeah, dinner, dinner's going to be real ready real soon. You you guys you have a little Slater con there. You is there a Slater con? There should be. Can you imagine the? Well, I guess there's not very much Billie Jean cosplay we could do. Heather's and a Supergirl. Clearly, Helen. You know, did they call you? Are you doing a cameo in that? Oh, thank goodness. Okay, my podcast. What is it? Uh, yeah, is Kelly Slater single? I have no idea. Yes, I know he's devastatingly handsome. I'm more comfortable admitting that, yeah. Why would that be a pro? Oh, boy. Do not tell me. When- Is that in a... Oh, boy. Okay. Like, I'm going to pull it together because, believe me, I got my one of my personal heroes here in you. One of my, you know, I love Helen. I, yeah, I, you know, you know, you remember when Helen remember the time when I got drunk and I called your voicemail and left you saying Billie Jean? Oh, you're right. It was Bananaramas. Okay. 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 So, yeah, dinner's going to be ready. Christian, oh, you want to get to work? You're pushing. You're literally, you and Kelly are going to get to work. Yeah, there's someone coming down the driveway. So, I'll be, all you guys got to do, yeah, go ahead and take that off. You can turn the heat off. And then slowly start adding that cheese. Oh, you got it. You got it. Actually, put some wust. Put a tablespoon of wust. wust. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Hi. It's so good to see you. See you. I'm, I'm speaking. Yes, I'm speaking. Oh, in half sentences. This is my friend, Helen. Oh, now I see why you were telling me it was Kelly Slater and her. Well, thank you for inviting her. 
uh, this is this young young lady here is the provider of our Worcestershire sauce. She taught me all about it, pronouncing it. You have a beautiful smile. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, this is Kelly Slater. He is. You are married or not? Don't worry, Christian. Okay, thanks, buddy. And this is Christian Slater. And yeah, you were a Slater. So you could be. Can I call you Sonia Slater? Yeah, you like Sonia Slater. Okay. It's, it's Sonia Slater. Yeah, so now we have Slater. Okay, I, I don't want to be Jerry Slater. Yes, my podcast friend. What are you going to be? Oh, I love that. Slater, Slater. Kramer Slater. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks. Bang. Can you keep stirring that cheese in there? Thanks, boss. And let's cool it on cheese. Christian, can you get some uh, pepper in there? Yeah. Yeah, those are mini bread bowls, uh, Sonia Slater. Thank you. Uh, I will go by Zeke Slater. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, just keep keep going to Pepper. Keep going. And then, Christian, can you make sure to uh, uh, taste it? I don't think we'll be needing any salt just because of the obscene amount of bacon and cream in there. But just taste it and see if we need any. And Kelly, you're doing great. You just keep adding that cheese. And you know what? You'll put a little chicken stock in there a little bit. Thin it out a little bit. Well, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Slater, Slater. That was witty. Sonia Slater. You, did you, do you know I love alliteration? Sonia Slater. And alliteration names. Wooster Slater. How about that? Woo Slater. How about that? Woo Slater. I'm your kid brother, Christian, the one that never got any. Oh, that's you. Wait, no, I could be your kid brother. That's even bigger. You know, yeah, so we, well, we met, she was, she was, she, she's my tutor. She teaches me how to pronounce spices in the spice aisle. Worcester sauce. Uh, Dijonese. See, that did I nail it or what do you, you're really laughing. No, you, your laugh is, oh boy. Um, so, yeah, okay, good. Kelly, great job on that, by the way. Okay, you know, try to try not to smile. What are, are those real, your real teeth? Holy crap, Slater. Yeah, woo, Slater's in the house, the Slater house. We could, we could run. I'll be treasurer. Oh, wait, I probably can't run for anything because I had to, uh, oh, Christian, you listen to my podcast? Wow. But so, okay, everything is done now. I'm going to carve up everyone's little mini bread bowl, uh, bowl, Slater bowl, baby Slater bowls. Yeah, let's eat outside, al fresco. Didn't you teach me that too? I asked you, where is the exit? The al fresco uh, exiting area. But yeah, so, uh, well, yeah, so this is the recipe, yeah. yeah. So we're going to spoon it in, and then I have extra bowls if people actually want to eat something other than enough to fill these tiny little bread bowls. And that's great. Thank you for inviting her, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. You know, that's all we can do. I mean, I may go lie down for a little while. Oh, if so, that's hilarious. Uh... So yeah, so so yeah, should, yeah. You know, everybody's outside talking. Kelly, you can stop. Don't worry. I I feel, you know, I feel my testosterone rising, so I may take over here as Woo Slater. 
and put you in my pack. You know, Christian's already in my pack. I mean, he's cool. He's the best, but he's in my pack, you know. So you could run with me, Kelly. You know, you could be my, my, you know, my, you know, my, my surfing, you know, like my puppy that surfs. No, okay, don't push it. You got it, buddy. Could you teach me? No. You're kidding. Yes, I like this guy. You're the best brother. You're like the cool, don't tell Christian this, but you're the cool, cool older brother. Oh, we're, are we exactly the same age? I don't know. Don't, you don't need to take your shirt off, though, Kelly. Please don't do that. Holy. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm svelte, but I don't, you know, I don't have that natural color like you do. Or my, my chest hair doesn't do that. My chest hair is in chaos where yours. Okay, yeah, just put your shirt back on. We're trying to eat, seriously. Even if I didn't have someone here I had a crush on, I would be. Oh, but that's it. So we're all set here. We got our bread bowls. We got everything else. I'm glad we're glad you're here. Slater Slaters, this is Woo Slater. I hope you enjoyed making dinner with me because I enjoyed making it with you. Good night. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I just uh, set my bike up. Yeah, this is a, this is a seat. It's a child seat on the back of my bike. Yeah, it's good to see you. you look great. I haven't seen you in a little while there. But yeah, I mean, too long, too long. You're sure, for sure. I missed you so much. But I'm glad you're here. So yeah, this is a child seat. But today it's not a child seat. Today it's not a child seat. Today it is a, a transportation. It's called the co-pilot. It's called the co-pilot. I'd prefer if it w- w- we didn't. But yeah, been a minute. Can you hold my bike up real quick? And I'm glad you brought your bike. I love those streamers. It's, that's a banana seat, huh? A striped banana seat. And I love Where do you get a banana? Wow, that is. How do, do you. Uh, is that leather or pleather? Do you mind me asking? Because that is one sweet seat. And yes, I just did, did a double S. Sweet seat, my friend. Oh, no, I mean, you you do have a nice butt, but, but, but I, I was talking about the banana. Anyway, so can you hold that bike? I'm going to put something in the back of the child. See, I got to flip up this thing. Now, my daughter's too big for this, so this is transportation for this particular item. Now, this one you attach to a... Uh, what do you call that thing? A rack. The bike. Anyway, not important. Okay, I'll be right back. Like, literally right back because I just had to lean down there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm putting this in this a propane tank. And we're going to ride. We're just going to ride right down the street to the gas station and change this out. Uh, do you want to join me? Yeah. Okay, so let's go here. We're going to go down this little driveway poo, as I like to call it. Now, this is a treacherous driveway, they say, people, because, you know, you see there's a couple of cars with other residents here. And usually, you know, a lot of times you have to back out, and this is narrow, but it's, I think it's uh, the psychological narrow narrowness of it. But if it's not a bike, we got plenty of room. So anyway, because you can see the faucet's been hit a few times there, that uh, hose faucet. And if you can smell those flowers, there's some sort of weed flower, but they smell good when you're in the driveway. I, I would say, okay, so we're going to take a left here. Oh, I forgot you live down there. I, I think. Do you fly in like a, uh, like, what was the movie? Was it, who, anyway. 
Oh, that was the, what was that, the Wicked Witch of the West or the East that rode a bicycle? I'm not saying you're a witch, no, without a doubt. Oh, you, you don't put your, you shouldn't put your hands on your hips when you're riding a bike like that and ask about Lady Witch. Okay, so now we're going to take another left here. And, uh, yeah, that's a school over there. We're going to take it right here. And we're going to go down this street all the way. Now, this is the street. Well, now I prefer the street we were on, but sometimes if I'm running late to catch the shuttle that goes through the tube, I'll, you know, this is where I'll race on my bike. I'll go so super, I say, come on, buddy, race it, race it good. I mean, I'll say it tougher than that, obviously, but I'm using, you know, my non-tough voice because I'm so happy to see you. But anyway, yeah, that's, here comes that 7-Eleven, and we're going to go right in. Ooh, green light, perfect. And, yeah, and you just stay here. I'm going to take the propane. And I, I, call, I called ahead, and I said, I, I, changed, I, said, I tried to sound, I said, hello, I need a big thing of propane. My buddy's coming to get it, so make, make, make it ready. So he's got it right there. Hey, buddy, I, yeah, propane. Okay, so I'm going to change this. I think now I got a question for you. You can think about it while I go over there. What is their propane monopoly now? Because all they see is this one brand everywhere. And I say, as they come to this, you know, because now look at that price, $34 for a refill. That just seems, I mean, are we going to grill 34 times? I don't know, but let's go. Let's, uh, I'll be right back. Oh, so heavy, so heavy. I'm just kidding. No, it's really heavy, but, I, you know, not to me. But I'm going to lift it up and into it just like it was a child. And I think it, it's exactly the rating of a child. It's semi-heavy, but, you know, you could carry it for a while. That's uh, That's what the seat is rated for. I uh, carry it around for a while, rating. Now, uh, you got a curious look in your face. You're saying, w- w- what are we doing today? Well, a couple surprises I got for uh, for you in the store. One, uh, propane run. Okay, good light screen. Let's keep going. And a mini bike ride, mini bike ride. Or, oh boy, we, should we go for a double bike ride? No, we, 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 we'll, 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 we'll go. Maybe we'll do a magical bike ride. But yeah, let's uh, take a left here. So we're going to uh, propane run. Uh, a little. Uh, we're going to go uh, Trader Joe's run next. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And then we're going to put a grill together and do some, you know, light basic cooking. How does that sound to you? Well, I love that smile. Yes, I do. They say that is the smile of a friend. So, okay, let's put this here. I'm going to lug this propane. Now, see this little box right here? This is our grill. Purchased it on Amazon Prime Day, I did. And I said, Jesus, not the deal of the century. It's not the grill of the century, but it's the right grill right now. I've been saying one day I would get a new gas grill. And there's a whole set of anger that we're not going to address with these the propane tank and the grill. But I said, one day I will have a grill. And I said, you know, it's weird how we get about money. I said, well, geez, that's too much to spend. But then on Prime Day, I said, well, it's it's, it's on sale. It's very affordable. This is a basic grill. We're not going to be doing anything fancy on here, but grilling with gas. And I got to tell you, now they say there's some bad things about grilling with the, the, the carcinogens. 
And I'd li- but I'd like to see a balanced taste as well. If you make if you grill forty chicken breasts, I mean I don't think this one can fit forty chicken breasts. But you say over a time span, and then you're eating a chicken breast salad, you know, for dinner twice a week, which that's what we're maybe not today. No chicken breast today, not on the first grilled day. Oh yeah, okay. Let's put the let's put the uh, let's put that down here. And uh, what do you say? I'm gonna get out uh, this this uh, this is a non-aerosol spray. It's just a pump spray. I'm gonna pump your bike tires. Spray them with this. It's a magical, the magical dust of almost getting to Trader Joe's, getting it a little bit faster by the magic of fictional. It's just water. It has. It used to have a hair detangler in it. Do you want to smell it? It's a. It's named after that Barry character on the front, B-E-R-R-Y. They think they said that they probably don't have the rights to Schnozberry. Uh, I'm surprised Wonka never got into hair products. You know, they have the candies. And now I've seen, I saw the other day, I forgot to tell you this. I saw a truck with a Wonka ice cream advertisement on there. Now it was moving too fast for me to identify it. And I'll be honest, I said, well, it's probably a disappointment because I said, you know, it's it's like a, whatever you call that, we're a licensing agreement. But but I said, well, Wonka, but I don't really shop anywhere but Trader Joe's in the farmer's market, you know. Unless I, I said, well, I need uh, something. But nowadays, and I got Trader Joe's serious. So, so, okay, your bike, let's see. Yeah, I make a shush shush sound. This one's stealthily quiet. And let me get my, and I'm going to get my little armpits. Yeah. My armpits now smell like a gooseberry. That'd be a good name for a famous athlete. I think a marathoner. Marion Gooseberry. She, she, was she the one that Zola Bud bumped into? I think that was a Mary, though. That's old. Was it all about a runner? I don't know. I hope I didn't say anything of someone that, you know, they say that was the person that, oh, why'd you say that? But yeah, my president, Marion, what did I say? Gooseberry? That'd be a good name for a president. Marion Gooseberry. President Gooseberry. We have the podcast man here. Anyway, I'm just talking up a storm. Let me go get my uh, shopping bags. I forgot to ask you, by you, have they gotten rid of shopping bags now? Because, I mean, let me go on a mini tirade here. I mean, what were they thinking with those plastic shopping bags that just got, they didn't, you know, they said, well, just this is good for us. We're the store. And I was surprised when they say people are very adaptable. You know, there was all when I don't know if the whole state pastor or his municipality by municipality said, Hey, no more plastic bags. One. Two, if you want to use a paper bag, we'll charge you ten cents or thirty cents, one or the other. And three, why don't you just bring your own bags? And people adjusted very quickly. And you don't see people say it. I mean, I think ten cents maybe even thirty cents, because then you three bags, that's still under a dollar. I think people are understanding so I said, geez, I told you about the, 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 the toilet. I said, geez, why can't our toilets get flushed by the shower water? And I said, well, that'd be a little bit bigger of a problem to solve. But look at how quick we adjusted to this bag situation. And, and it's like, everything's fine. Okay, so let's get going here. And as we 
go down the driveway, you're going to notice the world is taking on the color of gooseberry. And there she is. The spirit of Marion Gooseberry, our bikes are riding onto her flowing robes as she takes off, but barely above the ground. And we fly, and the rippling of the universe, and we come out, and we're in a park. I just want to show you this duck pond here. Yes, yeah, see that duck pond? It does have an unpredictable smell. It either smells it doesn't, or it smells terrible today. No smell. And then Marion Gooseberry's taking off again. Ooh, we're flying. Thank you, Marion. Oh, I'm sorry, President Gooseberry, future President Gooseberry. I don't know how she's going to be president if she's not an earthly being right now. I'm sorry, Madam President. I didn't mean to. uh, Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe not president. President of Earth. Oh, would that mean the most, would that mean that the most, I guess it wouldn't be multinational corporations anymore if it was Earth. But speaking of multinationals, Marion is letting us down here at my shopping center, which, by the way, and I, speaking of multinationals, you know, there's an ice cream shop here. I'm pretty sure it's a family ice cream shop. And now there's a popsicle like some sort of, I haven't been there yet, but I said, oh goodness, is that a, cor- it has some fancy name, so I don't know if it's the Chipotle of Popsicle, I don't know what they call those things, Pops, yeah, they say, but uh, Gelato Pops, I think they call them Fruit Pops, Fruit Bars maybe. But I said, are they going to, you know, mess with this family business? Is this some well-backed, some well-backed corporation? But anyway, as I said, speaking of multinationals, I'm always, there's our Trader Joe's. We usually meet here. It's so funny to, you know, fly on the back of President Gooseberry here. Uh, that was nice. Nice to meet the president of Earth. It, goodbye, Madam President. No, Madam President, you want You could come by later, though. Uh, well, we'll say about uh, 45 minutes or so. Well, yeah, you know, virtual 45 minutes or so, Madam President. Uh, that's my talking to Madam President voice, Madam President. You don't like it? Okay, just use my ring. Yes, ma'am. Oh, you like that? Okay. Okay, goodbye, ma- ma- Madam President Gooseberry. How about that? You like that? Okay. Could I be your Charlie? No. Okay, well, that's fine, too. I, I don't think I have what it takes anyway. Uh, so here we go. Uh, we're going to go into Trader Joe's. Oh, I had a question. So multi I think Trader Joe's at some point was a Pasadena company. And I want to say they were acquired by Tesco or Aldi or one of the companies that owns one of those two or both. And But I don't know. But I said, geez, let's go inside. I got our list here. Okay, any I know you have questions for me, of course, but we're going to hang our right right into the produce zone. Pathway to the produce zone. I'm going to buy some pro. Oh, no, we're not buying. We don't actually don't have any produce on the list because here's my thing. Here, let me tell you. Since we're going to be putting together a new grill, you know, I don't think we should cook anything too intense, but we should grill something. But we don't want to put the grill, we just want, because we want to get an idea, oh, gee, what, what are the hot, what, what's the capabilities? 
So we're going to have something traditional grilling that's not so healthy and then something easy. But also we could say, geez, oh boy, that's healthy. And if you prefer not to have a grilled food, you could say, geez, I could just have this as a meal myself, which I have. So actually, I was mistaken when I said we don't need any produce because we need some. Why don't you get two lemons and two limes for me right over there on the other side of this uh, rectangle of fruits and uh, citrus things. I don't know if it's citrus. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, I'm looking for someone that's a friend of a friend. Why am I always talking when I'm here like I'm on a TV show? Well, in my mind, I'm not on a TV show, so there shouldn't be any trouble then. Thank you, sir. Okay, so we we got that. Now, let me scout out my listy poo here. Okay, so we're going to need, we're going to head over here straight to the meats. You know, a lot of times we do a lot of uh, produce shopping. And I say, any other normal circumstance, but we got work to do. So we actually got to, you know, kick it up a notch. But we're going to go right over to the meat zone. And then see on this top shelf here now, we, we, we will be at a, uh, this is a bit of a crossroads. And I got some good news. Now you see, we're going to have hot dogs, okay? And they have a selection of sausages, chicken sausages, and they have actually a, a variety of hot dogs for a Trader Joe's, which usually just say, they say, they said they have the Hebrew Nationals. They have the great, I don't know what the great organic hot dogs, that's what I call them. And those are pretty darn great. And then we have like three Trader Joe's variety. Now, I've got to tell you and warn you, we'll do a double, how about what about a double dog day? What do you say about that? A dog, double dog day, day, you know, this isn't a date, but you know, double dog date, we'll say, because that sounds cooler. But we're going to grab the Great American Organic, uh, those ones, because if, you, if you're a label reader, it'll blow your mind. Uh, how little, you know, saturated fat and fat and stuff is in there. And I said, she said, that's all. I said, well, okay. But then these jumbo, these Trader Jog, dog, Trader Jog, that's, I wonder, they, they should, they should have the Trader Dog. E Trader Dog. The, the Trader of Dogs. I'll have, I wish I had the, well, I did have the number for the corporate, but then they changed it. And they have caller ID. So, but this, so these jumbo dogs. Now, these are not as healthy as these uh, organic guys. And are you, are you as shocked that I am at the price? I said I thought hot dogs were affordable, but neither one of these I would consider cheap. You know, but I think you can get cheap hot dogs. They're just gonna, you know. But so these great American ones, they're great. And as far as an American hot dog goes, compared to a cheap, they taste good. Now, these Trader Joe's Jumbo Dogs, they're less healthy because they have some more stuff in them, you know, uh, fat. But they, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, a popping skin guy, you know, you, I know, you know, you laugh. Oh boy, you're really laughing at that one. But I like my skin to pop, you know, and I am, you know, I am a, I'm a lover of flesh. I mean, we, we, we're just friends, but I know, and that does bring up the, the crush question, and that does have an affirmative answer here now, or kind of. It has a, one of those complicated ones. Well, let's not talk about that right just yet. But, yeah, I, so these Trader Joe's Jumbos, I don't know what, what kind of, uh, you know, they their, their skin is, 
But when you cook them, the skin pops, you know, that like I like. When you bite into it, you know, now you're really laughing because you're saying, well, what am I biting into? And I say, well, not a dog. But, you know, I said, geez, I want to, you know, okay, well, that's fine. And you can laugh with me. And I, well, I'm not laughing, but I do find, I can see why you find this all amusing. It's funny to me. But we're having a serious conversation about hot dogs here as well in, in a mouthfeel of hot dogs. And I'm, I know you, I'm trying, I'm not trying to keep you laughing because I'm dead serious. It's an important thing. Mouthfeel of hot dogs is important when you bite your front teeth into a dog. Okay. So maybe you'll just take my word for it. So these two are good. The, the organic ones, they're good, but they don't, you know, they're just one consistency. And, you know, if you, if we're going to joke about dogs, you know, you might as you might as well have your choice. You say, well, these guys are these, you know, for, 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 for metaphoric dog eating, you know, it's not my thing. But, you know, if we're going to use it as a metaphor, I think it's more funny to have a variety of dogs, you know. But I have encountered possible dates that say, this is the only dog I do. And I say, well, that's not mine. So, unfortunately, we will go our separate ways, but save some heartache. That's great. But I said, really? You know, you haven't. But anyway, that's not important. Let's not go down that road because it's a, you know, a long road. But, oh boy, yeah, that was, that's what I meant too, right? Okay, so, okay, so we have our dogs, and we're going to shoot right over here where I parked the car to the bun section. Now, I hope Trader Giotto does not hear me, but as far as the buns go here, they have two choices, but I would not write home about either one, but we don't really have a choice. So why don't you close your eyes and just pick one, and we'll just pretend, say, well, the dogs are good, the buns are not, you know, not as, 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 uh, they don't succeed on any level or they mean tolerable buns, either one, unfortunately. Oh no, now I forgot. Now I got to grab, excuse me, excuse me. Do you don't, you don't know the per I, I forgot the name of the guy I'm looking for. That's friends with Emily. Are you him? No. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm looking for the kraut. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be right back. I'm going to grab. Thank you so much. And I, I say, geez. I would love a job where I could wear a sweatshirt and shorts. Well, actually, I guess I can, but I'm not a sweatshirt. I'm too... Okay, thank you. And it's pick... These are... Uh, again, it's a little bit pricey. Hi, I'm back with a kraut. A little bit pricey for this kraut. It's got some pickles in here. They say it's all fresh, and it's good. But again, kraut usually comes in a jar, and it's cheap. But anyway, it's going to... I can't have a hot dog without kraut, so... Okay, our next uh, hard left here is the frozen aisle. Now we're going to come right up here quick on the left, quick, quick on the left. You're going to see ice cream selection. And why don't you just take a gander in there? There's, It is a limitless, we're going to buy a tub or two of ice cream, you know, because that's going to be part of our dessert we're going to construct. And yes, we're going to be constructing a dessert, but not in any, in any major way, more like, a, well, I guess you can still say it's going to, okay, so you're going to, I like that. I would have not picked you for that type of ice cream, my dear. But I'm going to go with this one. It has peanut butter cups in it and stuff. And I think these two complement each other. And right above here is this thing. Now, they have these two two different ones. These say, geez, we're going to need some car. This is going to be a caramel level situation. Uh, caramel level. Hold on. Yes. What was the president's name? Uh, President Gooseberry. It's me. 
Yes, I, I realize it's a caramel level alert. I have two. Okay, just make my best choice and don't screw it up. Yes, President. Yes, Madam President. So President Gooseberry said we need to. So I see this one's like a slur to flur. And that one is like uh, the other Dolce de Leche. But the, I like the Dolce de Leche one because it's like a spread. We are going to be spreading some stuff here. You're just so, you are sexually charged today, aren't you? I'm not trying to make these, these are not attempts. You're just, oh, you're pointing at me. I'll be like, well, maybe, maybe so, maybe so, my dear. Okay, so this is the, that's the spread we're going to be in now. Of course, if we're going to be spreading, we, we need some place to spread it on. See, that's not, and we're going to see these ones. These are Belgian these are like waffle cones, but they're cookies, which makes me think of this Trader Joe's is a devil, a devil. Okay, so just grab those and trust me, we can discuss it more later. And then we're at the end of this aisle. Oh, no, no, wait, okay, towards the end of the aisle on the left is the frozen vegetables. Now reach in there and see that one, that we, we've bought it before, right, right, when we did the fried rice. We're going to buy the same frozen, or a lot of people will say, well, geez, I still have a half bag in my freezer. Brilliant. Yeah, a little vegetable medley. That's what we like to call it around here. A medley of four poly. You know, but that, and they're all frozen together. Kind of like, well, you, you know it, baby. Okay, so let me check my list. We got our dogs, our buns, our uh, kraut. We don't have a mustard, so we want to double check that. We have the veggies, lemon, lime, cookies, caramel, ice cream, Okay, so we're going to take a right here at the end of the aisle and go back down this next aisle. And we're going to stop right away. Here's the spice section. And they have the spice 21 sauce on the saute or something. I don't know. Seasoning is in there. And see, it's all the seasonings mixed together. I think Mrs. Dash used to have a monopoly on this, and I never was. I think at some point my father was banned from salts, and then they, my parents bought a case of Mrs. Dash. It almost sounds like a P.L. Travers, you know, book, you know, the one that before her famous one, you know. A case of Mrs. Dash. Uh, Miss Marple and a case of Mrs. Dash. That would be Agatha Christie, but, uh, or I guess if, if our president, President Gooseberry, is a, you know, President Gooseberry and Miss President Gooseberry, Mrs. Dash, a.k.a. Mrs. Dash. There you go. But so we're going to use that. We're going to buy that. Then we're going to come up here right on our grain section is next. And we're, we're going to be busy here. Grab a can of red kidney beans. And again, you could, we're going to use red kidney beans again for the mouthfeel. My, my, my opinion, my opinion only. I'm a bean, you know, I've been trying to on my bean intake, but these red kidney beans, again, they have, they're a sturdy, sturdy bean. So we're going to buy that. And then right over here is a quinoa. Let's say it with me, quinoa. Now, quinoa is not cheap anymore either. It went up in the price. But this is a special meal. So I like the, uh, the tricolor quinoa, but you could chew. Okay, let's, let's go with the tricolor then. Thanks. Okay, and then coming up here, we'll buy olive oil, even though we don't need it, and salt and mustards here, too. All within it, so. And then I always buy coffee. I say, geez, just in case. You know, I like to have three or four pounds of coffee at home, you know, just in case I forget to buy one week or two, two weeks in a row or something. So now I have about 40 pounds, but that's fine. 
And it's five ninety nine a pound. I love this coffee. I could drink it all day, and sometimes I don't because of the they so they pass that regulation locally that permits me only to have coffee till noon. I said, "Well, thank you." Uh, well, that was President Gooseberry. Oh no, yeah, that was Supervisor Jameson. But anyway, not important. Not important. Okay, so we have quinoa, lemon, lime, olive oil, salt, seasonings, beans, veggie, cookie caramel. Let's grab some sunscreen right there, right now, right to the left of the coffee. Say, geez, you know, but we're, you know, we're going to need some sunscreen. And I think that's it. We're done. Okay. Oh, while we check out, well, okay. So, Ixnay on the Austrian Cray. Well, actually, I can say it because uh, I, I said it. So, I think I had an instant crush on someone that works here, but it ends up they never work when I was here except for the one time we made eye contact. Did I tell you this already? But I made eye contact. It was someone whose age I could not determine. I said either that person is, I said either she's 22 or 45. It could, honestly, and that's probably a good sign. You say, well, geez, you, you look ageless. And I said, well, so I said, oh, boy, like, uh, I said, well, you know, either one of those, probably not the best idea, right? So, and then I so I shut down the I said possible crush quasher crush quasher who so I quashed the possible crush but I said well she's very anyway and then but then not that long ago I was in here and she was behind you know where the management I don't know think they call management here I think the cashier is listening in to me but that's fine. But she was behind the man, and we made a little, and I said, whoa, hey, what guy, what? And I, I honestly, I said, with eye contact, said, I said, well, I, I, age determined to be O-A-O-K, age okay. And I was, I said, I, we're probably clocking at it. I, I don't know what, but I said, my heart was going, what, what, what? So then I said to myself, I said, buddy, you we should follow through on this one. And then I said, okay, next time I guarantee you I will follow through. And then there hasn't been a, why, is the cashier, are you giggling at me? You are. And you, do you know the guy that has the World of Warcraft tattoo? You do. We'll tell him Emily and Scooter say hello, you know, separately. And then don't, don't repeat any of the other stuff I said about the person, but you wouldn't know who it is anyway. Yes, that's the right color hair. Yes, that, that smile. Oh, yeah, the smile does do that to me. Oh, okay, we'll just keep giggling then. Uh, giggle on. Thank you for, for having... Uh, yeah, okay, okay, so we're all done here. And uh, look at that, Madam, Madam, Madam President Gooseberry's waiting for us. She's flowing her robes. She must be in stealth mode because no one else is noticing her. But let's just, we, we don't even need our bikes for we just climb into her robes. And we're back at my place, huh? How about that? Okay, hey, we're back at home now. Now we're going to, um, we're going to get a pot of uh, water boiling right away. So we're going to start that on the back burner there. And then what we're going to do is, is we're going to, believe it or not, for this grill, uh, supposedly it doesn't require any tools at all, but we, I know we need a, uh, box cutter. So be careful with this. I'm going to have you hold it. You take the box cutter for me. Is that comfortable? Are you comfortable with that? Okay. Thank you.
and we're going to go outside while we wait for the water to boil. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna open the box up. We're gonna cut it, cut it. Yeah, go ahead, cut it right open. And yeah, this is this is is, is wow, really well packed. This thing is. So we're gonna open it up and we're, let's just start taking it out. Now the nice thing is we have all this driveway space. I almost forgot we should we need to put sunscreen on. So you put sunscreen on, and I'll unpack, and then I'll unpack, and you put sunscreen on. Sunscreen first. Friendship, friends, don't let friends, uh, friend, luckily we have our shirts on, so, you know, we don't have to worry about navigating anything uncomfortable. Uh, but anyway, let's not talk about, okay, okay, so, okay, so we're going to, yeah, I like to separate, let's just get all the parts out, and we're going to put them out where we could see every single part, and yeah, it does look, some of these parts do look a little flimsy, but remember, we're just using this to heat our, you know, cook our food. It, it should be fine. And in the instructions, luckily it's a low breeze day. Now see, this bag here is perfect for uh, the garbage of the other bag. So let's do that. Okay, now you take over. I'm going to put sunscreen on. You know, I wish I had a sunscreen song, like... Slathering, is it lathering or are you, you're slathering on sunscreen, right? Slath, slathering, slath, slathering, slathering sunscreen. I will protect myself from the sun, so mean. Slath, slathering, slath, slathering sunscreen, skadoo. When I'm slathering sunscreen, I'm glad to be with you. When I'm slathering sunscreen, sun's rays I bid you adieu. So that that, that I'm all, I'm sunscreened up. Oh boy, that was good. And and I did not read. I, I'm afraid to read the sunscreen ingredients because I know we I read that article a while back, and in nothing in America I don't think you can buy has the right ingredients. So. Uh, but anyway, okay, then now, let's not go down politics road here. So we got all those things. Okay, now it's time to head back inside now that we have everything because our water should be about to boil. Okay, so I need you to measure a cup of quinoa. That's my calendar. Yeah, and I and I want you to rinse the the quinoa. And we have two cups of water in here. And you might be saying to yourself, what in the name of chicken broth are you doing with water in there? And I would say, well, my friend, I want this to be a, you know, a meat-free. I say every once in a while, I say to you, I say, well, geez, if you decide to be a vegetarian or something, I want to have something I could cook for you. Okay? Okay, so is that rinsed? I don't know why. I think quinoa tastes dirty if you don't rinse it. I'm not positive, though. Uh, but we're really going to move here. We're going to take hand me the quinoa. I'm going to dump it in the boiling water and tap it like that. I like to do, give it a forceful uh, decalendarization, I call it. And now I'm going to, can you open that can of beans? Thanks, the kidney beans, right? And then just throw those in the calendar and just do a quick rinse. You don't have to overdo it. And then the vegetables are there. Can you actually pound, like pretend you're at court or you're making a speech to court and, and pound on the frozen vegetables a little bit like, Your Honor, I've had enough of this nonsense. 
Yeah, I like that. That's great. And then, you know, just leave the vegetables alone for now. Okay. And then uh, now the quinoa is at a boil. So we're going to lower it to a simmer and we're going to put a lid on and, and we're going to keep an eye on the clock. We got about 15 minutes. What we're going to do here is, is this dessert time. And you now, unfortunately, the dessert will have animal products. But see, okay, so we have our butter cookies. And why don't you open those up if you want to snack on when you can. But they, they're waffle butter. They look like a waffle cone, but they're a flat cookie, which they are so designed. Does this not scream to you, make me into an ice cream sandwich? Yes, it does. Okay. And then see our fleur de sel or whatever the heck, uh, dulce de leche spread. So take a, go ahead and grab a butter knife and you're just going to spread it around on that. Right. Well, perfect. You are one good spreader, if you don't mind me risking sounding risque. Uh, oh, that's offensive. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that. But, okay, so now that we're done spread, okay, now that we're done putting, okay, now that we're done with that, let's scoop some ice cream. That can't be offensive. And you can choose your, yeah, let's, oh, do you want to double scoop it? Okie dokie. And then just, now you have to be careful here uh, because you don't want to break the, uh, usually I break about half the, the cookies here. Right, so then, and then we'll put a top on. And I know what we're going to do is we're going to put them inside some foil and put them in the freezer. Yeah. And, oh, wow. You're like an ice cream. Have you worked in an ice cream sandwich factory before? Yeah, I can imagine that would be an exciting place to work nowadays. Like back in the day of the the uni uh, ice cream sandwich, when the you know, during the, the Cold War, when you just had the, 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 the chocolate wafers and the vanilla ice cream. Back in, that was like when Eisenhower was king or whatever. Okay, so so what do we got? We got about uh, 11 minutes on our quinoa. Our, you are a sandwich pro. Let's go. You're going to finish up the sandwich. I'm going to, let's go outside because we only really need three or four ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, let's not overdo it because I have a tiny freezer. Okay, so we're going to work on the grill here. Now, we have all our parts sent around. I, I normally... Now, normally, I would just start making the grill without looking at the directions at all. But I, I, uh, I'm i going to, you know, because this is, you're here, I don't want to set a bad example. So we'll, I, mean, I have the instructions here and we'll, we'll, we'll look through here. And so they, they have it diagrammed out and see, so we, like, uh, see those little things there, the, the circles with the pointy things. We're going to grab those. Those are your screws because they have... They're just twist on. Yeah, I know they look like garbage, but again, we won't be moving this grill around. Do not worry. And you see it's got the bar things. Those are what hold the grills up. So we're going to put those. Yeah, see, there's just two of those. They look like, right, they would be on a cheap table. What are you, my Nana? Why are you, why are you picking on my grill so much? Okay, see, and see the diagram? I could, like, uh, okay. Yeah, so see this metal plate? It, it's called plate 19. Wasn't that, uh, who was that? Steely Dan. Now we can't make a grill. Now we will put the things in something about, I think it was just about cocaine and drinking, which you, you usually you do cocaine after you do a grill, probably, or 
cocaine's and grills probably not the best. Bad idea, because then you'd forget. And you say, my, my grill's blown up. Okay, so let's put this here, and, and we see all those screws there. It's so easy. This is basic. So we got, and then the back plate there. Yeah, and that's, that's one. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And what I like to do, so there's four on each side of screws. So just do a cross hatching, like do an X, right? Have X with me. Let's see, just do, just do, uh, just do it there. Oh, yeah. Now, no, don't overscrew it. Don't overscrew it. Yeah, don't overscrew the X. Yeah, just, and then, now let's do the other side, and then we'll tighten. Because, see, then you lift it up. And see those little, that cheap piece of metal down there, that's made. Don't worry, I know what the time is on the quinoa. I, this is not my first rodeo. So... Yeah, just do that, and that's step two. That was that not the easiest step? Just a, a, a piece, cheap piece of metal framing there. Now let's go to step three. Well, it's not supposed to look like a grill yet. It's it's a part of a grill and assembly, GIA. Oh, look at that! It's time to put the wheels on. Now this is pretty easy because see, you just take the twenty-seven bolt, which are those two bolts there. You can see what the wheels look like, and then you're gonna you know stick it in there. And then those are cotter pins. Would you believe, strange thing, I had, I, I I did almost, there was someone named Cotter that we had a crush on each other, but it, it didn't work out. Not welcome back, Cotter. That was before my time, you goose. No, it was a C, a Cotter with a C. I believe she's a successful lawyer now, so I probably shouldn't have said her last name. But anyway, it's not important. Uh, so there you go. The wheels are in. Yeah, that's it. You just stick a pin, you stick that in, and then you stick the pin in, and we're done. And, okay, so now the next one. Oh, dear, what what time are we at here? We we got about four minutes, so we got to go back inside. So this one has, now this is the, the, this is the grill body. We're going to get our hands on the old grill body. But you see, we need those things. I think those are called fly bolts or something because they have wings wing nut but yeah wing nut that's what those are wing nuts i wonder i wish you know as much as i love you but you don't talk much i say i wish you were one of those people that said well let me tell you about the history of wing nuts because then we would we we, we you know then we could do a little uh tag team well it was named after edward Wingnut, uh first king of uh Chaucerberry. Okay, so anyway, but the wing nuts, we need two wing nuts, and then those are, uh, uh, what are those called? Washers. Again, I would like to know the history of that name, too, because, uh, but, but so, and th- so then we're going to put those in the bottom. And that's actually, I, don't, I think that's the grill controller there. Oh, no, that's got the, yeah, so we're going to push that in. Yeah, d- don't worry, this is the easy one. And then just, Let's flip it over to five here. Okay, see, I'll hold it like I'm a grill, and then you attach the wing nuts. Okay? Yeah, I'm 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 a little I'm a little wing nut with a grill, holding it up. I'll stay chill. If I get all grilled up, that would be bad. Everyone in my family would be so sad. Okay, so that's done. That's the grill controller. And then we're going to, 
And then we're going to set this down and we're going to go inside. You know, yeah, this is multitasking, but it's not because we're doing these things separately. But we're going to go inside. It's been 15 minutes, the quinoa. Now, again, we were talking about mouthfeel earlier. Uh, We were talking about mouthfeel earlier. Now, quinoa mouthfeel is important as well. So we're going to look at the quinoa, see it. Now, we kept it, I kept it at a nice low, low simmer. But we're going to take the beans and we're going to dump them in there. And then we're going to, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That was premature. Uh, premature beaning. No, we're going to take the vegetables, rip those open, and just throw them on top of the quinoa. Yeah, just throw them on there. Uh, put the lid back on. And you say, geez, was that quinoa... I'm gonna I'm gonna taste a little in my mouth here. It's uh, okay. It's still barely underdone, which is perfect. So uh, we're gonna okay. So the, the vegetables are cooking in there now. Okay. So while the vegetables are they're, so they're frozen, vegetables are already cooked. So they're just defrosting. While they defrost, we're gonna cut a lemon and a lime up, and then can you uh, use that thing the, the lemon. Uh, what's that called? A juicer. Can you juice me some uh, citrus? And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to make a little dressing for our food. And what we're going to do is you're going to yeah, you're going to dump it in there. And now we're going to use our thumb as a measuring thing. So we have about a thumb, a vertical thumb of uh, a vertical thumb of uh, what do you call it? Of citrus. Now we're going to add an equal amount of olive oil. You could also add some canola oil, but olive oil has a nicer, nicer, uh, you know, uh, what do you call that, smell to it. And so then we're going to add another vertical thumb on top of the citrus, very gently. Vertical thumb there of of citrus, and now vertical thumb of olive oil. And this is a jar. This is a recycled jar. And then we're going to take that 21 seasoning thingamajig, whatever they call it, and we're going to put it, you know, I just start shaking it. Now, some people may measure, but I'll just say shake the hell out of it in there. A little, this is going to be a night, and they call, I believe in the business, they call this a vinaigrette. Uh, and then, so we have our, let me double check, we have our oil, we have our uh, our citrus, and we have some seasoning. Now, some people tell you to salt. I say salt at another time. Don't mix, mix your dressing and your salt, and I don't know why that is. But yeah, go ahead and put a uh, lid on that, and just shake that thing like it was a Polaroid picture. Yeah, shake the dressing, shake the dressing, shake the dressing time. Shake, shake, shake the dressing, shake it like it was. Don't shake it like it was fine wine. Okay, that's good. And then we're gonna uh, remove our pot from heat here. And we're going to fluff. We're going to do a little fluffing. Uh, We're going to do a little fluffing here. We're going to fluff our quinoa and our vegetables. And now we're going to add our beans and just start fluffing it. Just start stirring. They call it fluffing, but it's just stirring. Yeah. And uh, now, again, this is, again, this is my preference, my preference only. You know, I need a a crunch. That's why we're using the red kidney beans and the quinoa. So we'll go ahead and take a bite and say, geez, is the, is the vegetables defrosted, but they still are crunchy? Yes. Are the beans firm? Yes. Is the quinoa quinoa right? 
And notice here, we so we have a cup of quinoa cooked, the whole bag of vegetables, and then the bean, a whole can of beans. And then we're going to dump the vinaigrette in there. Now, again, you say put half in. Uh, go ahead and put half in, and then we'll mix it. Now we're going to add some salt. Now, you, you, you could say there's two roads you could go down here. You could go soy sauce or salt. We're going to do salt, but you could easily do soy sauce. And just yep, go ahead. You wow, you can really throw the old salt. Oh, you could throw salt on a wound too. That's great to know. Okay, and now we're gonna mix it. Now, personally, I'm a, I would just put the, all the vinaigrette in there. I don't like calling it vinaigrette for some reason because this isn't a salad. Let's call it the uh, what do they call it? Mirepoix. I don't think that has anything to do with it, but it sounds. good. Let's put the mirepoix in there and mix it around. And now taste it, right? Is that the best thing you've ever... And and we didn't do any work. That's the best part. So we're going to leave it there. And again, you could say you can eat this cold or you could eat it warm, but it's just... uh, It's unbelievably healthy. You got your beans, so that's a protein. You have your quinoa that is like a grain protein thing. And then you've got vegetables, so you could eat this as a meal. Well, you're going to eat it as a meal. Okay. Well, why don't you eat it while I work on the grill? Let's step back outside. And where we left off before was right, right. So we're going to put the, the the grill body onto the legs. It's like we're assembling a little uh, grill droid here. And you just go ahead and eat. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to screw, screw the hell out of this grill. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm right on top of it. I'm, I'm on top of it right now. And I'm just going to screw these four screws right in here. Yeah, I got them good. I've got them real good. Yeah, that thing that's hanging down there, I do not know what it does. It's some sort of chain thing, and I don't see it in this part. But let's go to the next thing. So the the base is attached to the legs. So what was that show with the little girl that was an android? I don't know what that was called. Uh, So this one looks more complicated than it is, but it's really the burners going in there. And a lot of people say, oh, this is so dangerous, fire and gas. And I'd say, well, we could always sue the grill company if we get blown up. So, uh, so we're going to take the, see the burner. It's got those two pointy things and we're going to just, uh, insert those into the receptacles in the burner things. And yeah, they plug right in there. And then see if we, now I'm going to have to climb underneath here. Do not, please don't touch me when I'm lying on my back because I'm vulnerable. Oh, you're going to, please don't drop quinoa on me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for dropping quinoa. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thanks. That's quinoa on my forehead. Thank you. Okay, so those hooks, I'm just going to ignore your quinoa dropping. So we're going to hook those hooks, and that secures the the burner. And then, uh, yeah, you're right. It's strange that there's no screws. But again, this fire fire will, will, will solve it all. And then this little, and then this little wire attaches to the igniter. But the igniters, they only work for about two weeks on grills, I've found. But we might as well enjoy it while it lasts. So yeah, I think we're done here. I mean, if it, you could stand far away when I get ready to light it. And then the next part is just these platforms, you know, that you put your bowl on. And they look like, yeah, you're right, they look like they're pieces of crap. But see, they just uh, put together... 
So we're going to put these arms in here. There's two arms, four arms. Our android daughter has four arms. And she has trays to serve us. Well, maybe she's not a daughter. What kind of people would have an android servant? Or a servant in general? She's... Anyway, I know, I know, sometimes I get so... Oh, well, you're saying the people at Trader Joe's serve me. So that makes me a bad person that I shop at Trader Joe's. Uh, they did say, pleasure to serve you, sir. Okay, so look at we just take one, two... Again, it's a four-screw situation. And then two screws on the side. And yeah, we're going to do that. And then now our arms are done. And believe it or not, would you believe we're building a grill? We're almost done. We just got to put the back on. You don't trust that this grill is safe. Well, that's probably a smart assumption to make. But so the back is just two more screws. Well, actually, they're not even screws. They're cotter pins. And yeah, so you just cotter pin it in there. And then stick that through there, that thing. And that's eight. Let me double check here. Oh, well, let's move it over. Can we move it over here where I like it? Yeah. It, oh, uh, yeah, see, the wheels work. And then, see, we just put the cooking surface in there. I don't know what this metal... Oh, the metal thing goes over the bib. The metal thing goes over the burners. Okay. That's some sort of metal. Like, they used to have volcanic rock in these things, but now they just have metal. I think, you know, increases our iron intake. Or lead painting, you know, lead paint maybe. But so we'll put that on there. And then this little cup is supposed to catch the grease. So we'll just, it just hangs there on the bottom. My dog will lick up the grease anyway and get sick. So that's not good. And then we're going to attach the gas. Now, don't be afraid. See, I'm attaching. You know, yeah, I'm not afraid of grills. I, I've been, I've been around all grills my whole, all my days. I, I'm a griller. I'm a griller, I'm a chiller, I'm a meat, some siller, uh, grilling some meat up in the sun, I'm uh, opening the gas line, kiss my ass wine, uh, grilling meat's my pastime, yeah, open the lid before you blow it up. Okay, so then we're going to turn these there, can you hear the gas? No. Okay, so let's double-check our line. Okay, let's detach it, unscrew it again. Okay, screw it in. Uh, screw it a little bit tighter, but but don't, uh, you know, over-tighten it because, you know, if it's too tight, then trouble can also happen. Okay, so now, yeah, see, now the gas is flowing. I'm going to press the red button. Oh, you're going to run down the driveway. Okay, I'll see you in a minute. Okay, boom, it's on. <sighs> And now I'm going to I'm closing the grill. I would assume all the industrial chemicals will burn off in like one or two minutes and will it'll be safe to cook on. So I'm going to I have the hot dogs here. They were sitting in the sun, uh, both brands, you know, warmed by the rays of the sun inside some plastic wrap. What could be finer? But so we're going to put those right on the grill. Don't worry. Whatever. I'm sure the uh the fine people at this uh, obscure grill company, you know, have our health. You know, our health is the most important thing to them as a customer. That'll only buy a grill once every 10 years. And maybe if it falls apart, we'll never buy that from them again. But, yeah, let's throw our hot dogs on there. Throw the old dog on the Barbie, as they say. 
not not really. And then now, bad news, I don't have any grill tools, so I'll have to use my hand to, uh, oh, I think I have a tongs, but I don't have anything else. So let me run and grab my tongs. I'll be, oh, oh, they appeared in my hand by the magic of magic. Okay, so we're going to turn these dogs now. A little hot dog tip. Uh, you don't need to close the grill top for the dogs unless you want to really get a crispy skin going. But uh, do, do you hear something? Do you hear that? I think it is the president of the earth coming. Uh, what was her name again? We met her earlier. Uh, Gooseberry, President Marion Gooseberry. Holy cow. And she's with the president from that TV show, uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, how you doing? Uh, great to see you. W- what was your name? You were President uh, Eisenberg. Eisen, president, are oh, you laughing? Mr. Sheen, how do you take your hot dog? Do you take it in a bun? Uh, have you, have, uh, do you take your hot dog in a bun? Um, now, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sheen. Do you do you uh, do you mind a little? Uh, actually, I don't even have any plates. I, I did not think uh, President Gooseberry and President former uh, actor playing President Sheen was so. Uh, you know, I, I I'll be honest with you, Mister Sheen. I did not watch your show uh, except at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, Jimmy Smith's was Jimmy Smith's president. Was am I right or was that a dream? I mean, I would love, I, I, I'm for it, but I just said, is Jimmy Smith's president now? What? What? K? I'm sorry, Mr. President, that's an inside joke. Uh, yeah, it's from CLO. CLO says K? CLO from Metastasis, the, the, the Colombian Breaking Bad. Oh, I, I would think you. Now, Mr. Sheen, you might not remember me, but we were in a a, a protest together a long time ago. In Los Angeles. Yeah, you remember that? We walked through and you were reading things, decrying the symbols. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was nice to do that with you. Was that you weren't president yet, though, were you? So, okay, so let me get some plates here. And, uh, Mr. President, now, uh, President Gooseberry may become president of Earth or the president of the United States. She's in from another universe right now. Oh, you're her guest. So you, it's your business. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, oh, you know, I forgot to buy mustard. Oh, dear. Uh, President Gooseberry, President Sheen, uh, we have, a, we have a mustard related situation. Yes, the vice president's on the phone. The vice president is not on the phone. We've lost the vice president, sir. Oh, you know what? I have I have it in the fridge, though. Are you a kraut man? You shouldn't say that if you're a president of the United States. You can't say you're a kraut man, okay? Or a kraut woman, President Gooseberry. Please don't tell me you're going to be president of Earth with sauerkraut-related uh, policies. Because then I'll have to I'll have to uh, hit the red button on the grill while it's lit, if you know what I'm saying, and blow us all up. Okay, good. Because yeah, sauerkraut is good, but you know, uh, you know, you know, you know how you know you know what I mean. You've read a history book. There, there was those people, and they were doing bad things to, to innocent people. Yeah, I don't know, but I know they 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 were. I, I don't know. I should stay out of the history, huh? Okay, so now we have plates. My friend, she got a plates for us. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Um, so everybody's got their dogs. Now this, uh, my presidents, my presidents, is that how you say presidents? Usually there's only one president, so, and they say, or no, I guess they say, well, I, I, I wanted to think of something witty, but this is a quinoa salad here. It is a, uh, it has a little bit of everything for you. And we're going to put it on here. There you go. Yeah. It's very healthy. Yeah. I, I believe that the presidents of countries that don't treat people badly should eat healthy. And if you're going to have, you know, any bad policies, you should have four or five hot dogs. Now, what do you guys think about that lunatic that's running for president? Yeah. Can you, I can't believe that. And they said, is that, what is that on his head? We've been asking that for 30 years, you know, but, 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 uh, it, is it alive? It might've been alive in, you know, 40 years ago, but I said, geez, that guy's nuts. So anyway, President Gooseberry, President Sheen, oh, you want me to call you Marty? Whoa, Marty. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you uh, cooked with me. Now, would you believe before Air Force whatever arrived? Okay, neither one of you was president. I know, but I'm pretending. Uh, we just assembled this grill and this meal for all of you. So I yeah, so it was it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And uh, I said, geez, we did a good job here. I think we did a good job cooking for them. And yeah, but I think Mar President Sheen's already asleep. All right, well, it's good to see you. And, uh, you know, as always, I love cooking with you. I love assembling with you. I love screwing things together. It's like a dream come true. It's better screwing during the daylight, this stuff, than at night. Sometimes, you know what I mean? And, oh, oh, oh my goodness, we forgot the ice cream sandwich as well. We have a little treat to look forward to then. Let's go inside and get those. Okay, and I hope everyone else is asleep. Okay, good night. All right, hey, everybody. Uh, it's, uh, I was thinking, what are we going to do? It's uh, the long uh, President's Day weekend. It's Sunday night. Or someone's well, not Sunday night. I don't have any idea. It's Sunday afternoon. And, uh, I was thinking, well, we have to pack in some extra recordings here. I was like, okay, there's a, let's do another real-time recipe because I'm pretty sure I haven't covered this recipe. I was trying to review the real-time recipes in my head because I didn't think to do it before I sat down and recorded. But I'm pretty sure we did the flatbread pizza one, meatball one, and then the um, uh, creamy pasta one. I hope I didn't do this already. If I did, I guess I'll make this into a bonus episode. But uh, so it's time for another real-time recipe. This is a a, a little recipe called uh, breadcrumb. Huh, what do we call it? I guess I'll think of it. Hopefully, I'll think of a good or name better. Hopefully, I'll think of a more interesting name. But it's uh, red olive and chicken breadcrumb pasta. And I don't know. I never even heard of this breadcrumb pasta till about. Six months. Now I'm getting deja vu. Did I? We already record this. I don't know. It's too, you know, we're, we're I'm behind the mic now. Um, I had dinner at my brother's girlfriend's sister's house. 
I think that's where it was, and they had served breadcrumb pasta. And I said, "Wow, this is—I don't know if I've had this before." And I'm not exactly—I'm not exactly Don Juan DeMarco of restaurants, so it's not like I'm going out to eat all the time. And if I go out to eat, I'm probably there's about a 98 percent chance I'm not ordering pasta because you know I'm at a—you know—I'm not gonna. But anyway, they, it was good, and I said, "Huh, I'm gonna make this again." Very um, family friendly. But also, uh, this wasn't a dating situation, but, you know, if you were on it, I think if you were cooking for a third or fourth or fifth date, this would be a good meal to cook. Kids would eat this. A lot of kids would. Kids that like olives, but you could always take the olives out if they don't like olives and add something else in. But so this is a breadcrumb chicken olive pasta is what I'm calling it for now. B-A, bread. Breadcrumbs in one word. Breadcrumb, chicken, olive, B, bread, chicken, B, C, O, P, or B, double C, O, P, um, B, cap. Yeah, B, cap, B, cap, B, cap, uh, recipe. <laughs> you want to be a cap? Well, you eat some B, cap. So, it's, uh, we're going to, why don't we, um, you, you know, well, let's get my, uh, magical car and I'll meet you at the entrance to, oh, yeah, there we are. We're at Trader Joe's. Hi. Good to see you again. Let's, uh, head in. How about you? Oh, you bring in a cart. Thank you. Uh, quick question. I don't know. Are you a cart sterilizer or non-sterilizer? No judgment. Just curio- pure curiosity. Hmm. Okay. And why, what's your theory? Huh. Interesting. Oh, wow. I never even thought about it that way. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, let's go in here. We're going to hang right as we always do because uh, that's the nature of this uh, layout of this particular store. And we're going to, what do we, I don't have a shopping list, believe it or not. I said, let's wing it. We're going to hang. We're going to roll past the vegetables and uh, past the cheeses. And lunch and meats, prepared foods, I think they call that section there. And we're going to take this right, or left, I guess this is a left. But really, we're not turning, we're just following the uh, layout of the store. And we're going to come up here in the chicken uh, meat section. We're going to grab the uh, one of those packages of chicken thighs, all natural chicken thighs. And this might, you know, open up some debate Uh that I say, well, uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm quite in the, um, uh, per, you know, income bracket for organic chicken thighs. And they're boneless, by the way. And, but, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if Trader Joe's sells non-natural. I don't even know what it means, but I buy it. And you might say, well, what, we, well, well, what about uh, heart disease? What about uh, cholesterol? Um what about, you know, uh, high-protein chicken breasts, low-fat? I said, well, a couple of things about it I've noticed over time. I'm glad you brought that up. It's a good question. Is the chicken thighs, one, they're easier to cook. Two, they cook their own fat um, means you don't have to use any extra fat, even though we'd use probably olive oil. Yeah, they're thinner, so they cook through without a problem. They, they don't overcook because of their fat content, in my opinion. If you uh, don't salt and pepper them before cooking, they, they don't, you know, you can, they don't do, they do just fine. Uh, whereas the chicken breast, you know, it can get dry. It's, th- you got to pound it out maybe. You got to salt it. 
or, you know, I find the uh, thighs and they're more flavorful in my opinion. Uh, just, and I, you know, I figure here's my two cents here. If you're cooking at home, and overall, this is going to be a fairly, I, I think chicken chicken thighs. Now, I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a doctor, barely. I'm barely, I mean, I can barely function in the outside world, but, um, you know, that's just my opinion. It's chicken, more affordable. So, you know, what's going to keep our heart in better shape, frugality, or, you know, low-fat chicken breast? I don't know. Maybe each person walks their own paths, even in the supermarket. Where there seems only one path, there's many different ways to navigate these aisles. So we got the chicken, basically. Now we're going to, um, let me rack my brain here. What's the next thing? Let's take a, a double left and uh, just for uh, run through the frozen food section. You know, see, check, they got any new ice cream in there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep an eye out because they, I, I, I hate to, you know, we were just talking about health. Now, if you want a treat, I tried these. There they are, the uh, butter cookie with um, the cookie butter in between those. You could grab those or not. They, they, they tend to be devilish. I, I tend to eat, they come in, uh, there's three sections each box. I think the recommended dosage is two cookies. Not possible in my opinion, but uh, they're, they're, they're good. I, I'll probably burn out of them pretty soon. I'm on my second box. But, you know, grab those if you if you want a treat. Okay, we're going to come to the end of this frozen food aisle. We're going to hang a double right. Oh, wait a second. You're going to flowers. I don't think I've had flowers in my residence, my apartment in, um, hmm, have I ever? Has there, I mean, I've had some lavender, which was a gift from a listener, and then uh, some uh, ragweed-type flowers, which was a gift from a, a young child. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good idea. I hope, hopefully I don't sneeze in your face or in your food, but you know, a beautiful, beautiful, great idea. And, uh, you know, okay. Um we're going to hang them after you get those, those flowers. We're going to go here. We're going to see the breadcrumbs, which should look familiar to you as we've purchased them here before. You could purchase chicken thighs and breadcrumbs almost anywhere. So this is pretty universal. But you got to grab those breadcrumbs. You may even have some at your house, but I don't know if I have any of mine. And then here's the olive uh, section, olive and olive-related products here. Now, a couple of opinion points. One is, uh, well, a couple opinion points. What was my point? Um, I'm a, I'm not an olive snob, but I would uh, avoid canned olives for this recipe. They tend to be flavorless. And you really want an olive punch. These kamakata olives, or however you say it, kamalata, kamalata olives, kamaladas. Whatever, the ones that start with a K, I find those good. Let's buy a jar of those. There's two ones at this Trader Joe's. And I figured out that both weigh the same, even though the jars say different. One is like the net weight and one's the, but but they have the jumbos and the regulars. I, I'm not sure there's a difference, but what you, you close your eyes and pick. Oh, great choice, great choice. So we got a jar of olives. And I know you're, you might be saying, wow, this isn't exactly the cheapest recipe. You're right. But I usually can get a one dinner, 
to two dinners and uh, two to three lunches. If you get one dinner for two people, then you usually get three, a minimum of three more lunches out of that. So that's one, two, three, five me- five total human meals for a, a minimum out of this recipe. So, And then here we go. We're in the same aisle. We got our pasta section. Now there's a a, a, a good selection of pasta here. Um, and this is a, this can be like, what do you got in your cupboard type, uh, recipe, but we could buy some spaghetti. They have this quinoa brown rice spaghetti. They have a whole, I always get something that's whole grain. I haven't tried the quinoa brown rice. Now I did look at the labels. Strange irony is that the, uh, whole wheat has uh, more protein and, uh, fiber. So if you're worried about those chicken breasts, we might want to, the, now the quinoa brown rice has no gluten. So you got to decide what's going to be best for you. If you're having a guest, now you, you might not say, you might say, well, I don't know about spaghetti, which I would agree with. Uh, if, if, uh, you want to get some of those, uh, what are those called? Curly farfarelli no, or bows. Um, uh, fusillis. I don't know what those are. Um, or maybe those are bows. For, 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 maybe everything that starts with an F is like a size of bow. But there's the spiral guys. Those are good. You could go with an elbow macaroni, though. That can be confusing for most people as they associate elbow macaroni with macaroni and cheese or some sort of a casserole dish, but that's your your opinion. You know, I'm not here to judge you on your pasta choice, but let's go with, you know, let's let's wing it. We'll buy a thing of spaghetti, anything of those, um, whatever the hell they're called, the ones that look like a, uh, you know, a corkscrew type thing. And then, you know, whatever, we'll cook it. We'll, we'll just decide on one now. Again, uh, before we leave this aisle, uh, another couple notes we should discuss here is uh, how olivey are you is a question. Because I tend to be, when it comes to olives, I like to say, I love it. I love it. And I love the opportunity to say, I love it. I love it. But I do. I love the taste of olives. So, uh, and, and then you say, well, who are you cooking for? Do they like olives? So I usually get this like olive tepanyan, I think they call it. They, I think they have one or two different ones here, a green and a black olive. Grab one of those and then you can say, well, this isn't quite olive enough for me. Let me toss some of this in there. And then you can keep it in your fridge, use it on pizza, uh, whatever. I don't know what a tepanade, um, other, you know, I don't know if you'd have it on crackers. Might be good. I don't know, but you know, any other olive, chopped olive, and other things to situation, you could have that good to go. All right, let's let's get a little shot of coffee here. You know, uh, get up the old. Oh yeah, don't ask me about that girl that works here because well, we already talked about it. Her boyfriend, she doesn't work here anymore, so I don't even get to have a faux romance with her. Shopping um, in your store and making eye contact with you once while I shop there, full romance. Um, but you know, I'm, 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 believe it or not, I'm shopping for another crush that works here. I have a couple candidates, um, but I don't want to out them uh, because it's like, well, I'm like, is that is she a candidate? I don't know, and not in a not in a judgment. Like it's like a. They have some beautiful, beautiful people working here. 
Um, but it's just like, uh, what, you know, what if I have to ask a lot of what ifs? What if uh, we double eye contact? Or again, I'm insane. So it's like, well, we already locked eye contact for a little too long. So does that exclude that person? Because, uh, you know, the possibility of them being attracted to me is definitely, you know, not attractive. I know that sounds insane, but, you know, that's just, you know. So anyway, let's give our card a once over here. So we have um, chicken pasta, breadcrumbs. Oh, olive oil. Can you grab a thing of olive oil just in case? I know just to cover all the bases. You you choose. You know, I, I would choose the Spanish olive oil, but you can choose whatever you wish. Okay, so let's see. Olive oil, breadcrumbs, chicken, pasta, olives. Uh, you might, you know, the one thing we might want to grab... Um, you got to decide this. These breadcrumbs are not seasoned, so you could buy that. Uh, they have like a twenty-one seasoning saute or something. They have uh, Trader Joe's. You could get that, or you could just make up your own little seasoning packet to season the breadcrumbs. But you probably want some seasoning. Uh, in my opinion, I would just grab that seasoning saute thing. And I think we're good. I, I may be forgetting something, but I can always invent it out of thin air. So let's, uh, I'll meet you back at my place. I'll be, you know, warming the water up in the, in the cast iron grill that I use for my chicken breast, uh, chicken, uh, in the cast iron grill I use for the chicken thighs that we used for the, uh, meatballs. All right. Well, hey, hey, come on in. Uh, those flowers smell great. Oh, good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, no, there won't be any celebrities coming tonight. I'm sorry that. Uh, well, may, I mean, I don't know. There could be, but I'm 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 doubtful because I didn't invite any. Uh, the last time I, you know, it was a surprise that when Andrew McCartney showed up and Judd uh, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, was Emilio there? I can't remember if Emilio was there. Wouldn't it be wild if the cast of Young Guns showed up to help us make this pasta? Yeah, I mean, it could be unpredictable. You're right with Charlie. I'm, I hope he's well. I do, honestly. Um, well, that killed him. Sorry. I knew, who would have known a Young Guns reference would have killed How's Lou Diamond doing, you think? Well, yeah, it really killed it. You'd think you'd bring up young guns, it would be safe for a good transition, but it wasn't. But those flowers look great. You look great. And the chicken thighs look, don't they don't look great because they're uncooked. But So let's get ready. Uh, we're going to fire up my cast iron grill that I use, a two-sided guy. We're going to use the grill side, and then we're going to spray it with a little olive oil, canola oil, whatever. And we're going to start the water boiling here. I already got it on the verge of a boil, believe it or not. And we're going to put the thighs on. You know, the water's boiling. We're going to throw it in, uh, the pasta in there. I decided on the curly cue. I don't know. I can't read the packaging since it's in my imagination. It keeps just like a dream. It says, pasta. Uh, so... Pralines, praline pasta. Oh, those were the purlines we had last time, or whatever the proper pronunciation is, Mr. Pasta. Trader Giotto, excuse me. 
Traitor Giotto, please do not, uh, you know, ban me from your kingdom of, uh, so anyway, no, no need to have jokes at tra- fake Trader Joe's character's expense, because what if they turned around and started writing, making fun of my podcast and wonderful chalk art, uh, you know, in a display? No, that wouldn't be, might be good for, for the podcast. Well, yeah. Figure how all the people that walk into Trader Joe's in a day probably uh, 20% have trouble sleeping. Admit they have trouble sleeping. Probably 50% actually do. Well, that's 50% probably, hmm, probably less than 1% would, this podcast would fly, you know, but that's okay. It's, you know, not everybody's cup of tea. So I thought while we're waiting for the pasta to boil, we got about 11 Minutes here, chicken thighs are going to cook at actually the same rate. I usually do about five minutes a side, maybe less. Uh, I figure I was thinking I, I had a couple of things in my mind I want to talk about. Non-romance, I know last time we talked about, uh, I mean, I know last time we talked about, you know, uh, stuff, I, I'm, you know, wonderful stuff. But I was thinking about earthquake kits and, uh, you know, in disaster, I guess it would be in a general word, it would be disaster kits, you know, snowbound kit, power outage kit, unexpected situation kits. Because I've really been slacking and I've been re- lately, I've been like, okay, let's step, let's step up and actually do this thing. And I've been noticing, some, I don't know if it's internal resistance or laziness. So I want to run some uh, earthquake kit ideas by you and see maybe when you fly back to uh, the wonderful place, place you're from, or, oh, you're from, you're my neighbor. Sorry, I forgot that. Uh, but, you know, as imaginary, if you, you know, think about maybe we could exchange ideas because it's like uh, the big one they say is coming. And you might be prepared for it, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know about buying a pre-prepared kit because then I'm like, well, uh, what, what, then I get distracted and it's like, well, I also need a new pair of pants. That I haven't bought yet either. And then I'm like, well, I actually need some socks. I haven't bought those. So what were we talking about again? That That's what goes on in my mind now with us. So here's what I've done so far, which isn't much. I filled up uh, 12 uh, these liter plus bottles of sparkling water that I actually buy at Trader Joe's because I love drinking those. And I was like, originally I was like, because I think you need a gallon of water a day per person. Uh, for earthquake, they recommend uh, about three or four days of water. But you know, I mean, uh, also, you know, I don't want to bring up Katrina, but when you think about Katrina, I think that's the kind of uh, disaster you got to prepare for, where you, where help is not going to be quickly on the way. So three days is probably not going to cut it. So I figure seven days, but I figure that then that's when I probably I don't have an earthquake kit done. Um, so I figured I put tw- I filled twelve of these up. I have no idea because they're not one quart or one liter. They're like one point three three something. So I don't know. Um, but I filled up twelve of those with water, and I didn't sterilize it. They said I said I looked on the internet. I was like, well, if you want to use them for drinking water, you got to sterilize them. Mix uh, one part bleach with this much, and I said, whoa, that's too much. That's just some math and uh, bleach and uh, what's on TV. 
What's on the internet? Uh, what's my dog doing? Oh, hi, puppy. Let me pat your head. What? So I just filled him up with water. And actually, funny story, uh, you know, this whole thing about earthquakes. And they say, can animals predict earthquakes? My dog did predict our last earthquake we had. She uh, was acting weird. And I said, why are you acting so weird? Like weirder than normal. Uh, can't remember what, what she was doing, but it was weird. We weirder, like a she's a weird dog, but you know, it's like that's weird for you. Uh, and then I said, oh, why? Why were you acting up? Maybe maybe it's crying and at non-crying point. I don't know, but then that like hours later there was an earthquake. So then the other night she's doing the same thing. I can't remember what it was. And I say, you're acting weird. I better fill up these bottles that I never purified, but I've been holding on to uh, with water. Uh, and I figured it was, so they'd be like sanitation water for hand washing, bathroom usage, tooth, teeth brushing. Real If things were really emergency, probably could clean the water somehow and drink it. So I got those. So that's my earthquake kit so far is these 12 bottles of water, which you see here. Got them in a milk crate, which I, you know, used milk crate. And uh, then I bought four gallon jugs of water. So that's it for right now for my earthquake kit. Um, So I figured I got to get some more water, uh, drink drinking water like this water here. But it's like this takes up so much space. I'm like, where am I going to put this? And then I'm like, and then I had a thing of peanut butter that I, that I was going to use for the earthquake kit, but then I open, I ran out of, uh, you know how much almond butter is? How expensive is that stuff? What the hell? Uh, when the hell did that shoot up? Why couldn't I buy stock in that? I think it's like seven fifty a jar. Peanut butter is like a dollar a jar for a generic, but I had a thing of generic peanut butter I was going to put in the earthquake kit. And then I opened it and used it, and um, but I figured I'll get a peanut butter. That's I think in a jar you probably got a couple thousand calories, so that could be like breakfast, two spoonfuls of peanut butter. And I know it's a, we're thinking of earthquakes, so and then I figure some tuna fish, but then it's like oh god, tuna fish by itself. So maybe we find some. Do you know any uh, fast food places I could borrow? As a, actually, as a paying customer, get some lemon packets, you know, like 12 lemon packets for just my takeout today, some soy sauce, and then some hot sauce. If we had those, then tuna fish would be more edible, you know, because uh, we'd be able to detunify it with the lemon soy sauce and the hot sauce. So I figured that would be good for a lunch. So you'd have peanut butter for breakfast, maybe get some Cliff Bars. And then, you know, that's your treat, so a snack. Then tuna fish for lunch. Maybe get some canned vegetables. And then dinner, hmm, I guess it'd be tuna fish again. I think Trader Joe's now has, like, canned chicken or canned fish. Well, we already had fish, which is sounds, yeah, not good, but uh, so... Then I got another thing I was thinking about these earthquake kits. It's like, do you, where do you put it? You know, it's an earthquake, right? So why have one earthquake kit? You know, I guess you'd say, well, why haven't zero? Correct, you got me on that. But it's like, 
I have these two old backpacks, which I have hidden under my desk at work. When I say hidden, just thrown under my desk at work. Probably be on my next employee evaluation. I did not realize till like two weeks ago, I was talking with someone at work. They're like, do you know they uh, do cleanliness of your work area as part of your evaluation? And I said, oh, God, no, please, please tell me no. And they said, yeah. And I said, oh, um, oh boy, that's not good. So, uh, but anyway, so I have those two backpacks. The reason they're, you know, they're older backpacks, you used them a lot for running clothes. So they have some um, mustiness to them. Uh, so I, I, what if you had an earthquake kit like scattered around? Like I have one in the, like I live in this four unit building. I'll have one in the closet here. And then let me check the time. Don't worry. I just looked and we still got a few more minutes of cooking. I already flipped the chicken. Uh, you know, like have one backpack, one gallon of water, peanut butter, puff bars, tuna fish, corn, maybe. And then dinner. We still got to figure out the dinner. Protein. Maybe like some insure uh, type stuff. Like uh, and maybe some Gatorade, something else. Oh, and I have got instant coffee. That's the other thing I already had. In- peanut butter, instant coffee, and water. That's my earthquake kit currently. But um, I think I have one can of sardines somewhere. But So we'll have a backpack out in the... We don't have a garage. It's kind of like an overhang, uh, and I don't have a car, but I could keep one out there. And then, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, then keep one in here, uh, like in a backpack, and then just have like a dried goods section in the kitchen here that if I would actually organize it, that'd probably be good for earthquake. Be like, okay, well, we still have some dried goods in here. I mean, you could eat cereal. The cereal's not open, you see, in there. That's a frosted mini wheats, uh, maple. I like that. You, know, you could eat that for a couple of days before it would go bad. I mean, it would be dry for sure. Uh, but, you know, it's a disaster prepare, you know, prep kit. So that's been on my mind. Okay, we got to uh, take care of this uh, pasta now. So we're going to drain off the water here. And I just want you to take some cold, like just run cold water through the pasta. I'm going to take the chicken off and chop up the chicken. And then I'm going to sprinkle some salt and some of the seasonings on here, the seasonings we got at Trader Joe's, and toss the chicken in that, in this bowl. And then I'll just, that'll be seasoned chicken now. Now we're going to put the, rinse out the pasta. We're going to use the same pan we cooked the pasta in to make the uh, the rest of the meal. You know, it's not a one-pot meal, probably, but uh, it'll end up in one pot to get, you know, this pot. So we're gonna what we're going to do is, uh, I'm going to need your help, believe it or not. Uh, that's a great job. The pasta's cooled. I'm going to need you to uh, now take the colander and then put it over this bowl, this bowl here, and dump the olive juice into that bowl so we save the olive juice, okay? And then I need you to chop those olives. Okay, great. Well, let me watch your t- – wow, you have a technique. Is that classic? Is that a miranaise or whatever they call it? Uh, mir- mirepoise? Mirepoix? Mirepoix? Is that Poirot style? Uh, yeah, you have knife skills. Very nice. So I have the chopped chicken here. So I have the chopped chicken. I'm, I'm heating the, the uh, pan back up, and I'm going to take this olive oil. I'm going to use like three, four, eh, four or five glugs. Uh, 
which is maybe, I don't, I have no idea. See, it's a decent amount. Now you say, whoa, yeah, unhealthy zone. You're right. And then we're going to take two-thirds of a cup of this, uh, uh, what do you call this, breadcrumbs. And, you know, you might say, okay, maybe you want to add some garlic in ahead of time for a few minutes. You could do that or some onion. I don't, I mean, then it's, that's a lot of work, though. Uh, that's why I just use the seasonings on the chicken. But um, we're going to put them in the, we're going to put the, uh, the olive oil's warm now. We're going to put the uh, two-thirds of a cup of breadcrumb in the olive oil. We're going to stir it. Now, you got to make sure your olive oil point I did not make medium medium the pan's already hot so you probably don't need it too hot because you want to burn the breadcrumbs you just want to cook them a little bit uh you know heat them up like brown lightly brown they're already brown so you just want to barely toast it I guess barely okay see how it's and it's clumping so we got to make sure to keep stirring oh great job on the olives okay I want you pop open the uh that, uh, what do you call it, tapenade or whatever the hell they call that, the olive mix. And put a spoon in there just in case. Now, uh, as the chicken, uh, I mean, as the breadcrumbs go, now we're going to toss the chicken in. And uh, we're going to mix that in. with. And you're gonna, the chicken's almost going to get breaded in a sense. Uh, but, it, you know, there's so much olive oil in there. So we're just going to stir that. Heat it up, and the seasonings are going to get mixed in. Keep stirring, keep stirring, yeah. And then we used all the olives. We're going to shoot the olives in there, right? Okay, and we're looking good. Keep stirring it. Yeah, and uh, keep going. Yeah, it's good. It was good wrist skills, good wrist skills, yeah. And and then we're going to take the... Uh, what did I say? Maybe pasta. Oh, wait. Oh, I just used half the chicken, you might notice. Uh, and we can use the rest later. As you might have noticed that as I went back in time to stop you from using all the chicken. You could use all of it. And if, as a matter of fact, if I wasn't doing a real time, I might use it all. Um, but, you know, and then you might even notice we went back in time again to say, hey, use half the bag of pasta, not the whole bag. Um uh, because a half a bag of pasta will get you four or five meals probably. But you could use the whole bag. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, sorry about that, I guess. I, I You know, time machine malfunctioning. So that's good. So we got that going. Um, so now we're back at present time. Half a bag of pasta, half the chicken pasta's in there. We're putting the pasta back in with the bowl, with everything else. We're stirring. We're stirring. We're heating it through. And you'll notice it's getting coated uh, with the, the breadcrumbs, the olives. And and this is where you start to, uh, you have to start to uh, kind of be a, uh, a cook or a chef. You're going to keep an eye on it. It's like, how is that enough olive in there? Is that enough chicken? Do I need to add more chicken? Do I need to add some tapenade? Is it getting dry? Now, originally breadcrumb pasta, well, they'd say add more oil. And you, you want to have a good oil content. You'll see a sheen, but you won't have too much. But now is when you say, oh, and the, the pot's going to be warm still. So every once in a while, just drop a little olive juice in there and, and then say, okay, that's that's giving us the liquidity. We don't want it to be, you don't want it to be like soaking any juices, but you don't want everything to be drying out either. You want it to have a, um, a general moistness, I guess, uh, if that makes any sense, I'm not sure it does or not, but uh, 
and then give it a good stir. Now, now you're really working your forearms. It's almost like doing hammer curls or something, yeah. And then let's add a little tapenade. Let's add a little more olive juice. I always end up using all the olive juice. But like I said, I'm an olive man. You know, I love it. But yeah, we're going to stir that in. And very nice job. Very, very good technique you have. The technique you have is like... Uh, both classical, timeless, and a fusion of uh, a fusion of skill and beauty, if you don't mind me saying. But yeah, as we stir and get it through, and we, where moistness is looking good, now it's hot. It's ready to serve, believe it or not. And then we come up to a couple more. Yeah, just scoop it out, and we'll put it on a plate. You could do a bowl, a plate. Um, you'd serve it with a side of vegetables. I did not because. Uh, yeah, I guess normally, if we could take the time machine back again, what I would do is is have some broccoli. And when I drain the pasta, I would drain it into a bowl with the broccoli and just let the uh, boiling water cook the broccoli. It doesn't usually always cook it. cooks it to a little al dente broccoli level. But broccoli's healthy always. And that way you have, you, you're getting a bro, you know, broccoli, you're not, you, you know, you're, you're, uh, Preparing for disaster by saving water, uh, in some sense, reusing it again, the pasta water on the broccoli. And a lot of recipes will tell you when you're making this type of stuff to reserve the pasta water, but we're using olive juice instead of water. It's also giving us more of a brine, salt, salt taste. So we're tasting, and then you could say, well, do I want, am I a cheese person or not? Now, I, I would... I tend to gravitate to the side of like, well, this has got olives. So I don't know about Parmesan, but a lot of people are Parmesan. And I like my Parmesan, but I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I like olives on pizza. It's something about, uh, I just don't do it. I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But I do have Parmesan here. If you would like some, you're welcome to it. And uh, wait a second, I hear something. Is that, is that, am I hearing that right? Do you hear that outside? It's singing. I'm a, I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride, and I'm wanted dead or alive, dead or alive. Walk these streets with a six-string on my back. I'm not playing for keeps, and I might not make it back. I've been everywhere, straveling tall, seen a million places, and I rocked them. Wait a second. Is that Dylan McDermott? Holy, wait, come on in, man. Hey, surprise. Dylan McDermott, how are you doing, man? Oh, D- Dylan Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney, I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm kidding, folks. It's it's Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. They, they, they're they best friends, believe it or not. And, um, yeah, well, Dylan, we'll talk for a minute. Uh, yeah, and I know you. You're a young gun to me, so yeah. Uh, where's uh, the rest of Lou's coming? I, I think I hear a motorcycle. I would assume he would come on a motorcycle, on the back of a motorcycle. Okay, well that's kind of cool. Emilio, he's probably directing something. Oh, he's come. He's with Lou. Lou, he's giving Lou a ride in Char- Charlie. Char- Wait, hey, Charlie, come on in, man. Yeah, have a seat. Yeah, wow, you look, you look, you look really good. No, no, it's, uh, listen, man, don't say that. You can show your face here anytime you want. I mean, uh, 
walk these streets with a, a six something on my back, man. So, you know, have, you know, we're sustenance here, man. You know, we need you to, this has got chicken thighs extra. There's some sort of omegas in there probably. So have a seat. Um, you know, guys, you guys all know each other. Well, Lou and Emilio are here. Great. Good to see you guys. Uh, yeah, you know, Emilio, you know, I walked in a, I was in a protest one time with your dad. I'm not trying to name drop because he, he was the, I wasn't, you know, I was, uh, walking behind him, a ways behind him, but I, I just want to say that because I really think he's a cool dude. Yeah. And that was before he was president. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just good to have you guys here. You know, you guys are like the, uh, guys are still the young guns uh you, you're like the uh young at heart guns is that is that insulting and then um dylan you're you're like uh, to me you'll always be ready to spring a plan b on somebody and you know uh you know frame somebody and for me you're always a member of the practice but i know your new show's ahead and people are raving about it to me they say have you seen that show yet and uh, I think I have a crush on Maggie Q, even though I haven't seen the show. So that's another thing. Emilio, what are you working on now? I'd love to hear about it, you know, off there. And then I'll promote the hell out of it to the people I can. And uh, Charlie, uh, you know, you're you're in the right place right now, man. We're uh, people that care about you. It's good to have you here. And you should check out my podcast, maybe. It's... Uh, um, I guess winning would not be a way to describe the sleeping, sleeping. That's my, that's my imitation of you sleeping. Uh, what, what other ones did you have? You don't want to go there as dark times. Yeah, I understand. Um, Lou, you're, you're like the, uh, uh, the silent, silent type, huh? <laughs> you're laughing already, huh? Ba-da-da-da-da, Lou Diamond. Pa da 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 Lou Diamond, how you doing? Welcome to our pasta dinner. That was from La Bamba. Yeah, you knew that. But yeah, I didn't say it was good. I said it was from La Bamba. Well, guys, uh, let's enjoy this pasta. Hey, um, I'm going to, me and the young, hey, what do you guys think about being the young guns of disaster preparedness kits? We could do like a PSA together. And spread the word about uh, what do you guys what do you guys think about peanut butter in a disaster kit? Is that great or what? Shelf stable? Is is, is peanut butter shelf stable? And uh, I I, would, I guess I, my my main concern would be uh, can openers because I can barely open a can with a can opener to begin with. But uh, uh, yeah, just you guys like that, huh? Hey Lou, you want some more olives? Well, McDermott wants some olives. Mulrooney, McDermott, Mulrooney, McDermott, McDermott, Mulrooney. Uh, Hey, Dylan, did you chew tobacco regularly or just in that movie? Because whenever I think about that movie, I think about you chewing tobacco. Are we missing any of the young guns? I think we are. Uh, And I hear a strange sound. It sounds like something counting down because, uh, oh, he's not coming. Uh, bummer. He's like Doc, right? Or right? But you were Billy the Kid. He was Doc. He's not coming. That's a bummer. Cause I heard that beep, beep, 
Beep. I, said, I was ready to be like, and Mr. Jack, oh, he is Mr. Jack Bauer. How you doing? You don't like to be called that. Why? It was great, Kiefer. Uh, would you prefer I fixate on Lost Boys? No. Yeah, I'm just kidding, man. Good. Welcome. Good to see you. We got, uh, we got, are you, uh, Olive? What do you, what's your take on Parmesan? But we actually, speaking of young guns of disaster preparedness, you know, with fantastical disasters striking within, within every hour of a 24 hour period, multiple times, uh, you know, you, you would be the, uh, you know, you want to eat first before we talk about it. You've had enough of disasters. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you. Um, I'm glad you guys are here and I'm glad we made this past. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, you know, is, is that song from, uh, young guns or no, no, you're a young guy. I know there's a young gun song. Was that by Bon Jovi? Young guns. Where are the young guns? No, that's not how it goes. Uh, I I can picture you guys on the plains and horses, Dermot spitting, uh, Dylan, no, Dern, Dylan, Mark, Dermot, Dermot Mulroney, Dermot spitting tobacco, and uh, you looking pensive, Doc, and Lou, you looking like uh, the most compassionate one, uh, Emilio, you look in, you had crazy eyes and that you were like the original crazy eyes. And Charlie, you were like the, uh, strong silent, maybe not silent. You were like the, uh, you were like the, uh, you were the face man, right? You still are, man. You look great. Serious. Um, so that's it. I'm glad everybody made it to dinner. Uh, steel horses, you guys ride. Well, I guess you and Emilio rode a steel horse here together. Um, I guess a steel horse, is it a bus or a uh, motorcycle? What do you guys think about that? What's the, uh, where do you stand? Um, okay. Well, yeah, we're going to talk, uh, let me go back to my other audience. Excuse me, guys. Hey guys, I'm going to work on the young guns of, uh, disaster preparedness program, which may or may not be launching ever, but, uh, we'll see what, you know, we'll see what I can, you know, get these guys into, and you just enjoy your pasta and enjoy your sleep. Hopefully you're sound asleep. You're dreaming of uh, a newly reinvigorated Charlie and uh, preparing uh, peanut butter and fish and other things for, uh, you know, in case of emergency. So thank you guys for listening and I hope you're asleep. Good night.